Hello, boys. Bring it back, Billy here. Oh, yeah. Don't cream your jeans, ladies and gentlemen. It's just me. I heard you boys were planning on bringing Are You Afraid of the Dark back to the podcast? Oh, no. Spooky and Canadian. You know you're bringing that back. And Eric. I heard your pudgy ass wanted to bring back Mickey D's birthday parties. Hope you brought gifts. Because you're definitely bringing that back. And Jim. You said you're going to bring back brown paper bag textbook covers? Oh, baby. You gotta bring that back. Welcome back to the nonsense world of Weird Science DC Comics, where you'll get caught up in a whirlwind of emotions that you never knew you had. Oh, yeah. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this little beauty is what we're calling episode number 198. 198. I feel like crap. I'm sick, and I you just like am crap. so glad that we're going to be done in two more episodes. Eric, hello, one what? and all, to the Weird Science DC Comics podcast, the official unofficial podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of October 20th. 2018. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Batman Podcast Network, and the Tangent Bound Podcast Network. Proud. If you on the intro nets, you can find us on Facebook at Weird Science are. DC Comics. Is that it? Weird Science DC Comics. Podbean sure. at Weird Science DC Comics at Podbean.com. Twitter, we're Weird Science DC, and we have an award-winning website, Weird Science DC Comics.com, where we review a lot of books. And yeah, today I did the Patreon news show. Uh, so I sick. read it was a it milestone. Up there. Yeah, milestone there was. It was episode fifty of it, though it was only about thirteen minutes. Not a lot of news. Uh, hey, one hey, of the hey. stories will be it continuing. It was over thirteen minutes. Don't worry, buddy. Thirteen minutes. We do have a Patreon account as well. Patreon dot com slash weird science and this week the badasses of the patreon picked boop, justice boop. league number 10 and nightwing number 51 as the patreon only spotlight those were two of the better books this week sure left were. us with a lot of poop a lot of poop here coming <laughs> up there but yeah shit poop yeah i did i called the shit poop but yeah i uh i ended up feeling like crap all day i was sleeping all day trying to get better so that i can talk with one eric shea I, I ended up having to get my crutch, Eric. Yes, I did take a pill for this just to get me hyped up. Sure, there's no sugar and in that pill. No, I don't think there is. If there is, I don't even care anymore because yesterday I ended up taking some, uh, uh, what was that, Alka-Seltzer Plus. It, it did have an orangey flavor to it. I'm sure it had some sort of splendor or something in there, even artificial So what you're telling me I'm not supposed is that to go. medicine is your sugar dragon. It is my sugar dragon, and I'm supposed to start this 30 again, and then I'm like, the hell with it. I think I'm on day 23. I'm going to stay on day 23 here. I I did eat a little today, but boy, I feel like crap. But with that, the Patreon account and all that talk, Eric, I got to find my thing here. It's time for the Badass Roll Call. Here we go. It's time for the Badass Roll Call. We're going to start with John. 
Then John Jack, Eric. There's two Johns in town. Speedy's Collectibles by Ron Saunders. Nick Adams, Mark Yeager, T-Funk, Vermilion. We have Aldrin Stosia. We have D-Men, Havlin, Batman Beyond, Mark, J, G-Men, David Fink, Andrew Belfast, Manship. We have Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, Reggie. Brian from Arkansas. Oh, Eric, he back. is back. Uh, Leonard Geschke. He's raised up to a badass. I think it's okay. Paco Pavlov that recently went raised up to a badass Boosh. as well. Zach Davis, Chester McJerk, Brian King, Jolly Drew, Pete from NYC, my man Pete from NYC, Bill Beer, Polly P, who we're going to hear about later in the mail. He's been Ooh. down, but he's back, Eric. We have two. Down, but not we out. Fred Reed's comics from the Street Level Floppies podcast. We got Eric G, Cellar Dweller, Danny the Street, Luis, Ulysses Jones, and his Ulysses Jones show. Hakeem, Double A, Ron Monty, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Dave J, Missy T, our man Rob Lewis, who has a rant and rave later, Lone Wolf awesome. Marv, Jazz, and Ruben. Ruben is there, Eric, and that is perfect timing by me. And maybe there I'll you stop are. being surprised about Ruben after episode number two hundred. Maybe. I don't know. Well, thank all of you for being the badasses that you are and picking the books Mwah. that you did this week. And thanks everybody else that's on the Patreon. Again, if you want to get involved in the Patreon, get a bunch of other shows. You can go to Patreon.com/slash Weird Science. Now, I will mention. That oh. episode 200 is coming up. It's coming up at the sure end of this is. month. A couple more episodes. Episode 200 will be on the Patreon account only. Eric, pretty low, Jim. I was waiting for you. Pretty you low, did Jim. You didn't jump in there. But yeah, I just want to warn everybody that it will be a Patreon-only show, as all of the shows that are annuals will be. So if you want to get involved with that, that will be happening in a little <laughs> Why wouldn't you? A, a little hint here. That show will drop after November 1st. So if you want to wait and join in, then you can. I'm not here. I'm no used car salesman or anything. I'll tell you the deal. So if you did want to wait That's in the me. beginning. Shay's Autobody. Yeah, really. Shay's Autobody. All right. It's Shocktoberfest. At the beginning of November, if you want to join in to hear that show, you can join in. And for that whole month, get it free. Check out what's going on and see if you want to stay. I hope you would stay. And, and like a lot of the people that we pointed out, I get so happy when people, you know, join in, see what's going on and not only don't leave but you know jump up levels to get more shows and to become badasses and whatnot but thanks everybody and, and we're gonna whatnot. go and whatnot we're gonna go off speaking of what i call it shay's autobody it makes me sound like a mechanic uh, no, no, you're just Shay's auto. It does sound like a mechanic like you're <laughs> you're, one of those, here. Like you're like mako or something yeah. i don't know there uh-uh. you go uh-uh. better call shay better call shay's auto bodies Maybe we'll have commercials. Get wrong turn to do it. We, we should get you know made up uh, commercials for that. Have uh, wrong turnies there. Here it is. Hello, me wrong turn there. Is that how he talks? No. I don't know why that what came that? out like that. Hello, me t- wrong turn there. We're oh, here man, at the Shades Auto Bodies. Here we are there. The Shades Auto Bodies. He's doing some things there. I think I'd rather listen to Wrong Turn. Oh, my. I think the pills are starting to affect me, Eric. I'm starting to sweat. I have a very bad sweat. And that's basically, listen to you. (laughs) I'm not even going to reveal your deep, dark secret that I know that I I haven't revealed to anybody because I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed (laughs) of you is what's happening. And I'm not going to let anybody know. It just happens that Eric could get more involved in the badass roll call, if you know what I mean. I'm not going to say anything else. (laughs) Jerk. I've lost 23 pounds. So then take that. My ass found it, but I, you know, I, I lost it at least. But speaking of whatnot, back to that, what we're going to go off 
up now to go listen to me talk about one of the news items. Not anything to do with Eric Shea's Deep Dark Secret. It'll be some news item. I believe it'll probably be featuring the fact that the Benson sisters are off Green Arrow. That That is oh. what I think is one of the bigger stories of the week. So uh, take it away, Jim. See, I'm, I'm going to segue into myself. <laughs> take it away, Jimmy boy. Now it's time for Jim and the news. Listening to Jim is what I want to do. He's talking solicits and very uncovers before all the meat and the cheese that's from under. And now it's time for Jim and the news. And now it's time for Jim and the Hello and welcome to this week's version of the little tidbits of news from this week in comics, uh, obviously focusing on DC only. Uh, this is a thing that I do each week on the Patreon uh, that I have a full news show with DC, Marvel, and independent news items. Not a, a huge show this week. There wasn't a lot of news, but the big thing for DC in my mind was the Bensons take a break from comics after abrupt Green Arrow exit. The current Green Arrow run by writer Sean and Julie Benson will be ending much sooner than had been planned, according to the sister writing duo. In DC's January 2019 solicits, a new writing team was announced for the book, with Julie Benson speaking out about the change on Facebook. And she said, as some of you have seen in the January 2019 comic solicitation, Sean and Benson and I are no longer writing a title for DC Comics, Julie said on Facebook. We're sad to see our run on Green Arrow come to an end, but are honored to have had the opportunity to write for this amazing legacy character. The Benson sisters took over Green Arrow with August number 43, and their on run will end now with December's 47. So it's very abrupt. Uh, and it's kind of like what happened with Ben Percy when he switched over to Nightwing. Switched over to Nightwing, said he had a ton of stories, all this stuff going, and it seemed Ben Percy was kind of screwed out of a story by Tom King having Nightwing being shot. Now, you did have the number 50 issue that Ben Percy did but even when he said it kind of the verbiage when he said was well my story didn't jive well with it so I don't know what's going on it seems that some of these writers are kind of being treated like crap and it it seems like the Benson sisters maybe that's the case because they were always a duo even in their background the birds of prey that they were one of the things and one of the jokes that we said were they were the ones that kept playing along with Tom King were one of the only ones one of the only books that actually said that the wedding with Catwoman and Batman was coming up was that background birds of prey they referenced it a couple times and so they go over to Green Arrow obviously We're going to talk about this in a second with these quotes, but they ended up having the funeral for Roy Harper in their Green Arrow run as well. So they were playing along with Tom King and his heroes in crisis. So it's a shame that you end up getting issues kind of taken away from your story because while this was going on and they say they're proud of that issue, but they were in the middle of their little run and it had to 
get stopped right away to do this and then go back and now they're off. Uh, but it says we had many more stories to tell about Green Arrow, Black Canary and Kate Spencer. Uh, but DC decided we were not the right fit for the book and informed us that they were going in another creative direction. Writers Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly were solicited to begin on Green Arrow with January's number 48 and the Bensons wished them well. We wish Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly the best on their run and have much love and appreciation for Javier Fernandez who continues to be one of the best artists in the business. Yeah. I said Benson. Thank you, everyone who has read and appreciated our work, particularly the recent gut-wrenching issue number 45. We are very proud of that book and on our entire runs of Green Arrow and Batgirl and the Birds of Prey for DC Comics. But yeah, they're telling the citizen story that they started on when they jumped on Green Arrow and that had to be put aside so that they could do this thing for Heroes in Crisis and they did an okay job. I, I like them. I actually like them. Um, I can't say that we've really given any of their books a 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, anything like that. Uh, but I thought they were getting better. I thought they're, they're from the TV side of things. So coming from TV over to comics, I thought that they were getting better and better as they went on. And they had some good ideas in my mind. The problem is it also goes against something, though, with them going from Batgirl, Birds of Prey over to Green Arrow. I said I didn't like the way DC was shuffling around their creative teams like you to have, a, you know, an opening on Green Arrow. And you're hoping, oh, my God, maybe they'll get somebody big. Maybe we'll get like almost like a G. Willow Wilson on, on Wonder Woman. That's big. Kelly Sue DeConnick on Aquaman. That's big. But when they're shuffling like a Sam Humphreys on the Harley or a Benson Sisters on the Green Arrow, it doesn't have that oomph. And I think that DC might be looking for that oomph. But really, I don't think Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly are that either. And it's not their fault. The problem I think that they have run into with Jackson uh, Lansing and Colin Kelly is that they kept going into the these uh, fill-in books. They filled in for Green Arrow already. They filled in for Nightwing. And I think that they kind of have that kind of label on them right now. I'm hoping that the Green Arrow that they do is is good. I'm hoping that it's going to be really good. Uh, But what was this idea of not the right fit for the book? Now, the book isn't selling great. Green Arrow is not selling great. But how can you tell that the... Benson sisters are not the right fit. And I'm doing air quotes. They're not the right fit for the book already. You've already decided that when they have one story they're telling and you had to interrupt that with a tie in the heroes in crisis. Don't tell me they're not the right fit for the book. You know, be honest. And, and maybe it is, you know, the Benson's being nice and not coming out and saying, you know what? They kind of screwed us and they're, they're giving us the heave ho and we're pissed. And the right fit for the book, that that just doesn't jive well for me. Because if they weren't the right fit, then why did you get them on the book in the first place? And now you choose to go this quick. They don't even have one story done. With this, the Bensons say they're taking a hiatus from DC Comics and comic books entirely to focus on TV writing. Benson and Benson have penned episodes for Pemberley Digital's Emmy Award-winning web series, Emma Approved, which I have no idea what that is, and wrote on seasons three through five of CW's The 100, which I have heard of. And I knew that was the thing when they came over that was really pushed that they were writers on the 100 um but yeah it's a shame it's a shame that they got the heave ho like i said i thought they were doing better uh they were you know they they were decent on background and the birds of prey maybe they could have went to another book but that's the problem also there's not a lot of 
littler books over at DC now. You have just main characters, main books, and there's not these niche titles that maybe they could have went on to to get even better than they were, uh, you know, improve as they wrote. But that is it for the news for the week. Uh, we'll see how Lansing and Kelly do. And uh, in the meantime, I did end up getting a hold of Jackson Lansing and said, hey, are you just fill-ins or are you, you know, long-term deal? He says they're long-term, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we'll see how they do. But that's it. We're going to go off off now to me and Eric talking about the books. Now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love. The meat and the cheese that we crave. Oh, Jim, we just want to hear your voice some more. And we want to hear And here we are with uh, the reviews, Jim's reviews and Eric's reviews. No, no, just yours. Here. Now we have one of your books as well. But if I you want to read all of these reviews in print, go to weirdsciencedccomics.com and we have all these read. and many, many more. Many, many more. And this is a monumentous occasion. Batman is back on the podcast, Eric. Oh, my, oh my God. God. I should have applause or something. That's not applause. No, no that's, that's not. <laughs> yeah, here, uh, Batman is back on the podcast. Oh no, the he's the Jack. Pretty stale. He's a Jacksulas. Oh no, but yeah, no, it's good. His birthday today. Yeah, I hear. I hear. It won't you be heard? when they're listening to this. Uh, no. So there. But while we're recording, it is Bella Lugosi's birthday. God rest his soul. And I got amigo Dracula today. Oh, it was my. destined. Oh, it was. Well, what was it destined as well was this this book to be on the podcast. I don't want to talk about it. Let's talk up, about my Migo It Dracula. ended up being put up there uh, on the Patreon, you know, for them to vote the on. Poll, the poll, yeah. The polls, they could vote. It was not picked. It no, wasn't picked. They so are it's, sick it's and tired here. of Batman. And so we can also assume that we'll probably put Mr. Miracle on the poll as well. So the King's Corner has come to a screeching halt. And so we'll have it here. And Simon made me laugh because in the Slack chat today, he's like, really, it has to be this this one that comes back. (laughs) I'm like, yes, it does. It it is. And this is one of these things where, as you, did you drop your damn Mego? Is that what you did? You you got them Transformers. I said over there, Uh, I didn't drop nothing. There's not much in this issue. I mean, I went and I got it and I read it and it took me a minute. And I thought, oh my, what the hell is going on? And I thought this is the point where people are going to say, listen, you duped this with the wedding. You know, whatever. You promise all this other stuff. You do this, that, and the other thing. But this is too much. This is where we draw the line. 
And nobody said that. There's still 10s. Now, the overall score is a little down, but there's still a bunch of 10s for this. And I just thought, and I was in the shower uh, and thinking about different things. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, this issue is a 10 out of 10 for some people. So what would say the – and when we do the Back Issues podcast on Patreon, a lot of times I will look up because that is where we go and do a review of one past issue of a comic, DC or otherwise – um, but a lot of times I go to these lists that people have of best single issues. There's there's a big right, list. Yeah. And um, I forget who did it, actually. But it, it's like almost a definitive list of best 100 issues ever. And so you go on there, and I'm, I'm assuming that most of these, when you get towards 100, probably even go and dip to the 9.8 out of 10s. Maybe. You know, the, the first ones they're going to say are all 10 out of 10s. This issue doesn't belong on that list. This issue has (laughs) things along the lines of for the man who has everything at probably 50. Anybody listening thinks probably, oh, my God, that's one of the best issues of all time. That's down the list. This is a 10. Really? They had that anatomy lesson, the uh, Alan Moore Swamp Thing issue that is supposed to be the epitome of writing. This is one of the that's like sixth. That's not number one. There's no way that this is anywhere near that. Hey, look, that we, we, saw, a, we saw that pathetic. list of the top ten or something like that, Batman stories of all time, and Jokes and Riddles was on that list, so yeah, come on. Yeah, go screw yourself. That's part of it. I'm telling you, Aaron, you do Why that you again. I didn't do uh-huh. it. I'm going to give you the the Detroit punch, and you don't even know what that means, but some people do. Wink, wink. I'm just but scared yeah, we Detroit. Go, we're going to be this 10 out of 10. And then go go even further for that. Just throw away Batman and then go, Harley this week got 10 out of 10s. When is this going to end? Where is this? Now they're going to have to have the, the best issues of the past 10 years. According to these reviewers, that list is going to be infinity and beyond. Nonsense. This is such ridiculousness. Don't be a reviewer if you're just a fanboy. Do your own thing, but don't claim you're a reviewer. Hey, go and look at it. When you review things, that means you critique them and no, you go no, and no. look. I, I've seen people online. If you say anything bad about something, you're not an actual no, fan and of that's the it. subject. They, all this nonsense about <laughs> being a toxic fan. But please, you're allowed to not like something and not be toxic. You're allowed. We're not slaves to the grind here. This isn't, you know, freaking. I, I don't know. It's not 1984. This isn't Man, Skid like Row's second ago. album, Slaves to the Grind, Eric. Did you know that Slave to the Grind? Their no. second album. No. <sighs> really? Uh, what, what, when does it end? When do you stop <laughs> I you the said, train really? like, I didn't know that. of 10 out of 10s? And this is where I said we're going to be talking about these books. And I said I'm going to get angry, and now we're going to be talking an hour. Where, where should we, we should be talking 10 minutes. See, this is what people haven't had on the podcast for months now when we have Batman. And here we go, Eric. You want to talk about this? You want to talk? Are we done? Can we talk we about done? the, the this Dracula? We'll do that instead. I'll do it. Come Does on. Does this rhyme? You know. Batman number 57, written by Alexander Nikolaevich Afanasev. Eric, that's who wrote it. That's the only person <laughs> who wrote it, with various sound <laughs> effects by Tom King. Art by Tony Daniel, Mark Buckingham, Andrew Pupoy. Tamel Moray and Clayton Kells. I don't know why, but I'm looking at these other guys, and Tom King drives me nuts, and now they do too. It's guilt by association. <laughs> Poor Clayton Kells is sitting there. What did I do? All I did was letter nothing. All I did was write, whom, ah, uh, and why do you hate me? 
Batman is back on the podcast, Eric, and what an issue to return with. We get a Russian folktale shoved in between a fight scene, and Tom King decides to end it with Batman being a badass instead of actually being Batman. Yeah, this is what he did to KG Beast in the original 10 Days of the Beast story, but people were upset then, and at least it was original. Tom King promised us all he had 100 plus issues of stories, but since the wedding, he's copied 12 angry men, and now this. This is what we've been, this is the promise. The promise of 50-some more issues, and this is what it is, this nonsense. Really, this, this, this issue. And, and I just want to reiterate. 10 Days of the Beast, uh, I actually remember when I read that story when I was a younger guy. Probably drove you nuts. Things. No, no, the thing was, it was one of those things where I didn't think about it like something, oh, my God, this really you know, puts Batman out of character and stuff like that. Because people, I guess, in retrospect, because I didn't talk to a lot of people about Batman when I was younger. Yeah. Like they maybe there was some outrage at the time, but I remember thinking, "Oh my God, Batman has come up against somebody who he can't yeah. stop." What does a well, Batman we'll talk do about when that. he That's comes what we'll do, Because that. I just reviewed all those, and I agree yeah. with Batman on that. This was a desperation move, and, and we'll get more into it. By and it's the something end I'd when never seen before it. in a Batman comic. It was with amazing this, at the time. With this, Batman has gone and flipped out because Dick Grayson got shot by KGB. So he is now going to hunt him down. Now, by the end, you do see that there's a, you know, quite a, a weird deal where you see that he is not going to KGBs to find any more detective work. Detective work no. was over. He spent how many, you know, just think about going to Canto, going to Bronze Tiger, going through all this, trying to figure out where KGB is. Still doesn't mean, in my mind, a After doing B his due diligence to figure out it's KGB. Because beast. he just ends up, yeah, he finds out it's KGB. Then he goes, finds out where KGB's dad is, and then jumps to conclusions that he'll be there because he goes through a lot of hell to get there when KGB hasn't seen his dad in 25 years. He is very lucky that that's where KGB <laughs> went because nothing that he went through in his detective work truly pointed out that KGB would be there with his father. The only thing that he found out was his father was alive. That was the only bit of, you know, anything, any loose end that KGB left alive from anybody he dealt with that did not know. Canto didn't say, hey, he's with his dad. All he said was he has a father. He didn't want people to know. So in this, KG Beast either is the dumbest, stupidest person ever, where he only has one loose end, and that's where he goes back to after 25-plus years, Batman ends up going. But Tom King leaves that aside. The whole thing with the haven't seen his father last issue, they say that. He says it specifically, and they make it so that that is a thing between father and son. But then after he kills his dad at the end of last issue, you have that just thrown aside. So Batman goes, and really, Batman is very lucky that he didn't walk 300 clicks through <laughs> snow and ice to get about 180 there miles? and just have his dad there. 187 miles Batman yeah. walked through ice and snow. 187 miles to from and back, and going back with a bullet in him hurt. And pretty much costume ripped to shreds. If you think you know, this is that the Tom human King, Batman. Yeah, if Tom King has been praised of not having the Bat God, that gets thrown out the window here because a Bat God is the only one. Since everybody the loves Bat Ivy God is the mind. only one who can go through 187 miles of snow and ice and survive. Except it's just for KG ridiculous. Beast, apparently. Yeah, really. Well, with this, too, you do have this whole thing back and forth between an old Russian folktale. Now, I will point that out. It is an old Russian folktale. Tom King didn't write it. That's not his original writing. So all of that with the folktale that is shoved in by him, that is a public domain 
an 1800s old folktale and what he does with it. And we'll, we'll go through just that right now so that we can get to the fun parts there. Uh, oh, you have parts. it where KG Beast is being read that folktale by his father. They're reading this folktale about a fox, you know, you know a pig know, going to monster. church. Yeah, but he's there and he's reading his son, you know, and oh, Anatoly, you got to go to work tomorrow. No, no, dad, please. One more time. One more time. So while this is going on, you get a pig, a pig <laughs> that's going to church in St. Petersburg. It's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, Anatoly, you got to go to work tomorrow. I'm not, he's 25 years old. <laughs> I, I actually pictured that this was three days ago. This is them in that cabin. Please, Daddy. But yeah, they're doing this. Sinoni. I haven't seen you in 26 years, my son. That's right, Papa. You have not. That's right. Yeah. He's like, uh, do you, you want to hear? Tomorrow. I know, Do you father. want to hear children's tale again? But yeah, the pig's going. He ends up gathering a fox. All these things. All these animals join with him. They're going to St. Petersburg. When they get there, gossip. they find a, yeah, gossip. They end up finding a hole. <laughs> A hole in the a in pit. the road, and they just jump in the pit. And this is the animal in the pit. The animal's in the pit by the Russian writer. And they jump into the pit, and the whole thing is they're going to starve, so they end up having contest. Who has the deepest voice? Who has the highest voice? And then the, at the end, the fox ends up tricking the pig of like, oh, you know what I do? I eat myself. I kind of grab a piece of myself and do that, and the pig kind of kills himself, and then the See, fox See, I'm gets eating of eat myself, him. pig. You should just grab a hold of your stomach and eat yeah. yourself, too. And then it the fox me, fed on the pig as well. It, it reminds me of the itching and scratchy when they're eating the uh, y- you have them eating the steak and it keeps yeah, popping it keeps out of the out. hole yeah, that's all it reminded me of but yeah the and whole to thing. this now, day nobody knows whether or not the fox is yeah. still there yeah so dun, is the dun, fox dun. still there now people are saying that the I fox don't. could be Bane the fox could be Bane tricking Batman who would be the pig there into pretty that, much uh, destroying himself or the fox could be Batman and the animals are the Bat family. I saw people saying yeah, that I they thought that like might that. be it. I am not jumping to conclusions these. like that. That's the goal. No, I think it's forced in. And it, Bane yeah. is banana. Yeah, really. So, or it's Bane and he's forced. So the, the whole thing, the only thing I can say is, is that if I go with this issue, the whole deal is they're going, they're trying to do things right. And then when things go wrong, they end up going against their nature and end up dying. That to me, maybe what's going on here, because by the end, Batman's dead to me. I'm done with uh, Batman because yeah. Batman's a murderer. Because this, this whole thing, while this story's going on, you get a fight. Batman shows up. He's going to go into the cabin there and he's about to open the door, says beast. And then KG beast just starts firing and then they, and then fights on end up a uh, batarang through the, the window, jump through the window fight. And I know people love the art. The art is good to yeah. me. It, it doesn't really sell the story of that. It's just a fight. And by the That's end, because story. Because of this, all it is is grunts and groans, which me and you are going to play act. We're going to go through this issue. Um, I kind of lost track. I didn't sit there and look at panel per panel per se. I just kind of went like, okay, they're fighting punch, punch, kick, punch, punch, kick till the end. But I figured that a lot of times when we have Steve Orlando. Yeah, when we have Steve Orlando things, we always say it's funny to read out loud because then you realize the dialogue. Well, I figured that we're going to do that here just to show everybody how great a script that Tom King wrote. Because remember, the folklore thing, he didn't write. That is nope. word for word, except he changed in some translations. The fox is called the vixen. That, sure that's the only deal. So we're going to do, Eric, you're going to be KG Beast. I okay. will be the Batmans. And I may even do a little sound effects, but it's mostly going to be script here, Eric. Beast. Bang, bang, bang. Un. 
then I think you're next, Eric. <laughs> ah, <laughs> bad. You, you're next. This isn't going well, Eric. You're not going through this already because <laughs> you're supposed you're supposed to say Batman. Batman. Man, well. Earn, gin, ah, hum, gin. <laughs> <laughs> you're next. Uh, hum, ah, uh, go, in, gitern, ag, gurk. Gak Hung Gak Arg Gaxon Henga Arra Okay, we're done, Eric. We're done. Thank God. That's all it is. That's all it is ah. through the whole thing. But there are better ones. I didn't get to hmm. even go there. Hmm. Hey, Sungun. I don't know ah. what the hell's going on with this. Hmm. It's so much nonsense. So then hey. at the end. Basically, this is all the fight. And at the end, they're, they're going back and forth, beating the crap out of each other. Batman shoots uh, KG Beast in pretty much the neck. The, the with his grapple gun, yeah. With his grapple gun, which Shooting ends up snapping backwards. his neck. So then Batman just says, you know, okay. Then, and and then what happens is KG Beast, KG Beast is there. And my neck's my broken. Neck Batman says, broken. yeah. And then he says, listen, help me out. And I'll tell you who sent me, who hired me to kill your boy. Batman then in a badass deal goes, I got a bullet in my arm and a body of hurt. There's a 300 click walk ahead of me through nothing but snow and ice. I'm the world's greatest detective. Spits out blood and and teeth. I'll find out who hired you and I will break them too. And you can get your own damn help. Now with that, you have him leave, leaving him for dead. That's yep. number one. That, that's the number one nonsense. Number two is the fact that, like I said, that what he's wearing. If you sit there, the past issue of all that detective work that he did to try to find KGBs, you see then that all the work that he's done is just to go and cripple, maim, and leave for dead KGBs. He didn't yeah. go there to find out who was going to, you know, who hired him. What even for the fact though is while this is going on, this is the sort of thing that I think Tom King always leaves behind, where in Batman's mind. Already, you have the idea that Batman already knows that KG Beast was hired. But why? Where would you get that idea? So when KG Beast says, hey, uh, I'll tell you who hired me to kill your boy. Batman doesn't even react like I hired you. Like, what the fuck's going on? Like, he's like, no, I'll find that out, too, where there was never any indication that he was hired. It was just he found out who did it. So that would be the next. Now, also, when this goes on, I know that we'll get behind. You know, it's always fill in the blank things. But all I can think of is he ends up saying to KG Beast, "Okay, who did it? Well, it was Bane. Oh, it was Bane. How'd he get a hold of you? He did this, this, and this, and he's there. Batman can leave now and go get Bane. How many more people are going to die? How many more people are going to be hurt and die before Batman then does figure it out because he's the world's greatest detective? Again, a world's greatest detective, to me, doesn't pish posh the idea that he's given a clue. I mean, there's the end. That's the mystery solved. Batman, find out who it is. And then, yeah, try to. But the problem is, is that the basic way that's set up, and it's also the Lost City or or Forbidden City of Kadeem, all this. He has now said, I'm going to walk 300 clicks. That's 187 miles. He's walking through snow and ice. So even if Tom King has put himself in a corner, even if he decided that KG Beast would be saved by Batman, how? 
Batman can't save him. What, is he going to make no. a sled and walk him through? He's going to die anyway. <laughs> Batman knows that when they're fighting from the get-go, if either of them are injured to a point that they're injured, they're both dead. So him fighting from the first part is, to me, showing that he doesn't mind people dying. And he's doing that. And it's nonsense. And yeah, it's the same thing as the 10 Days in the Beast, that he left them in the sewers. That was retroactively done, uh, you know, taken out. It, it was retconned yeah, out they went back year and said three. They went and released year three, like he that. went yeah. and said to Gordon and the GCPD, by the way, uh, KG Beast is down there. Go get him. Now, what we were saying at the beginning during that story that this is kind of aping very much so was the fact that Batman had gone through four issues, three, four issues of pretty much KG Beast ripping through Gotham. He killed and almost 100 people. And so many people in order to get to one people. person. But it yeah, was crazy. And there was a banquet that he ended up killing like 80 people just to kill just one to person. One. He poisoned everyone. Batman then went, his CIA buddy was there with him and his CIA buddy kept saying to him at this one point, said, oh, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to bring him in. Batman's like, I'm taking him down. I'm going to bring him in. And basically the CIA guy said, no, you realize you bring him in Russia's going to grab him and take him. He'll go free. And Batman kept, what are you saying? And you, you realize you're never going to be able to take him alive. What are you saying? Immunity. So Batman in that, and you want to have a humanized Batman, a humanized Batman who will never kill, but trying to figure out the only way that he sees possible to keep people from dying, to keep people from Batman being murdered. It was Batman and his most desperate. And it was, it was awesome And it was time. his most desperate and his most human because he had to go against and he hated and it. that's one of those things like you talk about, you know, talk, talking about Selena doing the pillow, talking about my biggest regret. That would have been such yeah. a great, like, you know, that biggest regret. That should have been one of the bigger regrets. Retro, yeah. like, you know, taking it out of, like, you know, retro. Yeah, taking that, that out. That. Yeah. But yeah, so he leaves. Is this now his biggest regret? Because he leaves KGBs for dead. And then has this bad, you know, it's supposed to be that badass moment. I'll break Selena, them too. But I have to tell you another like I said, story. How many, more, how many more people? Are you there, Selena? How many people are going to die? And remember, this is just because of anger. And you have the idea that there's a precedent to all this. I mean, Damien got killed. Damien was killed by Talia and Leviathan and all that. And what he ended up doing was going nuts to bring him back. He went nuts to bring his son back. Jason Todd got got murdered by the Joker. He didn't kill the Joker. It's one of the things that, you know, Jason Todd had a problem with, but he he didn't do it. So why now? Why now does Tom King we have all to know make it? Batman's and we all know what's going to happen down the line is that it's going to be, you know, mentioned. And it won't make sense. It'll be like, oh, Alfred went in with the Batwing. But we've already been told that the weather here is going to stay. They even said, wait till spring. I can't wait. So he's there. This, this weather is what the weather is. 187 miles away from anybody else, it seems, at this moment. And he went there. With the idea that KG Beast went to go with his dad. He went even when he got to Russia. And we had that little blurb, you know, the narration deal. His, he's there. He's at this. I saw him. Blah, blah, blah. So he knows when he's going there that KG Beast's dad is at that shack. But yet he never checks on him. He never goes in. Now, you can say that possibly he saw him through the window when he <laughs> threw that batarang. But... In that whole roundabout deal, that could have been a guy bleeding out. That could have been a guy tortured. There could have been a deal where KGB's dad, he never even blinks an eye about. He turns around and walks away. Why didn't he go? Because KGB's is an asshole. You would think that, okay, I went here. KGB's is here. He's blasting. The dad never came out while we're fighting. He may be tied up. He may be being tortured. He may be dead. He may be bleeding out. 
Ben and if he's not, care. he sure he is now. He just walks away. And, and I just like it. It'll be like a mile away. He's walking in the snow. He's like, good thing I Shit. left KGB's dad alive to get him out of this trouble. Oh, no. Like, is that what he's counting on? Because he doesn't reference the dad. The dad that was the whole setup in the last issue. All the detective work led to the dad. The last All the story you led to the dad. <laughs> Once Tom King is done with a character in his stories, they pretty much disappear from the face of the earth. They're never referenced again. They don't count into the story anymore. That's what happens here. He never checks. KG Beast ain't going nowhere. He's laying there with a snap neck. What is stopping Batman from going into that and, and maybe warming up a little? He's maybe got it's a one long of those. Walk ahead like of when him. you're out in the snow and you're like, I could go in, but then when I come back, it'll be worse. So he goes, but check in, see what is up with the dead. Not on Tom King's Batman. 10 out watch. of 10. 10 out of 10. And then it ends with this, you know, roundabout deal that we've seen before that we see that this animal, and this is where Tom King, people are like, man, that, that animal folklore thing was awesome. Man, was that you? Uh, no, kind of, I, I gave credit. He, he's kind of, but the credit is only in there where you have, I can, uh, I can barely read it right here. Holding the book. That's all it is. And he's holding the book. And that's what you see is that Thomas now is reading that same story to Bruce. It's one of his favorite stories. Now, are we back to Bane again? Are we back? Why is it? I said in my review, if finding out that you have something familiar with Batman as a kid makes you a villain, I hope we don't see that he likes the Brady Bunch here. Oh, no. I'm, uh, I am villain number one. Why does it have Do to like be? Why is this? Why is this always? It's always people dying and then kids having the same interest as Bruce. That's Thank God Bane I didn't was like Zorro when I was a kid. We had the same thing with Bane about how they grew up. And again, this is where you're going to get that juxtaposition where it's, Anatoly, you know you have to work tomorrow. You're three. Get to the mines. And then you have a Bruce Wayne, Daddy, Daddy, please read me my story. And then he's like, oh, goes to bed with this goddamn stuffed animal because he has a life of privilege. Yeah. There you go. Same thing that we got with Bane. Same things we always get. This is nonsense. This is not a 10. The art's good in its own way. It gets yeah, a little I bit the art nothing to me. And I like the art a lot in that fairy tale. That's different art. That's not uh, That's not Tony Daniels. That's two other guys doing the art and that. And I really like that. I like the way that, that yeah, went. Fun. A lot of people are like, what the hell's my, my book getting fables in it? The, the old thing. But I liked it. But I I gave it a 3.5 and I saw a lot of people were telling me that I was being a little, uh, you know, uh, giving it the benefit of the doubt of the 3.5. I think this is nonsense. It's a nothing story that ends up again with Batman leaving a guy for dead, it, whether or not he tried to kill Dick Grace and he didn't succeed. Not for lack of trying, but yeah. And also before you give your score, this also goes where if Tom King is reading the other books, what does Jason Todd no, do now? Doesn't. Because Jason Todd shot uh, Penguin. Penguin, didn't yeah. kill him, but tried. Batman does the same you exact thing here. Now. And then what's Jason going to say? Like, uh, or Batman, like, well, I did that because I was angry at KGBs. That's exactly why I Jason did it to my It's exactly, that's exactly the reason. So it's the exact same thing. Exactly. But yet Batman went, almost killed Jason. And then said, you are never allowed back in Gotham. It, does Batman count on this being in Russia? What happens in Russia stays in Russia. Is, well, that, uh, what you know, is that what it is? Is that what it is? That's what I heard Fever. it was. 
Russia. Yeah, so ridiculous. And yeah, to give this a 10 out of 10, please, ridiculous, and you should be ashamed of yourself. But what would you give it, Eric? I would give it, actually, Shame I was going to give yourself. it, a, I think, a four out of 10 until you said the people are giving you, so like being a little generous with that. And plus, I think I'm going to go down just because of trying to act out the voices of the characters didn't go so well. So I'm kind of embarrassed. No, three point five didn't out go of 10 well. Because I of thought this was going to be comedy gold. I'm sitting there on page. I'm like, well, it's taking him so I didn't long. Know what page you were on. God damn it! We're going to start right now again. It's when KG Beast has Batman I'm by not even the on that neck book anymore. He has now. I'll do it myself. Gin, <laughs> ong, hmm, un, ah, hmm, ha, gu. Gurk, Og, Rock, Gok. See, this is how you do it, Eric. Huh, Gok, Hen, Og, Gok, Zins, Ara, Ning, Ah, Ning, Ha, 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 Ng, Ha, Gok, Huh, Gin, He, 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 Ng, Hey, Um, Bam, Ah. There you go. There you go, Eric. Snap. Brilliant. Snap. And scene. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Mwah. <laughs> this is this is the encore they're yelling encore encore all of a sudden the the intro music for dream on comes on there you go there you go i, I we realize here i am now going to and we talk about script doctor a lot right we we talk about this a lot i am now throwing my hat into the ring you saw that the bensons just got uh fired off of green arrow it looks yes. like dc is trying to get you know mix things up maybe i can be the next the next batman writer i'm gonna throw my thing in here we go mary had a little lamb Gack! Uh, ooze, mm-hmm. her fleece was white as snow geek like russia there you go the end and then at the end, you find out that uh, uh, Batman also liked Star Blazers when he was a kid. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Everywhere that Mary went, geek, duke, aye, a kutoya. Your you poor right? family. Your poor, poor family. <laughs> They're down there like, he tells me to be quiet because of this goddamn nonsense. That's what they're saying. Mm. It's a nothing of a story. It's a lackluster thing that I can't understand I'm how anybody gives a 10 out of 10. And uh, everywhere you bring, you that Mary that went KG beast to ruin Nightwing, to I ruin know. Batman, and to ruin the beast himself. So Thank you, stupid. Tom King. Thank you. Thank you for this humanized Batman. A humanized Batman that you find out, actually, that a more human Batman means that he's like me. Uh, you don't want piece that. Of shit. You don't want that. I would go through all that to try to, you know, beat the crap out of no, someone and have a badass. Though I'd probably, you know, do the uh, the uh, what's it called, the tea uh, tea bag move on uh, KGB <laughs> when I was done, just to do it. And probably, uh, I mean, really, why not take a selfie while you're there too? And then it gets stuck because it's so cold. Yes, peace out, selfie. Try to explain there that to the go. paramedic. Uh, paramedic. I, I, I love these people too. They're they're reviewing this book. And they're like, well, I know that Batman shouldn't leave somebody for dead, but we know that that's not how it'll be. No, review the I don't know nothing. I don't know shit, obviously. Gak! Uh, Here we go. Is there more of that in the next book, Eric? Because I hope so. I sure hope so. (laughs) Go with it. Green Lanterns number 57, written by Dan Jurgens, with art by Mike Perkins, Hi-Fi, and Dave Sharp. It's the Green Lanterns finale, and with that, you'd think that we'd have something epic to look forward to. Well... We get a short fight that's all right, but even that doesn't make much sense for the setup. And really, this issue is just here to put all the toys back in the toy box for the next person who wants to play with the Green Lanterns in the future. 
The Wolfman. Yeah, you sound depressed, Eric. That kind of got you down, didn't it? That, that old it's, Batman. I'm telling you, Cyborg Superman is one of my favorite villains of all time. I've said it through in this entire arc as soon as we've realized this is a Cyborg Superman arc. Why and are you so sad? Why are you because sad, bro? Because Greenland is over, and it was very lackluster. Mad, and the thing is, I was already <laughs> sad until I started talking to you before we actually pushed record, yeah. and you brought up something I never thought about. Brought my hey, score down some yeah. more. Hey, that's why I'm an illustrator and a performer. I don't know what that you means. You start with this, and yeah, the whole thing is most people, most people, <laughs> most people reading this book uh, throughout the whole deal obviously are going to be there for Simon and Jessica. And so, what we talked about this kind of at length last issue. Well, that's the thing where is, we you were think that about a lot that of this people book got hijacked. So. I'm telling you, a lot of people on Facebook when you know DC put out their you know, preview for this issue, I saw people talking more about how Jordan, like, oh, poor how, like, it's not his book. Well, that's all that, but. That's the problem is that's what the books turn into. And the sales haven't changed really. So it hasn't really helped that. But the people who sit there and think, okay, this is the last issue. Number 57 is the last issue. If you're not aware, this is the last issue. And, uh, you know, you would think that you'd get some Simon and Jessica kind of, you know, whatever's going on. But the book, we talked about it. It's been hijacked. It's been changed. It's been changed into being a cyborg Superman book. But yet it it doesn't want to go full out. It's one of those like its hands are tied but not and yes and because you don't get enough of anything in this issue you don't get enough of hank henshaw cyborg superman you don't get to really of hank henshaw with him. Superman, yeah the phantom ring you don't get any yeah. answers about anything or why he'd even come back to coast city in no. the first place after and, and what really drives me nuts the previous issue there's one thing that i didn't even talk about that drove me nuts too because dan jurgens jumped on and he's been using this phantom ring you don't know what that phantom ring is no. nobody's and then really and who cyborg does superman says character doesn't seem like he knows that character anymore yeah either. And if you have the uh phantom ring on what the whole deal was is that you would cycle through the emotions that you have would end up kind of manifesting it'd on be, you become, to show it, you like, you'd become that. and then you take so over if, if yeah. i get mad i become a red lantern if i get hopeful i become a blue lantern and that's how it is and then you use your ring now that what happened is and this is an ethan van skyver thing who was the one who created the phantom ring at the With illustration sam Humphreys, of yeah. sam Humphreys, and he said that basically it doesn't make sense because once you become Another type of lantern. If you're a red lantern, blue lantern, you still kind of do the same kind of things, right? You, you still yeah. a red lantern. Basically, the, the thing that differentiated between them was how you became that and what the you know the penalties of being that. A red lantern, obviously, you don't have a heart. So there's yeah, a, so, problem. but being a red lantern doesn't make you better than a green lantern. And what he said, his argument was. Why have a ring that could be any different color? They're, green's the best. It's always yeah. the best. It always will be. So you'd always want to be green. So how they tried to get away from that was Sam Humphreys made it that it kind of cycled through with your emotions. If you're angry, you're a red lantern. Never saw that in any of this. And then Not it once. gets worse. It gets worse because you have Cyborg Superman show up at Coast City where he was heading. And then he makes a construct. And the constructs every color. That's what he thinks the <laughs> Phantom Lantern is. The Phantom Why? Ring is that you make constructs that are all different colors. It makes no sense. It doesn't make it better. It's stupid. That's not what the Phantom Ring is. And the Phantom Ring also, in the meantime, where if you're going to play with it, like a Frank Leminski who had it uh, originally – it tends to drive you insane. And you have a cyborg Superman who's always, he's a little bit off his rocker he's already. already a insane. So 
that would have been the interesting point. The interesting point would have been that Cyborg Superman has this phantom ring that he thinks kicks ass. And you have Hal Jordan telling him, no, listen, Hank, we're, we're enemies. I know you're the worst person. You're one of the least favorite guys of me ever. But I need to help you. This Phantom Ring is going to destroy you. It's going to make you worse. And I can't stand to have a worse Cyborg Superman than what you already are. Never did that. Never went anywhere into this ring. It's just there for show. And to give him a ring... So that he could fight other ring bearers, which you don't even need that either. No, and and the worst part is, is what Superman. we thought was by the end of this, like you said, to put the toys back in the toy box, the Phantom Ring disappears with Hank Henshaw. So it's still out there. So Where does it, Hank you know, Henshaw go? I, I, he just disappears. That's what and I'm saying. That, so does Eon, Eon. disappears too. What the Eon. Fuck? Uh, yeah, that's all that happened. We hardly knew ye. Yeah, so basically, you have and and Cyborg Superman comes and kills a bunch of people, just obliterates oh my God. them. I'm telling you, he doesn't and, uh, blow up Coast City, but a lot of people are having yeah, a, lot a really of people bad day now. Poor little kid who's like, "Can I have your autograph?" Yeah, I'll give it to you here. But boom, and then just fries them. But yeah, with a giant phantom ring construct that's yellow, red, blue, yeah. green. Uh, so while this City is going on. You continue the fight with the Ravagers that that barely are even referenced when they're fighting. Where does Hal Jordan come from when he shows up to take on? So he looks know. like he comes out from under the ground. Yeah, and and, and what? Well, yeah, he does. He, he's coming from underground, Eric. And What's so he doing that yeah, for? you have the, the Ravagers fight meant nothing before. It means less now. It's just well, to fill that, pages. Like Eon, he, Eon was the big threat until all of a sudden now the Guardians can use their power to like keep him in a shell because. Why didn't we yeah. do that before? I'm, I'm just wondering, all of a sudden, the Guardians have the power to do this until they don't when he just disappears. I'm like, you were not setting up anything. You were just throwing things out there to get them out of the way and then taking them away and not yeah. explaining anything this whole time. The and, Ravager and Eon fight is nothing. And nothing. I just, we don't even have a big resolution to, and I can't even say a big, just any resolution to Simon Baz going back to square one with the idea he doesn't of trust the anymore and going back to the gun. Yeah. That was a big thing no. to go back to because this that's is what why made you the character. Had... And you barely see Simon yeah, in this at all. Uh, why isn't this a Simon and Jessica issue to end this series that's theirs? And, and so you're going with this. And even that, I see people online, they're like, oh man, this issue was and so Simon's great. because the Yeah. And they're like, it's so great. All of them, are, oh, it's so great. Hal really gets his come up. Even that, you have Hal where he's there, he's going to fight Cyborg Superman, and really he doesn't. He has backup that comes up, and it's just basically, oh, you didn't look around. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Sodomyat shows up, and we saw in the Green Lantern Uprising arc back in the New 52 that Sodomyat, he stayed on the planet Daxum. He didn't want to be a Green Lantern anymore. So him showing up in the costume that shows that he's the torchbearer, that he has the the entity Eon inside of him, like, you haven't yep. read Green Lanterns no, in a long that's time, not this, you, And Jurgens? that's this continuity. And he yeah. goes against this continuity. Sodom Yacht should Sodom not be Yacht there. Sodom just shows up because he is an He's just fan Superman and can fight Cyborg yep. Superman hand-to-hand. And, and, and I like, love it, too. It's Cyborg Superman. He's like, listen, I and, and he's, I have the Phantom Ring, which means nothing. It's nonsense. No. But also, I have the power of Superman. You can't stop me. Well, look so at me. I'm Sodom Yacht of Daxum. Superman's equal. And the, the comment from C- Cyborg Superman was great. Hadn't considered what yeah yeah considered. considered either because it doesn't make considered sense considered sodom yacht yeah you should have and then he gets them with the you know the heat vision and you're going and it's cool it's a cool moment but it doesn't make sense and so then he just disappears 
he disappears. He's I'm gone. Telling you, that's the worst part. I want an epic fight with Cyborg Superman and Hal Jordan. Yeah. Even m- multiple Green Lanterns because I like the concept. There could be some cool stuff coming out. But then you just start throwing things out there. None of it makes sense. So yeah, the fight and, and, in the long run is pointless. Yeah, and you have all these you know lanterns around Hal. And they're like, he's gone. Oh, no, I can't see or hear him. He's nowhere. <laughs> He'll One day we'll track him down. Right oh, now, God. let's get back to Mogo. And um, what happened? What happened to Heroes since it, it Rebirth, especially? Since Rebirth happened, everybody lets their heroes or their villains go away. Yep. I mean, really, it started with Merlin when he jumped on that, well, that Batman freaking Batman finally balloon. took a stand. KGB state yeah, walking away did. nowhere. At least yeah, I can give him kudos, <laughs> I guess. But everybody else, I mean, you're, you're talking about, and I think that what Hal is saying, it's a little off panel. He says, listen. Wally West was chasing reverse flash around or not reverse flash, uh, zoom. But zoom, Wally yes. West was chasing zoom around. He went for a week or so and was chasing him. They sent him the sanctuary. No way I'm going to that place. Let Hot him go. Pursuit, this yeah, is not. Let him go. He's like, hey, we'll find him later. I mean, really, he ended up killing all those people in Coast City, even if it's just a little bit of a crowd. What do they think he's going to go off and do? So, yeah, it, it, just capture him. I'm not saying kill him. Just go after him. Find out yeah. where he is. Maybe with the idea that they did have the Phantom Ring, and that is things that maybe they can track that because it seemed like they could before, and they lost track when it when it disappeared, and they're like, oh, no, he must not be here, and they were trying to track him, and then they found out. So who knows? But they're just it's like, the, I'm no. You, the fight is cut short because Cyborg Superman just vanishes. No reason given. He's just gone in a flash of light. Eon's gone as well, and it's time to go back to Mogo to see what's up. Oh, what's going on here? Well, we're going back to Oa. Oa? Yeah. Well, Kata Sol has been restoring it. Oh, I guess we're going back to Oa then because Mogo yeah. needs time to heal from all those storms. Yeah, and those you storms. Know, the storms. So basically, we've been rebuilding Oa all this time secretly. Uh, that was going to be your New Year's Eve gift, Hal. Uh, we were going to, you know, Happy New Year. <laughs> By the way, Oa's back. Uh, Oa's in back. the meantime. It should be a big deal, but it, it doesn't feel yeah, at no, all No, nothing here, feels finale. big and nothing feels earned. It all just seems thrown in just to get to the end because, I mean, well, what we is Oa earned? Back. So next time, Oa, bam. Yeah, yeah. What is earned, though, is that you have Simon and Jessica there at the monument for Penelope's. I mean, on they, Earth? They've, they've, yeah, why on is Earth. it on Earth? Penelope's. Penelope's. <laughs> Please, Penelope. So basically what happens is Maybe Jessica's this is like, Mogo. I don't know. It yeah, feels I, like I Earth, think it though. might be Mogo. And they're For some reason, I'm just some looking. Stuff. It just feels like Earth know. to me for it whatever may. reason. And it, I'll, I'll go with the idea and that it's Mogo. And there's the power battery. It it's sense. Mogo. It's Mogo. But it, even then, okay. how many, you know, we have monuments for every guy who gets killed. Uh, so <laughs> you have it. And they even explain then where uh, Ganthet's talking. And he's like, listen, uh, you know, we're going to have Oa. But in the meantime... Uh, we're going to have to fix this thing with the rings and the batteries that, that you know, things were tainted. We're going to have to go. So we're going to have to recall, confiscate each every and every battery. Get a new battery. We're going to have to purify them. So everybody's going to have to bring back their batteries and we'll have that. And the core will be together again eventually. And we'll do that. So then you go to Jessica and Simon and, and Jessica. Simon's like, all right, we've got to go back to Earth. So this is definitely a mogo. So right, it's like, right. hey. For some reason, I just took it yeah. in my mind. It's so Earth like, hey, we're going to go back to Earth. And she's like, yeah. I don't think I'm going back. I'm like, that's your job. Uh, you really don't have a choice. And she's like, I think I'm going to explore. Now, you can put it in your you head and make sense of Odyssey. Justly got to yes. see she's in. But why not do this? Uh, uh, you know Justly like Odyssey it's has been a things. book forever now that it was delayed so long. So Dan Jurgens has to know that she is a member of Justly Odyssey. 
why not reference? Well, I, I, I have like to, to go to the ghost things. section. She, she was told by the guardian she has to go somewhere. She wants to seem cool in front of her friends. I chose. Mm. I'm just going to go out and do stuff. So yeah, she's like, I'm just. Job. She's she's <laughs> like, I'm going to go and explore. You know, and then says, explore? why the don't sector. you? Why don't you come with me? Now you're saying that the Earth has no Green Lanterns because you just want to go explore, and there's never a mention of Odyssey or the Ghost Sector. So I can't go. Or duty. She just says, I'm going to go out. So they're all standing around. He's like, you know what? You know, you're a great partner. I'm going to miss you. And she's like, you know, I I just think I came so far. I was stuck in my room. Now I'm going. But she says, come with me. We can explore together. Uh, that's not how that's it works. That's not how this works, baby. No, that's like, not I how it works. I love you and, and all, but I don't off. think you understand how the Green Lantern Corps works. And she, plus- she goes off to fly off, and that's the thing. She goes off now. You just had Ganthet tell how that they're going to have to confiscate all the batteries. So number one, there's a problem. <laughs> number two is they never resolved the dual battery of Simon and, and Jessica. And for some reason, we since we barely ever saw the Green Lantern, Simon and Jessica charge up the ring in this entire series. Yeah. It left my mind completely. So this is the thing that Jim brought up to me right before we got on yeah. tonight. That Where is she going to charge her ring? The, so we have to separate their batteries from each other, and we never did here. We Why couldn't this issue been all about battery. that and things like that and about Jessica and about Jessica going back and talking to her sister and Simon going back and resolving all the problems he had with the sister and brother-in-law never will be resolved. Nope. And instead, they're just like, all right, this basically Jessica walking or flying off there is exactly rings away in the last ending of the Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps. They're all smiling like she ain't going to get very far. She ain't got no battery. Dummy. Is she just going? She has a dual battery with Simon. Hey, Never. Ain't nobody ever gonna call her the, the world's biggest greatest Green Lantern. thing in this whole issue. This whole series the was Green based number one on that. It. Never, never resolve. Never resolve. So that that's nonsense. What about the hate of, seed? Yeah, the hate the seed. I'm telling seed, you, I this dual battery is worse. Uh, what would you give it? I'm telling you, I did give this a five point five out of ten on the site, but because you brought up this monumental thing in my mind, like I'm telling you, there was a lot of stuff in this. That didn't make any sense. And I gave it the benefit of the doubt because it is the final issue. And because I really thought that Mike Perkins was on top of his game with this issue. Yeah, I like the art. I like um, the art. Yeah. But because you brought up the, this whole thing about the battery, that's just the straw that broke the camel's back. So I'll fuck you five for this Green Lanterns finale because you had every opportunity to freaking make this seem right and come out clean on the end. And he screwed it up. And I'm like, God yeah, damn it. And, and even with just the idea of you, you introduce Cyborg Superman here and have him be crazy where he uses the crystals to end up infecting the battery. It doesn't and make sense to, either. To Mogo. And uh, oh, none, none of that makes Who sense. Knew? So it's so forced in. That and then you have Superman the, could yeah. use his crystals to, <laughs> to activate yeah. the, gr- the yeah. Green Lantern power then, battery. Then, and with that, you also have the Phantom Ring, which is nonsense, not used properly. Then you never resolve the whole deal with the dual battery and you have Jessica and and Simon. The whole thing was based on those two and I love them. And that's the only reason why I like this book throughout is the two characters that we both love. And even with the part where you could have went more in depth with Jessica and her ring and and even when, and since Dan Juergens jumped on the ring, stopped talking, it stopped that whole deal with her. Like, where is the ring? Like, hey, where do you want to go now, I don't want him anywhere near Green Lanterns ever again. I love Dan Juergens. I love him, but not here. I give it a four, and and I'd like to give an FU five, but I, I can't even give it that high. I give it a four, and Isn't mainly because I want it. No, well, it is and it isn't. I'm telling you, when people are doing the maths, I want them to know that I gave it a four. But maths, uh, yeah, I uh, yeah. So uh, with that. I wanted more Simon and Jessica to finish this and you could have, but you had to set up this and really 
the the idea of what I thought was okay. I see what's going on. They have to get Hal Jordan to shove off into the Grant Morrison book, but I don't do even it. think this did just that either. I, I just hope we see Eon sometime soon because I miss him already. But yeah, that's that. We're gonna we go will never out see of the mail Eon again. I know. I hope that uh, the mail picks us up a little. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with you. Mail with Jim time and Eric is along for the ride and we're here right. to talk some mail. And if you want to be part of the show, you can mail in at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And we got a bunch of mail tonight, starting with Brian from Arkansas. We haven't oh, heard boy. from him in a while. We heard he's a badass again. That's awesome. Brother Werner, Brother Stray and the Fresh Cup Proof. Boop, boop. boop. Long time no speak. I meant to mail in a couple weeks ago, but life got in the way while I was trying to keep the lights on. (laughs) Lots of things have happened since last we spoke. We've seen the bat penis, the sixth issue of Doomsday Clock finally arrive. Batgirl is finally good again. The all-star team of Steve Orlando and Riley Rossmo have been announced on the new Martian Manhunter series, which leads me to why I wanted to email in. A couple of years ago, I predicted some blurbs for the trade release of Night of the Monster Men. Here they are in case you forgot. Quote, the art's so bad, I don't know what I'm looking at. Eric Shea, weird science. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah, I was hooting and hollering, raging bullets. I want to punch somebody. Where's my kids? Jim Werner, weird science. And miss me yet, Scott Snyder. A Batman tale for the ages rivals the work of Frank Miller and Jeff Lowe, bleeding cool. And if you're going to go with bullshit, go full bullshit. Jim Werner, weird science. I had two quotes. (laughs) Well, during G. During Jeremy's review of Wonder Woman a couple of weeks ago allowed me to see into the future. The following are the blurbs that will grace the back cover of Wonder Woman Volume 8 in a couple of months. Quote, this collected edition collects as well as any other collected edition on the shelf today. Comic book resources. What just happened, Eric Shea, Weird Science? I feel like my ability to read is on trial here. Jeremy Dahl, Weird Science. Jeremy actually said that during his review. And I promise you, I laughed until I cried. Okay. Rapid fire time. I'm very excited for G. Willow Wilson's run on Wonder Woman. So am I. Joelle Jones is still my favorite artist and is doing an outstanding job on Catwoman. I I agree. What the hell ever happened to David Finch? He actually, I mentioned this in the Solicits podcast on Patreon. He has a variant cover coming up uh, later. I forget which book. I want more than a variant cover. I recently read Superman Earth 1, Volume 1, a cinematic page turner that was beautiful. Speaking of Earth 1, Wonder Woman Volume 2 was excellent. I still have to review that. I'm halfway through it. Batgirl is good again, really good, and I love the new costume. Me so too. does Eric Shea. Watch the premiere episode of Titans, 7.5 out of 10. Love the over-the-top violence. Fuck Batman. When will Brian Azzarello take over Suicide Squad? My prediction will be in February. I think that that's why March. they canceled the well, they canceled the Suicide Squad with Rob Williams. You know that that's so they can come back with a number one, uh-huh. just like the Green Lantern with uh, Grant Morrison. So that'll probably be in yeah, New February, Suicide March, Squad, whenever. number one. 
Yeah, or just the Suicide Squad, Eric. The. Speaking of, James Gunn on the Cinematic Suicide Squad will be awesome. I'm loving those foil covers, and they didn't even raise the price. Clay Mann's artwork on the first issue of Heroes in Crisis was breathtaking. I believe Kelly Thompson would be the perfect writer for Harley Quinn. You know what? I'd agree. I'm digging Snyder's Justice League. A uh, girl does things over at Marvel. Well, thanks ah. for letting me talk comics with my oh, favorite podcaster. I'm an old man. Everybody's a girl to me. Thanks all you guys do <laughs> and the hours of entertainment. Keep killing it. See you on the sevens. We're DC Dahmer books. Brian from Arkansas. He spelled <laughs> it out you, perfectly, too. We're DC Dahmer books. There you go. And thank you. And uh, keep writing. In. And if you can get a hold of them, if there, there's a possibility, Brian, that you may be able to get a hold of one Greg Capullo, I'd really like to hear from him as well. <laughs> Tony, Walt Gator 93 is next. Hello, Jim, Eric, and everyone in the Get Fresh crew. Boop, boop. What a glorious up, day. And no, it's not because this week's sideways got improved from the delay, which it didn't. In the Fantasy League football, I am now 1-5. My first win in this league. Now I know what it means to be a Browns fan. I'm 3-3 three and three now. I'm struggling. I have the last pick, though. Yeah, I, I yell at Rafe. Oh, Rafe my God. Is, Here we go. Rafe is destroying everybody in the league with a vengeance. He is worse than Batman and walking 300 And only because he got first pick. Well, he got first pick, but he also made some really good picks. He got Patrick Mahomes later. That, that's the steal of, of the whole draft. I was checking out. He he sits there and laughs at all of you in like that, that fantasy league, including me. And then I said to him, I was 3-0. and Now I'm 3-3. Three and three. I had the last and pick. I said to him. I said to him. My first pick was Dalvin Cook. The guys played like a half a game. I was checking out Comic Book Roundup, and some reviewers make no sense. Give a review with no positive, maybe some negative, but still give it a how score of at least an eight. After what we've been getting what? in Aquaman and Justice League, was not expecting to enjoy the tie-in as much as I did to Drowned Earth, but Abnett surprised me. Yeah, I liked it as well. The only right. thing that had me uh was the cliffhanger. Don't get me wrong, it makes sense, but because Mara is so fresh in my brain, just feels like it is too soon for Ocean Marsh to make his return. Give They're me desperate. Ocean Master. They're desperate. But hey, let's hope by the end of the crossover, Orma's back with Tommy and Aaron. Tommy and Aaron are now fish people. Hashtag fish people problems. <laughs> not gonna lie. I just do you think what what is the chances that he runs into fish monster Tommy and Aaron? I'm it's going to happen, I want to know right? what the chances are that you actually have that in the title of this episode. Yeah. What? Hashtag fish, fish, hashtag people, fish problem. people problems? That's a hundred percent. Where's where's my ding sound there? Not going to lie, uh, all but the beginning of the you Green Lantern. You had the Lanterns. Patreon talk of that. When we talk about an Aquaman yeah, coming up, we yeah, got a really. lot of fish people We problems. really talked about it on the Patreon. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, all but the beginning of the Green Lanterns threw me off. Did not expect that death scene so fast and gruesome, especially for a mom and child. I think people just glossed over that, too. I understand that Jurgens had to end the series, set up Hal's book, and set up Jessica going off on her own. But as for the book. But as the reader thinks, Jessica and Simon are still using the same battery. So he he's a smart, too. He's Unless it was Simon who died in Heroes, uh, still oh. the battery would be on Earth. Yeah. Well, and it didn't look like his costume, his uniform there. Well, I that is think all there's a possibility plus. it could have been. We didn't see a lot of it. Really? All right. So what you're telling me, what happens when a Green Lantern dies, Eric? Hello? 
Is, I'm, I'm saying, is this a rhetorical question? What are you doing no, here? You know, the you ring know what flies happens. off. The I, ring I flies know, off. I know what There's happens. no uniform then. Uh, so look, it, it's nonsense. Look, he has had the uniform moment before without a ring, and it's also no. Tom King writing it. Nonsense. Uh, the, that Green Lantern must be a cosplayer, because when you get killed, the ring leaves you. You don't have the costume anymore. Some, some Makes no sense. <laughs> That's why I think that. No, not in this one. I don't think that it is. Uh, I think we're seeing stuff that people aren't all dead. So, well, that is it, fellas and lady fellas and walk gator 93 signing off and remember if you like the show and negative degree weather and being cold for the next eight months he said snow not show <laughs> he ate too many paint chips as a child never stop it through high school yeah i hate the cold weather i hate when it's real cold when it gets to be like minus two that's not like for cold. me i am well yeah you like the cold until it's minus two then you're bitching on the moaning and you're walking 300 clicks is what you're doing it, basically you don't like the heat because you're a fatty rick mills and is I, nice hello oh Jim and Eric, just want to give you praise for what you gentlemen do every week. I've been busy to keep up, and somehow you guys find a way to do this week after week. Very weekly. Hashtag Ima. This made me think and realize that one of the reasons I really enjoy your show is that I'm a little bit like both of you. I believe I'm, I'm a sorry. lot like Eric in my choice of comics and how I like well-colored books, but I just hate everything much like Jim. I'm colorblind, Eric, so I don't know what you're talking about. I'm an Eric inside Jim. Hashtag I'm a Eric so up I. inside Jim. <laughs> Episode 93, pick of the week. Doom Patrol number 92. Well, I'm not long time hey, devoted fan. And some things seem same here. Scarlet Spider. Some <laughs> things may go over my head. The team is slowly coming together and I'm laughing throughout the comic. Meeting Negative Man and watching Robot Band kick. Aren't you Negative Man? Some robot butt was an absolute joy. I hope this series remains good. This series doesn't remain, let alone good. <laughs> Jim, I am unfortunately, I was reading an article this week that without warning told me what happened in Batman number 55. Spoilers, man. Damn, he says. Yeah, that's remember what happened in Batman 55. Yeah, yeah. Episode 94. Oh, wait, that's Nightwing. Okay. Oh, yeah. Green Lantern's number nine. Frank Leminski gives his all to become a Green Lantern. Only this to be tested time and time again. Then when presented with a ring, it quickly decides someone else is better, leaving Frank Leminski Simon little Pez. hope to become a Lantern until one day Volthoom shows up and offers a way for Frank Leminski to become one. Also, does Frank Leminski look like Crispin Glover to you guys? Yes, I believe he did. <laughs> Thanks for bearing with me. See you in seven. I gotta and go back and look for, some, for, section for, for whatever reason, I don't remember what happened to Volthoom. I gotta go back and check. Yeah, I was thinking, like, where's Volthoom and why isn't he pissed about all this nonsense? Maybe he should have been the tie-in at the end of that. And maybe there is a reason he's not there, but I don't recall. I don't remember. Everything it's a weird goes, series. Everything blends in together, but that's it for mail section number one. Thank you. We're going to go off now to Reggie's books where you will hear hashtag fish people problems. You'll hear it. I like the killing. See you on the sevens. It's just that easy. Wrong turn home! Wrong turn home! Wrong turn home! Wrong turn rocking the house. You see I'm the cat and you're the fish. When I show up in your town, the street will run red. Cross my path, you will be a ball. Throw your hands in the air, wave like there's no problem. If you like horror movies and wrong turn, everybody say, right on. Wrong turn home. Right on. Wrong turn home. Right on. Wrong turn 
Right on. Wrong turn home. I got 99 problems, nothing is one. Damn, that shit was dope. All right, here we are with Reginald <laughs> Drinkwater. He is here. beep. <laughs> Bape, here he is. Uh, Reggie is here for got, a it's event Cat corner Wolf right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it's it is event it's event time for Reggie. It's we have both JLD and Aquaman, and then we have the event that is Harley Quinn. Uh, is that is that an event? Is that ever an event? Yeah. And, and, well, we yeah, I found out of boredom. Before we started, I found out that Eric Shea was the fan, uh, the uh, the head of the Captain Trump Kemp fan club. You told me so. At least oh, yeah, that's East Coast East Coast chapter. Yeah. Uh, so we'll find that's that. Right. But we're gonna start with what, Reggie? We're gonna start with Justice League Dark Number Four, written by James Tiny in the Fourth, art by Alvaro Martinez Bueno, Raúl Fernandez, and Brad Anderson. Don't believe that three faced witch in the sky, cause she'll be moving on. And the sun will shine if Nanda Parbat crumbles down to the ground. The spirits of the world will still be getting down. Got to put back all the good times that we had. We can make it better with a little bit of Ramadan. And I have to say right away that uh, I was talking wrong last time we talked that this is actually a five issue uh event it's yes, not a four issue i kept issues. saying we had yes. two more issues the, the weird thing is totally cry it, it phased out of my mind that wonder woman would go back to being i i was just thinking of one each i was thinking of monthly so there right. is five I, issues I, I forgot that wonder woman was a twice monthly yeah. also yeah i forgot but, about uh, that it is five and so which, which makes sense why there's five Tent poles, why there's five, you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, with the deal. Now, uh, with that, uh, so uh, fast forward to this week, now that we're talking now, and I say the same things now, <laughs> just with it being five, because again, uh, I'm going to be probably the negative one of the three of us, just for the fact that I don't think that this is moving forward. And, and with that, I think the event is more the most important parts of the event are told through narration. Uh, which gets me and doesn't get me involved. It's more like I'm reading, you know, it, it points out that I'm reading it instead of kind of being within the story because every time that something big happens, it's through exposition of this narration. And the big thing in this issue, obviously, is that you have Black Orchid show up, not even named by name and at this yeah. point, just a regular name. Going to destroy. Oh, Black Orchid in this. No, I think they just said uh, her. I don't think they ever deal. say it in this. Uh, yeah, I think they, they just say they, her they regular name. Say I don't think they say it. I don't think they ever say Black Orchid. They say her Ooh. real name, but I don't think they ever actually say it because it's all through narration and things like that. Ooh, but we'll know. see. Uh, but yeah, she's going to bring down the Parliament of Trees. But with that, it's just through narration. So I really which I, didn't which to care me was too a, much. I mean, when I, when I read this issue, I definitely kept in mind what you had been talking about about this being. An expanded event and, you know, you know, a little bit forced into extra issues. And, uh, you know, there, there's definitely a little bit of that going on. They, they wanted to make this more than two. And so they have, but I really, there was stuff in here that I just loved, like the swamp thing holding together Nanda Parbat with his vines. I thought was an awesome scene. I love the idea of like attacking the green. That's major stuff that, that upsets yeah, the is. whole, 
balance of everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that, I don't that means mind they're that. Really over. Again, so, though, to so me, though, it's through narration, though, and it just doesn't get me invested. It's just it's, like it's, I'm it's just reading. It's a weird idea, though, to go because we have to, you know, showcase each of the, you know, the, the children touched by the witch mark and stuff like that. You know, Manitow Dawn is going after, you know, Nanda Parvai here. We had Witchfire before go after the Oblivion Bar. And now we have Black Orchid going after the Parliament of the Trees. And yes, Swamp Thing is part of the Just League Dark, a magical based thing. But the Parliament of Trees seems more than just magical based up. It seems like more of an ele- like a, it's an elemental force, obviously, but a universal force that can't be taken out like a, magically like this because you take that down, you take everything down. It's not like taking, you know, we're going to destroy magic so we can rebuild everything up from the groundwork, but Parliament of Trees should be separate in my mind. And from it that does say, it, it says our name. It would be a component of what the Parliament of Trees says, but you know yeah. they're always very, very heavily well, invested. Here, here's in the problem that I have things. with it, and I have actually even with it, it does say Black Orchid, but with that, I have a problem with uh, all of these characters that show up here, even with Nanda Parbot and things like that. That if you are somebody that joined in a rebirth, we don't get a lot of Swamp Thing, right? We, this we're is ne- a lot we of, don't uh, have a Swamp Thing book. We don't have a lot of Dead Man. We don't have a lot. So when you do have this thing where it says, uh, we had a, we had a six of twelve issues. Uh, yeah, Dead nobody Man read it. By nobody Neil read Adam's that. Hello. And, yeah. and I think that even did that start before <laughs> because it seemed like that was even before. But even I think with that, that was in rebirth. even with that, nobody read it. So you have it here, and you have Alba Garcia. Taste. Alba Garcia could hear the screaming, too. She was, after all, a hybrid of plant and flesh. As Black Orchid, she fought for the green and the red. That's all you get. That's all the explanation you get. There's people yeah. who are out there. They're not going to know who Black Orchid is still. They don't know what the Parliament of the Trees is. I'm talking about people who are just joining in and like, boy, we don't They're have a lot of dark or magic stuff in this rebirth yet. I want to see what's going on. And they don't know what Nanda Parbat is. They don't know who... There, there's things there's definitely just thrown. a ton of fan service in this. Uh, exactly. I mean, you're exactly like I say. The, the thing I liked so much about Swamp Thing with the vines, that whole idea of that, you have to know why that's awesome. You have to know Swamp Thing. Yeah. Uh, this and, and even like the, the scene where uh, uh, Manitou Dawn, so she's attacking, she's going to Ramadan. Nobody Dawn's knows temple. who Manitou Dawn is. And, Nobody oh, knows. But, I mean, whatever. Yeah, all but these then, things. When you see all of her guards like commit suicide and all like their dead man. Yeah, yeah. Spirits come out like that was something I was like awesome. But that's awesome. If you don't, but if you don't know, if you don't, if you don't know, care, know yeah. about Dead Man, even me and Eric like, were like, "What's which, going on with that?" We we no, didn't even know ourselves. Whatever. And so yeah, when you have this and you have all these things going on, and you're not you're you're telling a big story, but trying to rush it in my mind by giving the major points through narration. So through narration, you can really. Get a bunch out in one panel, one page about Black Orchid, about her being in the Amazon at the Parliament of the Trees, all this stuff. While Nanda Parbat, it's big stuff. But if you don't know these things, if you're not that hip on the darker side of the DCU, I think that a lot of people are lost because he ends up just going through these and kind of, oh, Nanda Parbat's on fire. Okay, well, this is what we'll do with you, 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 and you. Let's get out of here. In the meantime, yeah, Bobo I mean, the, picks the up the – The whole thing with Ramadas uh, you know, and, and Hecate fighting yeah. – the, there's no there's no real stuff. frame of reference for yeah. why that's that's interesting. No, except, nobody uh, would know that unless, unless you know anything about you are, Ramadas. And yeah. I love the way he drew uh, uh, Alvarez, uh, Alvaro Martinez. Martinez. Yeah. Wayne yeah. has drew Ramadas. It's he just like Neil Adams would have drawn at this one yeah, point. Yeah, I, but, I uh, think that the art's great. Uh, and yeah. in the meantime, the thing that you have to grab onto in my mind, and I'm I'm telling you, I'm going at this as me. I don't know that much about, you know, a lot of these characters that are popping up. And, yeah, I can go and look them up, and I do. Yeah. I, I did. But 
that's not why you write a story. You no. don't write a story so that people can look things up. That that is right. to me incomplete we'll storytelling. Uh, yeah. yeah, and and so because of that, if I need to know who Black Orchid is, I wish that it was spelled out a little in this. Except she fought for the red and the green. And I know that. I know enough about Black Orchid, but a lot of people don't. They wouldn't know what it. You know, when you see her in the Amazon connected to what Swamp Thing's doing, you're like, oh shit, things are about to go really bad. But other people would be like, oh, is she there to do this? What she and and it never spelled out really, except for in narration, they're gonna burn down the Parliament of Trees. Well there's some people who are like what is that? What does that yeah. make any sense? And so you have the big thing in this though that people can grab onto in my mind is Wonder Woman and nothing really happens. Wonder Woman stands around, yells and screams, and with Satana saying, she doesn't know the cost of, of magic, and then at the of end course. just turns, which we thought would happen anyway. Of course. And I was actually we, really we, upset we not to that. see any Cersei, really, in this whole yeah, issue. I thought there, she was going to go with everybody moving and forward. I, and even me, with that, we have the majority of our you know JLD cast just being whisked away because there really is nothing for them to do because yeah. they aren't these magical characters. Yeah, so you have Bobo and uh, Kirk. They have to get taken away. Because they're not. The other thing that got me, and even with that, all of a sudden, you have Bobo as the Nightmaster because he has the sword. But, you know, people are going to be like, I, I don't get this yet. And I think the biggest problem with this is the idea that this is only the fourth issue of Justice League Dark. Yeah. We haven't had enough setup of even the characters and what they mean and all this in the book. So, like I said, if you're into this and know what's going on... It is big. I mean, Nanda Parbat being on fire and at the same issue having the Parliament of Trees being attacked, possibly being destroyed in the, that's humongous. That, that's huge. But to me, it, it just doesn't hit because of the way it's told. And some things are just, and like Eric said, half of the team that we like the JLD book because you were getting a lot of the team and some even quips and things like that. Like Constantine's here just to say one line and skedaddle yeah. out. And then also with Swamp this. Thing, he's handicapped because he has to spend the entire issue just holding up Nanda Parbat before yeah. it crumbles. And then he just has to go away because, you know, he feels the Parliament of Trees being attacked. Like yeah. He is out of the entire fight. And even Diana, who was our ringer for the series, she doesn't show up till more than halfway through, it seems like, to take on Hecate, where it completely just becomes a turnout of yeah. nowhere, which you kind yeah. of expected. Yeah, and it, this was disappointing because I didn't well, like when last she does issue. Show up, it's I got awesome. some crap from Simon for not liking last issue, and I was really hoping that this issue would get me going and do a little more, but it just, it, well, it's almost like a sleight of hand. Even when she does show up, though, I I could not follow the story as well as I wanted to because I don't think the art is as good as it has been. Like with all the magical stuff going on, I actually found the actions hard to follow because all of a sudden, you know, Hecate is throwing her magic at Ramakushna, and then the next panel, there's Diana, all powerful. Like, well, what happened? Did she block the energy? Was she behind her? Did she shoot someone? I have. She's just there, and I'm like, you know, Diana, how dare you use your power against me? Like, is that what happened? And there was two things here that um didn't really i i don't know how to say it or whatever like uh the deal is that ramakushna uh doesn't even seem to realize that if things go and have some problems and they can kind of skedaddle out and remake nanda parbat uh you know it's spelled out to her by dead man like hey listen to this we don't need this you know here we can make ramakushna anywhere and that seemed odd Nanda to Parbat, have to tell, yeah. yeah, Nanda Parbat. It's, it's weird to have to tell her that. And then also, it was pretty well spelled out 
that Zatanna could not use her backward magic because if she does, it'll be turned against her. And she's there saying, I was telling all my backwards magic. And it wasn't like you kind of spelled that that wasn't the case. And we even said that that was a problem that it kind of, you know, limited her thing. You know, uh, Constantine comes in, he's using glyphs and stuff like that. I don't know what the rules are for what magic you can and cannot use. You know, it's a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the deal. I think you can use whatever you want. I think the thing with with Ramadas is it's like trying to get your mom out of her like old apartment i you guess know, she's like, but she but seemed all, like she didn't know i know it's but, just like but well, i listen, got my chair just how i like it isn't home where the heart is mama that's what i tell her if i ever talk to my mom i haven't talked to my mom in years I mean, and i don't want to rectify that anytime soon but yeah i, I, I just artistically yeah. this thing is super strong i really liked it i, I don't know I'd, I'd have to really match it up next to the last issue but just flip it through it now. I love the way this thing looks. I, this is this is right where I want to be as far as uh, a magic book is. And I granted, a lot of this book was definitely fan service. But uh, as a fan, I felt well serviced. And uh, yeah, you, you I just, liked I, it I more. Yeah. With, with, and, and I said as much as in my review that this was much more than even the first three issues of Justice League Dark, a uh, more you know fan fan of the dark line friendly yeah. type thing. Uh, but if you are a fan, like the, the things that are happening are huge. You know what I mean? Nanda they are Parbat humongous. Being yeah. And, and even Black Friday. Orchid being a part of the JLD yeah, from Black before Orchid the new 52. There. Yeah, she yeah. shows up out of nowhere and you're like, okay, she's one of the witch mark. But even with that, it's, if you don't really, if you're not invested in this side of things, I don't think things are well spelled out. I don't think that he's doing it, but it's more of a, okay, that's happening now. This is what's going to happen through narration. It, it it ends up just being like, okay, now we're going to shove you here. So then next issue we'll go and we'll figure out more about the Parliament of Trees because Swamp Thing obviously, oh, I'm under attack. The Parliament, da da da, and and maybe this is something that will carry on because we've had trouble with Swamp Thing and Poison Ivy even being mentioned as almost like right. maybe the maybe this is what pushes He's talking it. About but retiring. Yeah, so Swamp maybe this is what happens. The trees, yeah. So. yeah, maybe that's what leads to it. Down his Florida, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, really. Uh, but yeah, with this, it just to me, it's just continuing this idea of a story that feels big, but to me also feels a bit incomplete with its, you know, the nitty gritty of explaining the story. And I, I do like the art more than Eric. Eric doesn't like the art. I do like the art. I think that the confusion is there's not really anything really happening in this issue. They have Nanda Parbat on fire, so they're fighting that. And then Wonder Woman goes crazy and Black Orchid's in the Amazon at the Parliament of Trees. That's really, there's not yeah, a lot the fight, going on. The fight between Wonder Woman and Hecate, too. I, I like that, too, even though it comes to nothing. But yeah. there, there's a couple of seeds. In there. I love that when she first shows up and there's, like, giant rock Wonder Woman bracelets, yeah. you know, blocking the magic. There's a lot of big moments in this. See, I but, thought that was Ramakrishna. Yeah, I did, too. Uh, so, the, yeah, we're... Wonder Woman, yeah, it makes more sense that it's Wonder it Woman. Does. Yeah, I thought it was Ramakrishna, and then it's all falling apart, but, but uh, uh, there we go. Anyway, yeah. Well, you know, maybe, you know, uh, I did smoke a whole bunch of PCP before I read the book. Well, so that, that, is, that is usually a problem, but maybe advisable. that isn't with this. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's what you have to do. I don't know. I did meth. I, I picked the wrong drug, I you guess. picked the wrong drug. Yeah, meth is more of a uh, suicide squad thing. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, really. <laughs> what what is uh, What would uh, heroin be? Is heroin more along the lines of Harley? Because I, I might be <laughs> doing heroin Batman. by the end of the Batman, <laughs> I'll go with that. I'll go with yeah, that. Yeah, probably. What would you give it, Reggie? Uh, I mean, listen, I was happy as a pig and poop on this one myself. Uh, I, I will agree it is 
we are seeing a story that probably could be just told in two issues. But if the issues are going to be like this, then I, I do think that they're worth it. As far as for me, for my dollar, I said yeah. as much in the review. If you, if you're not already a fan of a lot of these properties, it's going to be an absolute mystery. I mean, they, they threw a whole bunch of stuff at yeah. new, newer readers. But if you do like the stuff, then you're probably going to feel the same way I did. And I gave it an eight out of 10. Yeah. I, I like the art more than Eric. I'm just upset that the major advancements usually in the story seem to come through narration. And that bothers me just for the fact that I I wish then it was more that we're invested when I'm seeing characters talk and actions and things like that, instead of just like Alba Garcia, here's the screaming too. She was after all a hyper to plan flesh. I'm like, really? That's what you're going to (laughs) get. Yeah, obviously. And that's what gets me with that is that he seemed James Tynan seems to think that the, spectacle of it is enough to get people going and it is if you're a fan of that but if you're not a fan of this and there isn't a lot of books and that's what i really hinge all this on is there is not a lot of dark books in the dcu now the justly dark is pretty much the big one and that is only this is only the fourth issue so if you're there to say tell me about this show me what this this is support yeah yeah so if you had a swamp thing book that had been going now for 50 issues and all these constantine that would have lasted or dead man a series or you know all these a zatanna book a pandora fan all of these properties then you would have Something that you can kind of hang your hat on, like, okay, they know what this is. They, I mean, it's been a long time since we've had a real Swamp Thing book to tell people what the Parliament of Trees is. And so he's going into this, like, ah, they know all this. I'll just tell this story. But even then, it seems like, to me, when it's all narration, it's like things just get shoved at you. And it just, it, it does bother me. Uh, but I'm going to give this, I like it more than the last issue, though. The last oh. issue to me, I thought, was just everybody sitting around talking. This, at least, there's some pretty action going. And, you know, the, the whole deal, again, with me, Parliament of Trees, I do know the Parliament of Trees. I do love Swamp Thing. So that is big. That's humongous. And so yeah. I'm excited to see what happens with that, though I just think it's going to be through narration, but we'll see. Uh, but I'm going to give it a 6.5. Uh, what about you, Eric? I'm going to give it a 6.5 as well. I wasn't as big on the art. I actually think uh, this is the le- the worst issue in the bunch, even though we have big things being but thrown at us. But it's Bueno. It's Bueno. It's Bueno. I'm saying we have big <laughs> things being thrown at us. We're not a part about being burned. We have the you know, uh, Parliament of the Trees being attacked. But for some reason, I didn't feel the gravitas of the situation yeah. that they're trying to tell me. It's such a big deal here. I just didn't feel it. And they're like like the I said before about the art. Individually, the pages look great, but when I'm trying to follow a story of a bunch of action going on, I got lost within it. I couldn't tell what was happening, and maybe that's me and my bad eyesight, but I just think the art is a little bit less than it has been here, and right now, this is my least favorite issue okay. of this you know, crossover series. And that's bad when you're getting more and but more I still in, you know? look forward to what's going to happen yeah, so next. I'm same still on board with the story. Yeah, well, well, I, mean, you... I definitely want to see where, what the, you know, the final outcome of, if anything, of this will be, but... Would, uh, we'll would you out. rather have what's happening or what's happening now? Which which we one would you go? always want to have what's, what's happening. happening. Get out yeah. of town. You don't want yeah, what's happening now? You, I you, do you want know. that also. I mean, you want you know. it as well. <laughs> if, if it's a, if we can have it as well. Be can, we have, can we have a spinoff just featuring D called, ooh, I'm telling mama? Can we have that? <laughs> That's a yeah, new one. Yeah, she's going to be still telling mama. That's all she's going to be telling. I don't know God. what she's going to be telling mama. Everything. Mama, mama, oh, mama she, I picked up groceries today. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm time. telling you, it doesn't need around, to folks. be. Yeah, it doesn't need to be bad things. She might just call Mama every at the end of every issue. She calls up and like, "Hey, D, what's going on? Oh, I'm going to tell you, Mama." And then she tells her. She tells her what she did during okay. the day. And then, as, and then and, in the panel where Mama, it's just a grave site. Yeah, it is. Oh, <laughs> that's, and then that's that's the twist at the end uh, <laughs> that we find out that Mama's always been dead. So there yeah. you go. And D is as well. They're in heaven. They're their sexiest self, though. I don't know that D would have. Sexy, so I'm not sure. And I was rerun, actually talking he about was. that with my dad this week. He was just, we were just laughing at the uh, your concepts of heaven. The as sexy a high, heaven, high flute and fashion show. Does he like the sexy heaven? Your dad? Does he like that idea? No, does he say that? No, oh, come on! That I, no, he didn't think it so. It would be funny if you're the sexiest self heaven, and you go there and you're waiting for your wife, and you go and you realize your wife looks better later. So it's that you her sexier self is not as sexy as you. That causes problems, I think. Yeah, in that heaven. could be a problem. You don't need that in heaven, but we're going to move on to the next book, and that is what, Reggie? It's Aquaman number 41, written by Dan Admin, art by Lan Medina, Vicente Cifuentes, and Gabe Altayeb. Strange water has found us. Strange water has tracked us down. They're going to deploy lots of monsters to destroy. We shall go on reading. Don't let us down. Little doors. Faster version of that. I love the doors. Me and Eric were talking about the doors. We usually bring them up once a week, actually, when we're we're doing things. Uh, Not a week we don't talk about the doors. That is true. (laughs) A lot of people don't like them anymore, but that's not us. We we start this off, and this is a prelude to the Drowned Earth. It's a continuation of three preludes. Hold on. on. It says it's a prelude. Well, first of all, i got to talk about one thing in a minute, but... But then it says, go read Justice League. Which yeah, because Justice League because is a prelude. prelude. They, that's the that's thing. There's the three preludes. Part. There's three preludes going on, and it's nonsense. But there are three preludes. Uh, I, I like this at the beginning because it ends up to me being Jersey Shore Atlantis. You have everybody <laughs> yes. diving in. <laughs> hey, brah, I'm waiting for people to, you know, yell and scream and Snooky to be there. I'm like, they, yeah. they seem to be having a grand old you time. just have Dodo instead. It's so funny that they have to have a way to set it up that they get affected by the purple water right away. So they're just jumping in. Hey, the water's fine here, uh, people. It's still Atlantis water. It's still the ocean, right? <laughs> oh, no. And they end up getting consumed by the purple water and become, uh, you know, the, the creature from Crazy every fish monster. Monstrous yeah. beasts. Of yeah. course. Of course, I do. We do have to point out that Atlantis was raised to the surface due to the events of Dark Knight's yes, metal. Yes, true. It is. That if was you a, recall, it was that the was events. a wish going, uh, gone bad. Uh, that's they, right. It yeah. had nothing to do with the, whatever, a whole fucking, uh, no. coup gone wrong and then blasting at the, no, it was no. all the events of Dark it's Knight's all metal. metal. Yeah. Yeah. That's how they go. Well, and we're going to go with that. The Abysmal Dark was keeping that wish back and oh, then the Abysmal yes. Dark guy went away yes. and then Atlantis rose. I don't like the Abysmal Dark. I think I like <laughs> Snooky more than the Abysmal Dark. Uh, the Abysmal Dark uh, can go suck it, is what I say. But, uh, yeah. yeah, they all turn into fish monsters, and they attack. Everybody, we know this if you uh, had read the Justice League already, which you should read first because that yes. kind of sets and up that, this. That's such a biggest problem I have with this because for whatever reason, when I was reading the little caption at the end of the Justice League issue, I thought I said, if you want to check out a prelude to this, check out Aquaman. So I thought Aquaman was the first part of the and it's funny, okay, though. If I, if 
I yeah. mean, Aquaman, that, that'll just boost up how I feel about Justice League. No. But when I went to this, I'm like, oh, this is the continuation it's of Justice League. It's funny, too, because yeah. when we were talking about that, we talked about that on Patreon. And I actually said to you, no, 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 there's three preludes. And I, you must not have uh, heard I never me got when I idea. said it. Yeah, I said they're all going and and because we're going to have a Titans prelude, prelude as well. Aquaman happened first and then no, Justice League. No, it just says, go and see the other two preludes. The thing that causes this, which is the prodding of Poseidon's ship or whatever in uh, yeah. in the North Pole, it, it's in Justice League. So you, that is what you should read yeah, first. Yeah, you should read time. first. Thinking, thinking back, I should have reviewed this by itself because they point it off like you could read, and, and you can, but I, yeah. I have a feeling it just it reads like a weird monster movie because that's yeah. really all that happens is the purple water it making it making people scary. It mom, makes and the, people and the world, scary. And the world is problems, and I mean, th- there was a lot I did like about this. Uh, I love the I love the the way Mera is, even though she's really hard line. How she like first she's holding up a big dome around. Yeah, her she's awesome in this. Yeah. to hold down, to hold down. Then she gets knocked out, and then all she can do is is protect herself and Mother Satea. Then yeah. Mother, then it's just her. You know what I mean? It's like she Mother really Satea you, you see splash. her getting beaten down beaten yeah. you know as as small in as every instance that she can get beaten down it's knocking her down a peg till she has and, nothing yeah. left yeah. and she and she holds on to the bitter end you know and it's like it really did feel like uh you know something might happen here i was like wow is mara going to get you know monsterfied uh and she i will spoil it that she doesn't no but, she doesn't now uh, the only thing know, i have a problem you thought she might you know yeah, the problem happened. i have with this though is uh as you're going on you have it starts with Merck. Merck sounds like oh no i just got my goddamn hook arm back again ah, i'm feeling so good now and now this is happening i won't let it affect me ah it affects them and then you get mara with probably half of the issue if not more i'm fighting it back batman i'm fighting it back i'm fighting it back i'm fighting it back but boom oh no i'm not fighting it back anymore i'm the only one who survived now i gotta go there's not much that happens that they yeah she's kick-ass throughout this all this does is set up I really think that you are basically what Merck would, you know, you would do the same thing, Merck. You'd walk right up to the purple water, be like, what the hell is this? Touch it. Turn oh, yeah. it to a monster. People would be like, probably, stay away from the water. I'd be it drinking again. it. <laughs> I, I'd be bathing it. I'm like, I haven't taken a bath in like three weeks, but what the hey? This looks pretty good. It looks like that purple drank that they didn't <laughs> drink when they all went and drank the Sunny D. I want exactly. the purple stuff. Look at all that and there it is. purple stuff they yeah. got there. Uh, I want the purple stuff, not the Sunny D, and that that's what happens. This is why everybody went for the Sunny D. You, you drink purple the purple stuff. stuff you trying to kill me? You end up turning into a, uh, you know, a fish monster hashtag right. fish problems and as we're going down though with this you have the idea that basically this whole issue is just to set up that mara and then at the end orm to be part of the attack team that's going to go also forward. it does show how badly earth has been drowned and yeah. there are aliens and alien armada there's a whole thing with batman we see batman is secure within the justice the uh, uh hall of justice the hall of justice yeah. Uh, and you know, he's still obviously in a body cast stuff. So, so there is information here, but yeah. it's, it really doesn't seem like And it's funny like because this. Eric, Eric said that he didn't say about a quarter of the way through. I'm like, Ooh, they're going to get Orm because it, everybody's going down. And in my Never mind, saw it coming for whatever reason, in my mind, they had Orm way below in an airtight in a cell that she would uh, go in the dungeon. Instead, he's in the t- highest tower, which thing. is Hashtag more living large. Yeah, yeah, really. Hashtag penthouse living. I, I don't know what, I, to be honest, I'd forgotten <laughs> what happened to him at the end of the fucking thing. Yeah, I just knew <laughs> he was captured. And then I, I'm telling you, it just, uh, a, a light went off and I'm like, Ooh, that's why he was captured and put under there. 
and set aside on himself. And there he is. And I do like it, though I said to Eric that by the end she goes to him and, and really basically all of Atlantis is done. Mara's, Mara and Norm end up being pretty much the only survivors that aren't fish monsters. Uh, yeah. And I'll tell you one other thing after this. But when they go, she goes and gives Orm his trident, says, here, this is for you. And he's like, all right, it, it's time for Oceanmaster to kick ass. And now Oceanmaster to me has become the Loki of of the DCU, where he's the bad guy who they have to keep going. And, you know, he messes things up, but then they need him. And he feels very Loki-esque. Tacitly trust him. I will also say one thing about this that does set up something big in my mind is before I even said when we did the Justice League review on the Patreon that, you know, everybody was turning into fish. At monsters, which I like because that makes it so that at the end you snap your fingers, everybody's Everybody not a lives. fish monster, nobody dies from drowning. That makes complete sense. I didn't get the idea from Justice League that everybody was on the attack, though. And this mm. one does have that. This shows you that the these armada. fish monsters. No, the fish monsters. Oh, the fish monsters. Yeah. attacking. But, all, the, but also, yeah, the armada. And the armada is there. Yeah, they're coming so. down. Yeah, the, the whole deal, though, I didn't really get the idea. I thought that basically the Earth was just going to have these fish monsters, but they were going to go about their business, do their fish things. They were going to go. They, <laughs> well, you the know. fish things happen to be eating people. Well, that's, that's the thing. Small. That is the fish things. I thought they, that they, they were going to go. fish monster bill- billiard yeah. balls. They have, oh, like, yeah. fish. That's what I thought. Here's the deal. I thought they were going to go to school. See, you get that? That's a little deal, right? The problem is, though, after this issue, I really fell, you know, for the bait. Hook, line, and sinker. There you go. There you go. There you go. But, yeah, I didn't get the idea that everybody was going to start attacking people as well. I thought that they would just be fish monsters that were, you know, it was setting up the planet to be this, you know, deal. I mean, this planet, I don't want a planet that's just a nonstop. This is the fish monster purge. Now is what yeah. they, they've turned Earth into. Why would they turn it into that instead of just, hey, everybody's fish. Let's get on with our deal. Uh, like I, you said. I don't get why these other galaxy ocean gods are invading Earth in the begin with. It's just something that's happening that I don't fully understand yet. I, I, or why yeah, they have, have an armada of spaceships. I mean, just one guy did say, kiss my bass, he said, as they were going. And I'm no, like, no, oh, no, I've never seen that. So no, that's crazy. And that. then he said he, uh, somebody blew a seal, and they said, keep that, but that's personal. Mind your business. <laughs> blew a seal. Very good. Uh, yes. Uh, what'd you give it, Reggie? Uh, you know, I dug it. This is a complete issue, I think, uh, even as far as it, uh, tying into other things. But it, it ends up being sort of for Aquaman, a kind of monster movie sort of thing going yeah. on here. Uh, there just isn't a ton to say no, about what happened, there but there are a lot of good emotional beats, and, and I did yeah. like the way Mara was portrayed, and I didn't feel, didn't feel ripped off. The art is strong, not uh, you know mind-blowing, but nothing really to complain about with it, so... I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. I'm going to go 7. I'm being a little more positive than I thought even after reading it because not a lot happens, but Mara's kick-ass. They show – you set up how she can, you know, cover herself in a hard water construct type thing so she won't be affected. So you have that going forward, and then you have Orm as well. So I do like that and set up that Batman's in the pretty much submerged Hall of Justice where it is sealed up so he, he can do that. So that's pretty good as well. Uh, but yeah, so I'll go seven. I did like the art. Uh, what about you, Eric? I'm giving this issue a seven as well. I enjoyed the art. And the whole thing is, while I don't think we got a lot more going on with what the story is taking place, you know, from Justice League into this, yeah. the stuff with Mara, because now that she's queen, the whole idea is like she has to be the queen of Atlantis first. And even though it's a world problem, she's a Justice League member. 
you know, the whole thing where she has to pick what she's going to do, the whole idea. All right, I'm going to stop doing this. We have to evacuate Atlantis. Lady, we can't do this. I am the queen. All the different decisions she has to do before and, and, everything uh, this yeah. goes tits up on her. I'm like, this is some really good, you know, exploration of the character of Mera and her as the queen. So it really is what put my, you know, score more than I originally thought it was going to be for what yeah. this story is overall. But it was yeah. the character of Mera. And I even like at one point, uh, she even says like, boy, you know, Arthur was always complaining, you know, he was a complainer, but now I kind of, <laughs> s- I kind of see what he was complaining about because this is a bunch of, I got on Dean over here giving me shit. I got the sisterhood giving me shit. Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah. This is a hashtag fish man problems. It's weird. She's sitting there and she's like, <laughs> Mark keeps wanting to show me his harpoon. I, yeah, hand. There he's, like, he's got that hand. I don't, and now- I don't think that's a real, is that a real, ha- I don't think that's a real hashtag. Yeah, it it is. Hashtag fish, yeah, fish uh, people fish problems. Man problems. Fish man problems. Better. Also, she's like, hashtag tide will turn. You know, there's a lot of hashtags going on there. <laughs> hashtag wave. That's uh, just right. a weird one. Wave? That's weird. just a weird one. Hashtag wave. Just wave. <laughs> hashtag hard water construct problems. I don't know. But yeah, uh, <laughs> that's what we get now. We're going to go to the last book that we're going to talk to you about, Reggie. And this is a bunch of hooey. Hey, oh, right? Yeah. This was what we call Le Bullshit. Why do we still talk about this book? Le Garbage is what it is. Somewhat of a good question. It is Harley Quinn number 52, written by Sam Humphreys, art by Sam Basri and Alex Sinclair. And I, you know, guys, tonight, I'm working on it. It's, it's really, this is really embryonic. This is just a little snippet of what is going to be my new, uh, play, Harley Quinn the Musical. Okay. Okay. So this is, so this is just, you know, I I want your feedback, but this is just the beginning. Why are we reading about Captain Triumph? This is not an Elseworlds book or JSA. Why are we reading about Captain Triumph? And it's not a bit funny. I shan't have to pay. Harley Quinn is a, uh, it's a hard nut to crack here at Weird Science. People, a lot of, I don't know if a lot of people know, but in, of the three of us, I do believe that Jim is actually the biggest fan of Harley Quinn. But it might be. That, I really think you are, but I, and that's why I think also you can be very highly critical when it doesn't, but when it's good, I think you really get Cause he really, really into cares. it. You get, you yes, know, whereas I care. Eric and I, I don't think we ever really get super into it. We're just sometimes like, oh, that I'm was. inside. I like you know, it. that's true. So I, I like can't it. feel anything. So. Well, it is funny because you say that, and at least twice during work this week, I was yelling at Eric about Harley Quinn. <laughs> and I said, I'm like, well, get back uh, Palmiotti and Connor. Just call them now and get them I mean, back. Even uh, even when I didn't like it as much with them, it was way better than this. At least they so, were trying. Oh, absolutely. I, that, well, that, well, that's what I'm saying is that so when you come to Weird Science, it, it, we're not the Harley Quinn fan site. We're not going to be – we're not going to be thrilled just to see Harley Quinn. It's always going to be tough. But I don't give a shit on what fucking scale you're working. This issue isn't a 10 out of 10 in any universe. I got, what the hell is your goddamn problem? It's not I don't even know. that well. Like, I what's know. wrong with you? Hashtag Harley Quinn problems is what I have. <laughs> Hashtag where's my holy cremoli? It's what I want. Where, where is it? Of vodka. Yeah, I'll kill you. Uh, and yeah, I, I really, and, and even going, you know, well, what are we going to talk about in this issue? But even going back where, when we were talking about it before, when we would say, Hey, if you're a fan of Harley, you'll be a fan of this. I don't know what a fan of Harley is anymore. Also, the idea of 
where, Reggie, you were hanging your hat very much on the fact that Pamiani and Connor, through this, were telling their own version of that side of the DCU, almost like an yeah. Elseworlds, a little slightly off uh, continuity deal. And it was their little little Pamiani Connorverse where yeah. things made sense. Things made to sense itself, in yeah. this to itself. This is just Sam Humphreys is just like, okay, I think I'll do this. And it's getting towards the idea of, you'll hear me and Eric talking about later, of the Sideways book with Dan DiDio, where it's just, okay, what should we do now for the next three issues? Oh, we'll just throw, you know, that there. Oh, we'll throw Golden Age. Uh, Oh, everybody likes Johnny DC. It was such a hit. In, in the deal, uh, you know, number 50 issue, let's go keep with that. Nonsense. Yeah, please, get out yeah. of town. Yeah, just go, because there's nothing. <laughs> the big thing about Harley, and why I have liked Harley for a lot of the points since even back in the New 52, is the book was showing that Harley had a heart, and also Harley had friends. Despite every bit of nonsense and awfulness that she is, she yeah. actually tries and loves her friends and has her friends, and now all of a sudden it's just like, boom, don't even include them. Let, let's go and do this. She doesn't, she doesn't even do anything funny. She doesn't even no. do anything violent. Like, she you says, know, she doesn't even pull up a big hammer and this issue. And what is going uh, on? It, it really, this issue, and, and we've said it before, and this has been really kind of a hallmark of Sam Humphrey's run, is just missed opportunities. Now, you know, this being a hangover from that issue 50 that I already hated yeah. is already a strike against it. But and now here it's is, is two it, issues in after that hangover. That's what I'm saying. I mean, here was a chance where as long as we're going to do this, then you do the fish out of water. You do the whatever. You had to pick a character that uh, has this sort of complicated backstory that involves a dead ghost brother that didn't even come to the present. Oh, my God. The ghost is dead? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the ghost died. The, you know, the ghost, ghost died brother. Twice. Exactly. <laughs> uh, his ghost brother. No, no Cosby uh, in that now? Something that allowed? wasn't even explained in the last issue. I mean, I really would love to see a Harley Quinn fan that doesn't buy anything else in the DCU. I'd love to hear what they have to say about issue 51. Be like, who the fuck was this guy? What the hell was going on? Where, why? You know what I mean? Why yeah. does and any even of this if they did look it up and knew who the character was, why isn't the character being utilized properly for who yeah, he is? And like, properly, well, I don't even care that. To get the power. Why isn't where's, it fun? Where's the mark? What's why going isn't it on? Fun? You know, like, it, it just, it, I'm telling you, you can even skew the character in a different way if it's pointing towards fun. We already said we like Pamiana and Connor with this kind of skewed out uh, continuity, but it was because it was her fun or a story. This is neither. This is it, neither. You had no nothing. It, it, I, I almost feel like he fucked with uh, Captain Triumph just to just to tweak Eric a little. You know, that's yeah, all. You know, just, I, <laughs> well, I don't now it's funny. Much, but it, I don't it's, mind it, that. It gets me a little bit, you know, where it's just like, well, then, if, if you had to do this, why didn't you bring his brother into the present, too? As long as we're doing nonsense and bullshit... Bring his brother to Screw who that. cares? If you, know, you like, want to do that, her. you want to have Captain Triumph have Harley go back into the Golden Age, and yeah, I think that that would be that'd be fun. That would be sure. a would fun, be cool. a better way to do it. Where Harley's the fish out of water, you have your character who you care about being the fish out of water. And if you want to do all this thing about nostalgia and all that, and you know, it's a trap or whatever. When she goes back, have her as the Harlequin, and she's like, "Oh no, I shouldn't be here." And that's where Johnny DC shows up and like. 
like, why are you here? You know, and have her be the one that's confused, not a, you know, a, a scantily Captain clad that we woman don't know. who's yeah. a doctor. There's a lot of opportunities yeah. for There's a lot men of funny things. A, do- a woman doctor? My lord. Oh, my. Yeah. Jim, you, you really did just come up with a much better story. It would have been better. Yeah. Reversing that aspect, it just becomes potentially more interesting. Now, all, all these stories have potential, though. They're just never realized. There's mm-hmm. never the opportunities to do anything. I mean, like pages of this book are given over to the two of them eating fucking hot dogs. Yeah, again. You know what I mean? It's just like, For the why? second like, time. Going, Wasn't great the first time. Where no. They're fighting. They go, and then she's like, I know where he'll be, <laughs> eating the hot dogs again. And then they go, and Even then they when make up. we get up. to our climax, so how come everybody from his golden age, you know, story is just hanging at the abandoned airfield? Yeah. I'm like, why did why did everybody just stay at the abandoned airfield, including well, the witches three who gave I him his will. powers? It's yeah. such a weird idea. Like, but why didn't they go out and about into New York City like the Captain Triumph did? No, it's because they're, they're sexiest selves. Eric. I, mean, I this, think they're this in ending, heaven. This ending for for a story that is supremely bullshit. This ending is. Um, it's like a slap. They might as well kick you in the fucking dick with it. You know, yeah, it's just, I'm with what, you. what Eric is talking about is totally true. It's just like, just why hanging. are all these people here? What the fuck is going on? Why? You know, like it, it's it's I can't even I'm almost like freaking out about how much it pisses me off where it's just like, you know, all right. Well, 10 out of 10. Th- thanks for the hot dogs, Harley. Uh, yeah. I'm going off into the sunset with the red bee for some reason. Why? What, what can yeah. you explain any of this? Why any of this happened? I can't No, you can't. That's why uh, I gave this book a fucking two out of ten, and I'll do it again. If- I'm going with you. I'm go- I did actually. I didn't mind the art, two. but I'm going to yeah, well, right. two all around because it's just it's nonsense. It's nonsense, and I think that it has turned into a monthly. Finally, I think that that's kind of pointed what? out in the upcoming solicits. The January solicits only have one <laughs> Harley. Me, it's never been anything but weekly. You know oh what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Very <laughs> weekly. Oh, my. <laughs> we have uh, the deal, though. But two tens. I hate everything. Two tens. And I, I'm looking at this. Uh, here, Captain I mean, Triumph's story I, continues, I like- and this issue holds on to everything that made the previous issue a standout? Really? The pacing is perfect, with the story sacrificing nothing and slowing down the title's usually bonkers hijinks? Go, go to hell. This Fuck is fucking here. terrible. They, they stood around and ate hot dogs for a page, for God's sake. It's, uh, that's like what I, you get I, nowadays. In my mind, I would like to think that if I were a hardcore Harley fan, I would be even madder, but apparently... I'm pretty sure all the hardcore Harley fans stopped reading after she ha- stopped having their original animated uh, series costume. Yeah, they, they bailed. They, they bailed yeah. big time. Yeah. But it's a shame. I mean, this was a book that was one of the big hitters at DC less than three, four years ago. And uh, now it's it's just nothing's going on with it. And Sam Humphreys is killing it. He's Beat completely it into the killing ground. it. Yeah, I, this is don't a, say killing it. It's a shell. Yeah. yeah, well, I I say it like the deal. He Listen, used it proper. I also say if someone's the goat, they ain't the greatest of all time. That means they are a bum. And I, I'm sick of these kids with their oh, lingos. Listen, when I say something straight fire, it's because I set it on straight fire and I'm burning it to the ground. Straight fire, Eric. There you go. And when I'm throwing shade at you, I'm throwing shade at you. That means I punched you so hard I knocked you out, and you're seeing the inside of your eyelids right now. Actually, pull the shade on you. That's, That's what right. I, mean. I would have also, hung the shade in front of you. And yes. It. I like it. Also, when I say I've sliced your throat and danced no. in your blood, I mean 
that I patted you on the back and said, good job. Oh. That's how the kids talk yeah. nowadays. So, uh, <laughs> I'm so confused and scared. We're all two out of tens around, right? Everybody's a yeah. two out of ten. And also, just to say, this does end with a teaser for what I guess is the next issue that Harley is being tracked by. It looks like a future version of Major Disaster's it Daughter. It looks like Major I, Disaster's Daughter. I don't daughter. know Major Disaster to have a daughter. This character, Minor Disaster. But the thing is, just because this is, it seems to be something for this, like Minor Disaster, as far as I know, I, I've never heard of the character before. Uh, it might be just for, for this Harley, book. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually look forward to that going we'll first. See. So hopefully he's able to do something with that because the whole idea where minor disaster, this character who just wants to get her father's attention, a presumably major disaster, and she's going to go after Harley Quinn. Oh, that actually kind of seems interesting to me. Of course, through sure, YouTube views is what gets her. And, you know, you have to do that. Where's Chris? That oh, drives him nuts. Uh, <laughs> yes. But, yeah, maybe they'll get her on the Insta. But, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it with you, He Reggie. loves an Insta, that crazy. Yeah, yeah she's he all does. Fleek. He loves that Insta. But that's that. That's the end of uh, us talking to Reggie. But we're going to go off to mail and then come back with Reggie and Chris talking about what, Reginald? We're going to be talking about Lucifer, Lucifer number one. Lucifer, indeed. And, the uh, Lord of Lies. Yes. Well, we'll be back with that. Uh, the original just... serpent. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I know uh, behind the, the scenes. The fallen you, angel. You, you are not as happy about that uh, as you may have wanted to well, be, but you dead. like it more than Harley, I hope. I, I oh, hope that that's the question about it. Yeah. yeah, so we'll be back with that. Yo, it's mail call. It is the best. Podcast all week, even though Shay is such a freak, I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim, and I've got such a long way to go, to make it to the end of the episode, first I'll hear mail with Jim, now mail with Jim. All right, we're at mail section number two, and we're going to start with my man, Polly P. We oh. haven't heard from Polly P. He's been no. down uh, lately, and he's back, baby. Not out. He's back. Polly P says, good day, Jim, Eric, Reggie, wrong turn, and each and every one in the Get Fresh crew. He doesn't really talk like that, Eric, no. but he is, he is emailing from down under. Down under, indeed. My life, once again, has been fairly shitty lately. Health-wise, it's been really settled down. My neurologist did a procedure in which she injected concentrated glycerol into the nerve root to intentionally burn it and damage the nerves that carry the pain signal. The next day, almost like magic, I completely opened my eye for an extended period of time, the first time in over a year. And I could go eight to ten hours without a single electric shock down my face. So that's awesome. The nerves may start to get irritated again at some point it's like you you're always irritating my nerves but she says she can repeat it indefinitely if it gets bad again which is awesome sometimes stuff like that you can only do a couple times and, and then, then you get used to done. it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Just, it, your body can't take it anymore. Yeah, it's a lot of those things. You, you, you hear that a lot with athletes when they're given shots and things like that. And eventually you just can't do it anymore. It's a good result so far. That was about six weeks ago. And it's much the same. Only a few electric shocks down my face per day. And I, that, it's mainly <laughs> those are because he keeps <laughs> putting he keeps putting forks into outlets. But that, that's beside the point. And I have a small patch of skin on my forehead that I no longer have feeling in. 
I'm very similar. I have some weird stuff like that as well. Then I probably should get checked out. But I will happily take a small patch of numb skin over excruciating pain any day. Damn right. Some new meds, including some fairly high doses of antidepressant, or on that below, I've lost about five kilograms, which is about eight pounds for you still on the imperial system. That after putting amazing. on nearly 15 from I stress. wish I only put on 15. Yeah. He's on a ketogenic diet. He's on like the Atkins diet and limit okay. my carbs to less than 25 grams a day. I'm feeling great and hope to be back to running a marathon in a year. Because oh, yeah, he's he a was a marathon, marathon runner. runner. I forgot about yes, that. Yes, he is. That's how he started listening to our podcast because they were so yeah. long. He could train with those. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And I, I was already also, fatty for him to put on 15 pounds. Yeah. Money. <laughs> Jeez. I know, really. 15 pounds. Eric calls you a quitter. <laughs> that's what he calls you. That's, you know what Eric calls that? A good start. Oh. Boom. I just, I can say that now. The hell with you. I, I looked in the mirror today. I'm like, hey, you are not so fat. That's All what right. I said to myself. Classic surgery. <laughs> Next move. Look at you, Jim. You're not so fat now. <laughs> I lost it. I last wrote in when I joined Tinder and was busy swiping away. I met a great girl, and despite my issues and baggage, she liked me, and we started seeing each other. She's amazing. Doesn't like comics, but we can work on that. My, my hint is don't work on that. You don't need people to like everything you like. I didn't know you, people you had need, relationships on You Tinder. need some poly P time, and that's the comics then. She's beautiful, kind, understanding. Oh, my, my ears are burning. Is he talking about me, Eric? And fun to be around. Oh, I don't know. Have what? you found that it Tinder profile me. I set up for you yet? I, I hope so. Oh, my. <laughs> Swipe left. Is that, no. Does that mean you don't no, like me? No. Actually, Does I don't left know. mean you don't like me? I, I think know. so. No. Lefty, right, righty, righty, tidy, lefty, loosey. I don't know. Get me on that grinder, Eric. Her first boyfriend <laughs> played the trombone. Grinder. Her first boyfriend played the trombone. I'd like to eat a grinder right about now. How many people in this world play a trombone? And this poor woman has been involved with two of them. <laughs> so she actually likes hearing me play. Weird. So things progress. It's hey, weird. It makes me imagine think that this. she likes it. Like it reminds her of her ex boyfriend. This, no, this is where I always thought, like, you know, hey, uh, hey, ladies, I know the guitar. Oh, that's great. Play a song for me. I knew a man who screwed a chicken. Thank God the chicken died. You know, you have these songs. Poor chicken. Then you have the same person there at the same party. Hey, you play me the trombone <laughs> when the saints come marching. What the fuck are you playing to play somebody? Stairway. So, can you imagine somebody snapping their fingers along the trombone as they're playing? Wait, wait a minute. Let me pull out my trombone. I happen to bring it to the party. Put it in. Get the mouthpiece there. That's all you're going to play is when the saints come marching in, right? Or, or you just sit there to go like that. I, I really, I really I, don't know anything I about the trombone. Really, don't even know what a trombone looks like off the top of my head. Hey, hey there, Jimmy, play that French horn for me. I'm like, I don't know why you're coming on to me like that, sir, but I like your jib. I like the cut of your jib. <sighs> Who sits there and listens to somebody play the trombone? That is, that is weird. Somebody so wants to be reminded of their ex boyfriend. Apparently, again, I told you before where the guy was playing the goddamn harmonica, and I, I had to start slapping my my leg because he's just <laughs> looking at me playing the harmonica. What do you do when they're playing the trombone? Plus, you better watch out; you're going to get stabbed in the eye. <laughs> so things progressed over a couple months, and the house I was renting, I had to vacate, and I only had a fortnight to be out. A fortnight. <laughs> He's going to be outdoors, you know. I looked <laughs> around, but couldn't. Really, I like this too. He's like, I looked around, but couldn't really find any place kid friendly in my price range. Wink, I don't know wink. What that means. Now, wink, wink. He has kids. Uh, so the, the idea, wait, though, to me. kid friendly? Is like in the outback? No, the kid friendly is he needs more than one bedroom. You're not allowed to have a, uh, an apartment if you have kids coming is, back and forth. I wouldn't forth think that'd be kid that. friendly, is all. 
Well, that's just an extra, would be that's that. an extra room is all I'm well, saying. He can't afford it. And plus, it's probably in some swinging, you know, you have Larry down at the Regal Beagle living next door. You don't need that shit. <laughs> this company did not kids. take place in Australia. Yeah, but it may have now. They're they're a little behind, Eric. You know, they're, Oi, they're three's on, company too, I, mate. I just heard that, that Australia isn't even real. So uh, go with that. That's <laughs> it. Oi. Three's company. That, that's Australian for comedy. That's that's my sure commercial is. for it. Ah, uh, yes. Jack Tripper here. Uh, well, I don't know what. What it a is. bloke. Ah, uh, yes. And I only had uh, Fortnite to be out. I, I think that what he's saying is he kind of looked into it, but was hoping that his girlfriend would let him live with her. But I looked around, but couldn't really find any place kid friendly. So the new girlfriend said, "You can move into my place. There's a spare room we can convert into your room for the girl, or a room for the girls. Give them their own little patch of space out back to grow things. And there's a to basement that you can turn into your man cave. Yeah, you know, they get those gardens. Down Did you there. have a room in the, your backyard for your kids to grow things? No, they, yeah, they have the whole backyard. <laughs> the only thing that grew was the goddamn grass that they never cut. <laughs> oh, it's a, oh, Daddy, it's an experiment we're doing to see how much the grass can grow. I'm like, all right, I got a bunch to of goddamn how far scientists we can bring here. The property value down, Daddy. <laughs> daddy, let's keep doing this until we get a note from the borough. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, kids. We're making a jungle out here. I'm telling you, not one time. Zach, who, uh, if anybody has been paying attention, Zach who, said, Zach, who said that he was going to end up doing all of this work when we gave him the money yeah. to go on that trip, he did yeah. shit. He did shit. I don't, I don't know even know where that axe is. Your children. Oh, wait, wait till this next, uh, you know, Jim has issues with his wife podcast. There's a lot to be talked about in that one. Wait, what? He says, I wasn't really ready to move in, but I wasn't about to be homeless again. And couch surf again. Yep, so yep. with some trepidation, I accepted her offer and moved in. My girls love her to death, love her dogs, and love the chickens she has out back. Where, where's my sound effect? <laughs> Look at all those chickens. I don't have it set up. <laughs> the only time ever that it's an appropriate sound effect, and I don't have it. Can we Can we pause this? Tell me a story about Jess, Eric. Is, is there anything you, that I'd like happened? to tell you a story about Jess where right now where we live, she is trying to talk me into buying chickens. Really? Is yep. she? Oh, yeah, because she wanted to go. Wasn't she involved going over to that place that raises the chickens and has the uh, – wasn't she going to work there at one point? At the tractor place? supply just to hold get them? Yeah, or something like that. I forget. I'm just I, I just know that she has these – There She reads are. these doomsday books where, like, you know, oh. how you can survive and all you need is, like, a cow and some chickens and stuff like that. And she's fallen in love with the idea of having mm. chickens. Like – Baby, we live in an apartment. You don't like, have any money to your name. What we the live hell in you an apartment. You have no money. We have a cat you don't take care of. And you want goddamn chickens. Next, you're going to be uh, joining up with Mike Tyson. You're going to be having pigeons on the roof. <laughs> Fucking pigeon growings. <laughs> Things were really great, Eric. See, everything sounds great up until now, right? We're, we're having a grand well, old time down under. Until the ex-wife got wind of what was happening. And, and, and happening? unfortunately, the, uh, what, you know what's happening? Polly P is having a good life suddenly. That's what's happening. And th- this is the watch. problem. Yeah, really. I'm not joking. That is not on her watch. That's what happened. She found out probably because the girls went home then yeah. after a weekend and said, you know what? We had a grand old time. We had a great time. We were able to grow uh, grass in the backyard like Jim's <laughs> kids. We might grow cucumbers. The best thing, too, is as we're talking about this, cucumbers. you have to remember that the wacky ways of Australia 
it, it's spring there now. You are planning stuff to grow in the summer because they're wacky down there. Everything's opposite. It's You're opposite right. The place land. isn't real. It's opposite land. We have been going through uh, mediation and de- uh, depositions through lawyers, and it's gotten pretty unpleasant. So she took it upon herself to find my new girlfriend's number and from a burner phone, text her out of context messages we had sent each other and messages from when we were married with the dates obscured or texts cut and pasted to look like we were still together and screwing on a regular basis and told her that I had been arrested several times for domestic violence, was wanted for tax evasion, and had had multiple affairs during our marriage and had been treated for STDs. Now, Eric, one of those is true. Which one? Tax evasion. Bing. No, none of those are true. I can see tax evasion. Maybe taxes. It's so funny. It's like, you know what this new man of yours, he beat me. He has STDs. He's a tax evader. I'm like, that, that one, one doesn't time, really hit. I saw that one really jaywalk. doesn't hit that much. <laughs> he, he likes the Batmans. He yelled at Jim on his own podcast about the jokes adop- and riddles. One time he adopted a dog, and you know what? He didn't go out right away to get its shots. Oh, my. He adopted a dog, and it wasn't a rescue dog, Eric. I Mm-mm. see people get very upset about that. None of this is remotely true. Zoe, new girlfriend, that's a neat name, I had like heard name. stories about how crazy my ex can be. So, thankfully, she didn't believe a word of it, but I just didn't cope and melted down. I became suicidal and disappeared off of the iOS and find my friends and sent some scary messages to friends and Zoe in the vein of goodbye, cruel world. Give my yeah, kids my tr- – this is the greatest. It's like, goodbye, cruel world. Give my kids my trombone and my jazz records. That's that's not what your kids want. <laughs> You're not supposed to find humor in this. But yeah, uh, I was worried about him. He actually sent me a note and said, listen, I've had some problems. I was you know, suicidal. Yeah. I'm going to get some help. Uh, I won't be around for a while. And it actually really upset me. Yeah, and me I was really worried about him. The police were called. They found me. And one of my friends, who I didn't realize was such a good friend, literally talked me down from the metaphorical or metagorical, he says, Metagorical. Metaphorical. What am I reading? I don't my, know. my vision is going crazy. I thought it was metaphorical, and then I looked and I swear I saw a G. <sighs> I gotta take more of that pills. sugar dragon medicine. I gotta get off these pills, is what I gotta get off. Maybe they did have sugar. I won't go into too many more details about that, but I was admitted into the psych ward for mandatory 48 yeah, hour happen. observation. And let me tell here. you what, that scared me straight. It oh, will. Yeah. It will. There are some truly, truly mentally ill people in the psych ward, and I really Scared didn't want to turn out every time like I was there. I did what I had to do to get out. They jacked up my meds, and I had to have someone around me 24 hours a day, and my friends and Zoe were more than happy to do that, and that's awesome. There was three weeks ago, and again, it sucks that you have to have something like this happens, but it, you know, it's nice to find out that get people a wake do up love call, you. though. It's fucking nice. And a wake-up call as well, but it's nice to see that people do love you, because a lot of times Damn you right. take that for granted and don't realize that. And uh, I'm back on track. I think I now have a restraining order against my ex that bars her from communicating with me, except by email, in which my lawyer is always CC'd and how, and keeps her 100 meters at all times away with the express exception of changeover of kids. Just watch out for a knife. I'm telling you, when you the exchange of the kids, watch out for a knife, which is done in public. My lawyer says we can press criminal charges, domestic violence, stalking, intimidation, and harassment, but I'm hesitant. She's a horrible human being, but she still is my kid's mother. Yeah. Uh, if the restraining order doesn't work, then I'll be pressing charges anyway. And it's nice for her to know that too. Like, listen, you've gone a little far. If I, you know, if if Paulie P was a jerk, he could do some awful things, and he's not because he's a good guy and cares about his kids more than anything. Anyway, we have reached the agreement about custody and visitation through 
through mediation. So that will keep us from coming into conflict. Hopefully, I write this not so much because life. anyone in the Get Fresh crew is wondering boop, boop. where I am. We all were, but to point out that mental health is tough. Look out for yourself. Get help if you need it, and especially for the guys. Domestic violence and abuse isn't limited to punching and black eyes. Emotional and physio, uh, psychological abuse. <laughs> It's just as real. Also, not just for the guys, for the ladies as well. Don't put up with that. Your manliness rating doesn't decrease if you are abused by your partner. And unfortunately, a lot of times this does happen. I haven't read a single comic except some old Marvel titles on the app for about a month. So I'm going to spend the next few weeks getting caught up. So I'll have more to say next email about the books. Skip Batman. Anyway, thanks again for giving space to Ben uh, for some things to get off my chest. Hopefully, I can get back to having my Mixler show again and yeah. relive, reviewing some comics for the site again. And that would be awesome. And I will tell you, Paulie, the one time I woke up and Paulie P is in Australia. So usually I get notice of his show. It's already ended by the time we go to work. And the other day I got a notice and I swear to God that it was his show. And I got so happy. And then I realized it wasn't his show. I'm like, oh. And then then he got so sad. No, and then he sent this this email and I was like, oh, thank God. It was kind of like a weird kind of thing back and forth with that. But he says, catch you on the flip side. That's Paulie P. And I hope you're still feeling better. One of those little synchronicities. Once you end up reading the books, then you'll have something else to be upset about. But at least that's something you can kind of close and get on with your life with. You don't have to read all these books. Not us. We don't. This is That's our lot in life. Brandon's next. Thank Sup, you, fellas. I started my midweek off by listening to what the cellar dweller told me to do and watch the reanimator, having never seen it before I've myself. I've been waiting to hear how he thought about this film all week. And uh, the thing is, the cellar dweller had a Patreon show about reanimator. So if you want to get on that Patreon, you can do and check that out. I most certainly learned that sometimes dead is better. Sure. That was a bonkers butt movie there, <laughs> Mr. Dweller. Bonkers butt. Bonkers butt. <laughs> That uh, that alive head, which ends up taking a trip down below, was most definitely a top five. I don't think they were going to go there back in the 80s, but they did sort of they think. They did? Definitely not one to watch with the kiddos, that's no. for sure. It was a good change of pace from Hotel Transylvania 3 for the 50th time this week. I love Reanimator so much. Yeah, it's one of yeah. my top five all-time favorite horror movies. Oh, so the Vest crew and I walk the kids around the neighborhood for Halloween. Liked we it. leave the women at home because they talk a lot, and with the wagon cooler full of beers on ice, it's a 10 – there's a, you know <laughs> – <laughs> open container laws at some places it's a time dancing mike would approve of this year the adults are all going as different marvel characters so i've been constructing a scarlet spider costume although i'm missing a really big opportunity here to go as spider punk with said vest sitting awesome. in the closet but there's always next year the trick to pulling that off however will be getting around the band laid down on me just a few days ago by mckenna that i quote hashtag or quote i'm not allowed to be any spider-man's no more She's five, so I'll forgive the wrong turn ism, but that's kid that kid doesn't forget shit, so I have some work ahead of me. <laughs> Just Why can't wanted you be to inform no more. Just wanted to inform because that's all he ever goes as. She's had enough. Uh. She's had enough. The the girl who's watched Transylvania Hotel Transylvania three fifty times this week. Just wanted to inform Eric the Scarlet Spider is now ended for, for now at Marvel. So you either failed miserably at keeping up for this is now the or perfect opportunity to start reading since you can't fall further behind. Or is Books. it the perfect opportunity never it might to be. read it? Justice League, Just League Dark, what the hell is DC doing to me running simultaneously weekly crossovers and books I thought I was at least previously enjoying. Now for the last next few months, 
that whenever I pick up Just League issue, I'll have half a god darn idea on what's going on if I'm lucky. You think it's on the Marvel podcast? That's not a good way to keep me reading a title. At least it seems to be ending quickly for Dark. It seems like I can drop Justice League for a bit and jump back on later. Otherwise, his daughter in the room when he's writing this. Maybe when does that issue of Batman and the cast fighting the Legion of Doom happen? That's the one thing I don't want to miss. Batman. I saw earlier this week that Tom King said he was taking a crack at writing for some TV project. The best thing that could possibly ever happen because of that is he knocks this out of the park, gets hired for big money by ABC or some nonsense like that, and he can take his repeating dialogue ass over there and screw with some nonsense I don't care about. Once again, he'll just he'll be on Brooklyn Nine-Nine now and uh, screw me. (laughs) Once again, he sets up something mildly interesting and then can't bother to put forth any effort to provide a decent conclusion. Let me guess, the banana told KG Beast that to let his neck get broken so Batman turns into a cold-blooded murder. That'll be the deal. That'll be what happens he said that never thought that that will be bane saying ha ha i got him again i got sims again to me uh, uh, look uh. at me i am the bane and all i do is a mess with the batmans (laughs) there you go i was hoping you'd hit it that's why the laughing took so long, Harry. <laughs> oh, look at me. I am the Bane, and I know everything. I made him a snap at the neck and walk a 300 clicks. You don't know, but when he got the back to the Batcave, he is now a missing a leg and an arm from the frostbite. Happy birthday, <sighs> Bella Lugosi. Ah, uh, ah, uh, look at me. I have a no Home? Home? I'm in a bit of a DC rut lately. I'm going to download the issues. Home? I have a no home. I'm going to download the issues of the Teen Titans relaunch and check those out. Try to spruce up my reading a bit, Eric. Do you have a home, Eric? Do you? I haven't had a home since. Are you there? Ever. Is this ever. on? Does this a rhyme? If you see a monkey jerking off into the tree, is jacking off. You go back to work. Does this a rhyme? Also downloaded the first volume of Sandman to see if that craziness is something I can wrap my mind around. I don't think he'll like it. That is not anybody for somebody with a denim vest. The Sandman universe are for the quick and the witty thinkers, not the buffalo people. (sighs) You there, Eric? Are you there? What's going on? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, what's going on? Look, I'm going to wave to you on our recording software. I'm waving <laughs> to you now. Hi, fellas. Derek <laughs> Anderson, we here on Buffalo. Hi, <laughs> fellas. Derek Anderson. Oh, my goodness. Quarterback. I have a no quarterback. Yeah, Derek Anderson's the quarterback for Buffalo. Uh, that guy hasn't thrown a pass in like seven years. There's <laughs> trouble. There's troubles. Troubles. That's how bad Peterman is. And that's from Brandon, Eric. There you go. A little Thank football you, talk at the end. Ah, ah, ah. Two, two people in Buffalo that have their full set of teeth. Ah, ah, ah. There you go. I don't drink ah, ah. light beer. <laughs> but if I did, it would be in Buffalo. Is that good, Eric? Is that, yeah, that what you want? Very good. That is it for the mail, Eric. I'll, I'll spare you anymore. I'm going to uh, play with my go. Amigo Dracula figure. I'm out of here. Play with them. I hear you play with them this whole time. Oh, you fooling. And we're going to go off now to, I believe, a little Lucifer and some Teen Titans talk.
Welcome back to the Sandman Universe segment on the Weird Science DC Comics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And we have one very dark, nefarious, underworld-dwelling comic book today. It is uh, Lucifer number one. Uh, who's that? Is. What's that about? Now, this one is called The Fall from Grace and Down the Stairs, which is a... Uh... Might tell us exactly what we're in for here. Um, <laughs> this is by Dan Waters, Max and Sebastian Fiumara, Dave McCaig, and Steve Wands. And this one opens in the before. Uh, we see a group of angels flying. We're going to learn later that they're not exactly flying. Mm-hmm. And uh, one, a redder-hued one, falls while a man dramatically plays the piano. We then shift to the now where we see a shaggy-looking man, kind of like a, a red-headed Alan Moore. Basically, uh, yeah. <laughs> He's uh, got the long hair and unkempt beard. Um, he uh, rants, uh, rants on while his oatmeal gets cold. This is Lucifer, we, we think. Uh, at least he says this, he is Lucifer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, a woman, like a caregiver of sorts, uh, uh, walks up behind him and insists that he eat his mush before it gets cold, of course. Uh, he has no time for breakfast, though, and as such, he storms outside. Uh, he does put his jacket on, though, because, you know, it might be cold sure. out. Yeah. Uh, he stands outside, you know, barefoot but dressed, and the town he looks in, uh, lives in, looks like both kind of creepy and charming, like in a picture book kind of way. Mm. Which I, I like the aesthetic of it. Yeah, it, it looks. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Like maybe like old London town fairy tale, kind of in a way, but definitely to it with a macabre darkness. Yeah, like out of like the fable video game or something. Maybe kinda. yeah. Um, now uh, the scene then shifts to a downtrodden man riding an elevator. Now, this is Detective John Decker of the LAPD. He's carrying a bouquet of flowers for his ailing wife, Penelope. And just as the elevator doors open, Penny lunges in through, uh, uh, as though she's being followed by something. Uh, here we can see that she's clearly ill. She has an IV attached to her arm as well. Yeah, so now we know where we are. We are at L'Hopital. And uh, from here we head to the hospital and learn the extent of Penny's illness. She has a brain tumor, and it's to the point where the doctors are shocked that she was even able to stand and take a few steps, much less barge her way into an elevator. Uh, Decker wishes they would just end her suffering, but the doc says he's not going to do it for now. They're still waiting on paperwork to that effect. The old uh, kill her stamp mm. has to be applied to her to her chart. So Decker heads into his wife's room and carries her out for a drive. She doesn't want her last days to be spent in a hospital room. As they drive, John believes he sees his wife smile, but only for a moment. And there's an odd symbol on her window. Uh, I'm pretty sure she drew it there with her fingers. With her fingers, yeah. It's not a hundred percent clear, but yeah, yeah it, it, or she's she either drew it there or she's just seeing it. Is is what yeah. I would say. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's it's not unique to the window or anything. I don't think. Uh, she mentions that they're paying for Robert's sins, and Robert is her cousin, and he's staying at a place called Gately House. Another one of these, huh? Yep, more houses oh for you. <laughs> <laughs> we go back to Lucifer, and we meet some of his followers, and they've gouged their eyes out. Hey. Uh, I think they're expecting Lucifer to repair those it eyes. It seemed like but, uh, that. He was like, nope. <laughs> it doesn't look like he can, at least not their eyes. Maybe yeah. he could do his own. He did but his own eyes. And, and, and there's a, there is a strange three-panel sequence that almost seems to show how it's done. How it comes back together, yeah. It, it's... 
it's neither here nor there though. It's it's both like it's not clear. Yeah, it's, it's both interesting but like pointless. You know, like I don't sure. really know what to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> then we have a fella named Bill rolling up in one of those carts, like like the people use in Walmart that get in your way. Yeah. Um. We see uh, Lucifer is now brandishing a shovel. He tells Bill that today he's going to dig, and uh, dig so far he can free them all from this place. Bill informs Lucifer that there's a performance going on outside the church and suggests that he uh, leave it be, which begs the question, why do you even tell him that? Yeah, why, why was the problem? <laughs> because <laughs> quick as a cricket, Lucifer is running straight to the church, shovel in hand, and he shouts for all the rebels to rise with him, and uh, nobody seems all that impressed. <laughs> yeah. It, it seems like this is just something that happens there, because the, the reaction is, oh, it's just Lucifer again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nothing, not a big deal. Uh, he starts swiping at these, like, ethereal, inky-looking performers, uh, and this causes the story to change. The story that we're reading, the narrative, I don't know. Uh, we Nearby, there's a man named Jack who tries reading along on his Kindle or whatever. Uh, he just complains that there's no page numbers on it. Uh, the inky ethereals gain the upper hand, and they gouge Lucifer's eyes out on their own there. Uh, they then shove him into a small bucket and kick it down a flight of stairs. The scene goes to black. Yeah, you have to see. I mean, he's all crammed into this bucket, too. It's kind of comical the way he's yeah. uh, when you see him rolled up in there. Uh, back over to the Deckers. They've been in, just been in an accident. Penny's in the passenger seat, looks to have been pale, impaled by some branches, and her fingernails are dug deep into John's right arm. We shift ahead. The accident has been taped off by the police. John's being questioned by an officer who has a sneaking suspicion this was a suicide bit. He did this on purpose because he knew his wife was suffering. John insists this wasn't the case. He just lost control of the car, and he's sent home. Back with the bucket, Lucifer crawls out. It's nighttime, and uh, besides his now talking shovel, he's all by himself. The shovel, which was carved from the wood harvested from Hell's Suicide Forest, insists that they dig to the south. All right, uh, back to John Decker. Uh, he's back at his apartment, notices uh, it's as though Penny never even lived there. None of her decor is there, and then there a giant talking tumor bursts in through the door. Uh, he, he kind of, at this point, goes into some... Alternate state, I have a feeling here. I think so. Uh, then a shirtless man who John believes might be Penny's cousin, Robert. He tells John that Gately House was never meant for him while carving that same symbol that was on the car window next to his wife into his own chest with a knife. Uh, and he looks pretty, it, it all looks pretty demonic and whatever. Mm. Uh, but then everything snaps back to normal and Penny's decor is back up on the walls and stuff. Uh, so there you go. It's just like a weird little daydream or something. Yeah. And since, uh, you know, Gately House was never meant for John, he decides to head directly for Gately <laughs> right. House. Yeah. Uh, we see from a sign outside that it's a sober living facility, so a, a rehab facility. Uh, as he approaches, he sees someone staring at him from a window, and they vanish pretty quickly, though. Uh, he knocks, and he's greeted by a giant cloaked individual, which, mm-hmm. you know, is a, is a standard at a, at a rehab facility, I'm sure. sure. That's uh, right, just yeah, a giant, gonna... hulking, cloaked fellow. Uh, he... <laughs> John learns that Robert has not left uh, ga- gate, I was going to say Gather House. Gately House. Right. I, 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 I made the same mistake of reading it myself <laughs> several times. Um, I'm hoping he burns the place down just to further confuse us. Uh, now, John is invited in, and he reconnects with his cousin-in-law. Uh, he also breaks the news on Penny's fate. 
And we can see that a scaly face is watching them talk Ooh, from a closet yeah. or from another adjoining room of some sort. Yeah. Uh, then we jump back to the piano scene from the open, and we can see that it wasn't actually a fluid scene of an angel being, you know, dismissed from heaven. It was actually like a fresco on the wall. Mm. Uh, and we meet Lucifer. Young, young Lucifer, when yes. he had a better haircut. and uh, Yes, when he didn't look like shame. Alan Moore. Right. Uh, and he is talking to a golem of a man named Caliban, or at least he refers to him as Caliban. Uh, the, the golem is holding a little statuette of a red angel, and he says it's uh, time to meet his mother. Then we jump back to Lucifer again in the present, past, future. Not that Lucifer, uh, who is digging, as you remember, and he has reached a body of a man he calls... Caliban, mm-hmm. and he asserts that he is the reason he has been trapped here and vows to exact revenge. Yeah, so that was a kind of a choppy story right there. Yeah, a I, would, bit. A I bit. would say, you know, I mean, really, we're dealing with two stories going on, being told simultaneously, one with Decker and his situation and, you know, Penny and his her cousin, and then one with whatever's happened with Lucifer. And uh, you wrote as much in your review, and I agree that the human story was much more compelling to me, including Absolutely. including the paranormal trappings that yeah, happened. Yeah, the homunculus thing, yeah. Sure. Uh, you know, I, was, I wanted to go there. As far as what's going on with Lucifer, I think I was just not understanding uh, 100% what's happening. Now, this will be the third time I've gone through it. I think I might be getting it that Lucifer is reliving the same day over and over, possibly. Uh, he loses his eyes every day and has to rebuild them every morning. Some sort of Promethean uh, situation like that. Why he's there, all that, how Caliban. We, too many questions. We have a lot of questions here. Yeah. Uh, what, what are your overall, what's your take on it? Uh, like you, I had to read this several times, uh, which it isn't something you want to do. No. I mean, that's not something you want to say as part of a review. It's like, hey, you're going to need to read this a few times. Mm. Uh, but... As someone who really doesn't know much about Lucifer, or, or honestly, even really care much about Lucifer, uh, this was just—I <laughs> could walk away and be fine with it. Um, yeah. The uh, the Decker story, I thought that was great. I think the strengths of uh, what is this? Uh, Waters is the writer, right? Yes. Uh, the dialogue was awesome in those scenes there, and uh, he he was able to evoke emotion where like. Uh, well, you really feel for this guy. You know him a page and a half, but you can you really can dig in and feel for him. Yeah, I thought that was incredibly strong. And if there was more of that in here, I'd be all over it. But we do get these like very very purple and cute Lucifer. I mean, even the title of the damn story. What is this here? The fall from grace and down the stairs. Stop. I mean, that is Stop. that is it's that is kind of his thing. Is that he's sort of a he's not on like a rack shade to be honest with you, or like a. Uh, Aquaman from the Brave and the Bold cartoon, just very boisterous, very you know narcissistic. But uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of like we talk uh, we talk about uh, what's his face Gerard Way doing a Grant Morrison impression poorly most of the time, and this kind of feels like a Neil Gaiman impersonation. Yeah, but not quite there. You know, I realized you know Sandman is a series that I've definitely read all the way through twice, and I've gone back to pick through it. You know, certain issues or certain parts many times. Lucifer, I only read through once when it like right around the time it came out, and I've never gone back to it, so I can't Hmm. say really whether this is. Like the Sandman is where, you know, seamless, where you feel like you could go from one volume to the next. I'm just not sure. sure. Uh, it yeah, it might be a totally different timeline for all we know. It, I mean, it, it might not be a continuation or anything. My, my memory is Lucifer really was basically the David Bowie of the 70s. The, he was like the 
satanic thin white duke kind of character and mm-hmm. and he always one thing that's weird about this is my memory also is lucifer in the uh, previous series always had the upper hand kind of a don constantine kind, kind of thing that's who he that's who he uh, that's who he always reminds me of because he's always smoking too yeah so that, it always true. feels like it's constant it was similar where, where yeah where you think the chips are down but no he secretly had you know he's done got it all controlled exactly yeah. behind the seat so maybe that's you know we are this is the first issue so whether, sure. whether that happens or not we it could go anywhere say. at this yeah. point uh and i think that whether we this series is something that you know we really start to enjoy will depend on when the, we get answers to our many questions about what's going on with Lucifer, sure. uh, you know, they, they better start dealing out those answer cards very <laughs> on a, rat, <laughs> a rapid pace, I think, because I, I pretty much kind of I'm halfway lost. Also, uh, yeah. the art was a bit of a problem to it at times um, going over it now three times. I'm liking it more it looks good but the storytelling chops are kind of are kind of iffy i mean even like when we started it says you know then now then now right but that last scene it doesn't say then again so like you don't know if it's another like a third branch that was coming out or if this was going back to the to the beginning other than the fresco the only indicator well there's that to connect those scenes but the only indicator that that is lucifer is his word balloons really, and that he looks yeah. like he looks like the Lucifer from like the what previous you series? The other series, uh, yeah. But if you didn't see that, then you would you'd say, "Oh, here's is that his brother, or is that somebody unrelated?" <laughs> uh, and even in his last, in that on that same page, this uh, red angel that's Lucifer. That's a little. That's a little a little toy version of oh, Lucifer. Yeah. It, it, it's uh, I'm liking it as like I say the third time. Right? Often, you know me, Chris. I often tend to grow into art you know that's unusual sure, you know I, sure. I like it better and better but it's a little loose it's a little it needs to firm up and tell its story a little better uh hmm. and that may happen over time you know also sure. as people get used to their uh characters and their settings you know things can improve i definitely wouldn't you know knock this thing heavily for the artwork it just it just a little bit impeditive, you know. It impedes yeah. the reading, I think, a little bit. There's a lot of pretty scenes here, but it's uh, it, it is it is just a little bit of a hiccup with uh, actually trying to form a story out of it. But that, that that also could be in the writing as well, because we are jumping around an awful lot. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked I would have liked more indicators of when we are flashing yeah, back sure. and stuff. But uh, anyway, we'll see. Maybe. Who knows? We, we, I, I can't be too harsh on a first issue, no. but you know we do have to be realistic about it. So, what would you give it on the site? I gave it a six out of ten, um, and that's all based on the Decker scenes because those were very, very strong. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's it's not often you get that kind of a visceral reaction to a scene, but uh, and I, I don't know if it's a projection or whatever, but I thought those scenes were really, really, really strong, and uh, really wish that there was more like that in here. Uh, we talked off the air about how it would be cool if this was kind of a you know like a scenario of the month type of thing with like different humans, different right. mundane characters, because uh, I, I definitely think that's where the strengths of this writer lie is in the dialogue and and evoking emotion. But it definitely. It does look like this is going to be a continuous story with Decker. Sure. Or something. I, you know, at least for a while, maybe it'll change. You know, I assume these stories will come together also, the Lucifer oh, and yeah, Decker. They, have to, yeah. they have to be telling them at the same time for some reason, <laughs> folks. Uh, I might nudge a little higher, just a tiny bit, 6.5, just because, uh, you know, I, I, I do see a lot of good potential. I, you know, when I, when I looked at... Um, when you see Lucifer's day, when he leaves the house after not eating oatmeal and like interacts with the the people that have gouged their eyes out, 
uh, it's almost like a comedy, you know what I mean? And you see him for yeah. being kind of a buffoon, and uh, I'm just kind of mildly interested to say, well, what is that about? Where are we going to go with that? How is that going to play out over the series? Sure. So I'll toss, I'll give this a 6.5, but whether this is a good series will obviously play out over the next two to three issues. We'll yeah. Um, we do have a book next week, and it's already in our hot little hands. It is Books mm-hmm. of Magic number one, which will conclude all of the uh, Sandman Universe uh, titles. Launches, yeah. Yeah, all the launches. So from here on out, it should be nothing but solid Sandman Universe every <laughs> freaking week, folks. Uh, yeah, and you're doing that one on the site, but we'll talk yes. about that one next week. Absolutely. So um, I think that's all we got from this week, Chris. Got anything else for him? Nah, it'll do it. Well, until next time, folks, I want you to keep it dreamily. See ya. All right, and here we are with Chris. Hi, Chris. Hey, how are you? Oh, lovely. And Chris comes and talks to me and Eric, uh, usually with two books. It's either Raven or Teen Titans. One is better than the other. And luckily, yes. yes, And luckily, (laughs) the good one is what we're going to be talking about tonight. Chris, what are we here to talk about? We are talking about Teen Titans number 23. Uh, stories called It's Like That. It's by Adam Glass, Bernard Chang, Scott Hanna, Hi-Fi Color, and Rob Lay. And uh, last issue, we uh, had a little meeting with Jason Todd where we found out that Commissioner Gordon was the uh, the Titans' next target. Uh, yes. Which could be taken one of two ways, and uh, we're going the safer route. Uh, Thank God. Yeah, yeah. We actually... didn't know what was going on, and they even play with it in this when it starts sure. out. Because you see the crosshairs there on Gordon, like, oh, no, what are they doing? This this is going to be crazy. <laughs> and really, with what's going on in the regular books at DC, uh, especially Bat Family books, you never know. You really Little never knows, know, yeah, yeah what's going to be going on. Uh, so, yeah, I was like, oh, if this is the case, and especially then where it looks like he gets his eye shot out, almost like Jason Todd did with the Penguin. I'm like, did Jason end up <laughs> telling Damien how you do it? And uh, But we find out. Jason didn't do it, right? So he shouldn't tell anybody well, how to do true, it. Well, that's true, but maybe that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to sure. maim, not kill <laughs> But we do find out that that is it's not a hell of a way to start an issue out with Commissioner Gordon getting shot in the face like yeah, that. Yeah, sure, sure. And, and then and then we get uh, Chris's favorite character again, Roundhouse, because Roundhouse, that's where you yes. get. Yeah, and tell us about <laughs> Roundhouse and what goes on well, there. Well, we we hop over to Long Island where uh, Kid Flash is a. Uh, Surprised that Roundhouse is still alive, and uh, not only is he surprised, he's a little ticked off that Roundhouse survived <laughs> yes. and, and didn't go Eating to the Titans. Chicken wings, <laughs> watching anime all week. Yeah, he's, he's just, just hanging. getting grease on his fingers, but oh, he's yeah. not telling the Titans he's alive. Nope. Uh, but in fairness, he was grounded. Yeah, he was. He was. And, and His parents don't play. It's funny, too, because and this is an inside joke for Eric, but I was hoping that he'd have a cheese puff cheese dust all over his face oh, this, this one guy at our work is known to answer his door at his house with just cheese dust all oh. over himself but uh actually the whole deal with oh, roundhouse not, yeah that roundhouse not getting a hold of the team it, it's goofy it makes sense because basically at the end of it he basically didn't think they liked him anyway yeah, so he said he he wouldn't care. Yeah, yeah. He so wouldn't he's care. like, yeah, you you guys didn't care about me anyway. It's, it's the weirdest thing because I was so happy before when we thought that, like, you know, the idea that Roundhouse could have died saving everybody. Like, he's just introduced and then he goes and sacrifices himself, a character I hated. 
for some reason here, because he's back with the team and the way he's so like, yep. you know, feels like he wasn't treated as well as he thought he could you be. Like him. The idea. I like, I like him too. Now and and, I don't and know why. It's no. funny too, because as I'm reading this, I'm reading and I'm like, even like my mom's near killed me when, and going with that. And even some of the things I'm like, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm like, so boy, I'm like, Chris does not like this. <laughs> like, oh, ready. The, he, he talks like a douche. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I figured that you didn't like, it made me laugh. Just you because, didn't follow me on the Insta. Yeah, yeah, the Insta. <laughs> and even with that, I'm like, I don't like that either, but I kind of like it with him. It, it almost <laughs> makes it a parody of it just because almost, yeah. of him. And I didn't mind it. I actually liked it. And I do like Roundhouse now, especially sure. what he did sacrificing. Then coming back and having him just sitting around eating chicken wings and watching anime, hilarious. And then when he gets back <laughs> to the team... Adam Glass does a very good job of showing you that the team actually does like him and appreciates him. And I really like the way it played out. I really did. Uh, Oh, yeah. So that's a life lesson right there. If you ever think that somebody doesn't like you, fake your death to the point where they really start (laughs) messing you and then show back up. Yeah, show back up. And and even with that, you do get this little mystery of his sister. That he yeah, says that was, it was his say, sister. Yeah. Long story. Also, I do like the little things, too, because as you're going through this house for a second, you do see that he's graduated something. He has like, if yeah. that's him, uh, and he's smart. He even shows that the way he ended up surviving was because of the talk of Professor Humboldt that he knew. And while he's just like, I don't know what the language you're talking. <laughs> and it's, it's one of those where you're like, okay, you know what? He is very smart. The stuff that he does. Sure. Yes. He's a goofy kid who wants to be on the Insta, but he's also very, <laughs> very YouTubes. smart. Yeah. Yeah. He's very smart though. But then we go back to Gotham city and then what happens, Chris, we find out what, what's going on yeah, with Gordon. We hop back to Gotham with kid flash and roundhouse and they do, uh, they see commissioner Gordon laid out and taped oh, off God. and, uh, yeah. they run over, snag him and, uh, Turns out that it's really Jin. Yeah, it's Jin. And, uh, and I, Gordon I just like is... the whole thing when it's the whole idea. Jim Gordon's bleeding out. Kid Flash's like, well, like, we, we don't have time to wait for an ambulance. I'm quicker. He picks him up and then, psst, did that dead body just hiss at us? Yeah, he's like, is he hissing? It's Jin yeah. in disguise, but this whole, yeah. psst, we can't let anybody know. Nobody's oh my God, it's talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, oh, you're not dead. That's good news. Yeah, yeah, that is good news. Because they're even like, well, did they shoot you? And I'm like, no, no. It's just I, I, this is a weird thing. It goes on a little bit too long for my life because they are surrounded by people. Yeah, and they they're have this going on too long. You know, exactly. Mm-hmm. They have this big ruse going on where Jin is in the form of uh, Commissioner Gordon. And they're just standing there while talking to what appears to be a blood-drenched dead body. But this is weird. Get out of yeah. sight. Get out of there right now. Yeah, because they want to follow. They want to follow Lady Vic, Lady who Vic, was yeah, the yeah. one who ended up shooting. They want to follow her, see who was involved in all of that. Uh, but that's where Roundhouse gets to reintroduce himself to the team. And they all are very happy to see him. Uh, even sure. Even Robin. Who says, you know, yeah, yeah. And Robin gives him a little like next time that happens, get a hold of us with that. Yeah. And then he goes nuts. And then I'm like, this is why I hate you in the first place around the house when he's jumping around. (laughs) Blows the cover immediately. Blows the cover. I'm like, there was one bit of this scene that I didn't like. I'm really tired of the the whole. Can you top this? My parents are worse than your parents. Yeah, they go down the line. Yeah. Like, do we need to do this again? I'm telling you, the <laughs> only good issue. thing is, is the point of view where you have barely any of Damien's head. 
where you have their, yeah, they, yeah, know, they go down the deals. Yeah, what, into the catch. Oh, it's yeah. so funny. His family is complicated, <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's a top that. And really, yeah. I think that this is one of those things where if you didn't realize, now you realize that this, this whole team is based on uh, kids with some really messed Tragedy. up home life. And the yeah, thing is, while really Roundhouse up. doesn't have that, I do like the subtle hint, like we talked about, the idea that he had a sister. Yeah. And he, maybe he does have something, but not like everybody else on the team, which makes him a little bit more pure in my mind. Yeah, yeah. And sure, he's there sure. with those goggles and that and that bowl cut. Just His crazy. daddy never left him sitting on the curb with a suitcase no, waiting for no. him to get picked up. See, there you go, Eric Shea. Don't cry. <laughs> Don't cry, Eric. But yeah, Lady Vic goes off, and then the and team He also has a bag of urine in Yes, he does. <laughs> which does you know that. It's funny too because he does have that where your he, baggy urine actress? Come he, he on. explains it to Wally or yeah, it's Wally. Dry in the show. It, it is funny okay. that Wally's like, I can't drink too much and that whole dehydrated nonsense from last issue, but he's like, sure. I can't drink too much because then I have to pee in the middle of oh, I have a I have a urine bag, then I'm like, Oh, too much. Right now. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> it is funny that he was peeing right then. But yeah, you don't then, gotta doing it. Yeah, they go after Lady Vic, and this mm-hmm. is where you're gonna continue seeing that part of the team crush here. Uh, you know, she just goes on the seat of her pants. She goes and just oh, attacks. Yeah, she's yeah. Uh, even Jin says in the narration, that's the narration of this issue, is Jin saying, you know, me and Crush, we kind of do things the way we think, and we got to dial back a little. But yeah, she goes full out and kind of gets in a fight with Robin. They start arguing. But you also see that she can take a bullet. She she mm-hmm. gets shot a bunch of times and blown she up. She takes after her daddy that way. Yeah, yeah. so she's going there. And Lady Vic gets away and goes into this, you know, hotel where they're going to decide, okay, let's go at it. We're going to go, we'll start top, you start bottom, we'll do all this. And, you know, all of this now is kind of team sort of deal arguing you have and you know emiko that's, that's arguing the worst with jen and book in my mind because we've dealt with the team arguing for so long now with sure. all these different iterations and i'm like i finally want to get to a point in team titans where the team acts yeah. like a team and we never ever seem to get there before they end up rebooting the team yeah, all over that is again true. and i i really just want to get to that point you know i'm almost the fireworks factor and then we like i never get to the point where yeah, we never I get have my satisfaction of having it and like the whole idea with jen being you know talking to her and like you know robin's not right around her like you know maybe a crush or something or maybe it's even deeper than one he put on the ring there's a smell a curse there's something i really like the aspect but the fact that robin always has to yell at everybody about what they're doing even emiko has to come in and talk about you know we're not acting as a team like i would i want to get to that point can we just stop going after lady vic i mean our dungeon just trade a little bit better so we can actually act as a team for us because that's something in teen titans i desperately want to say yeah i'm with you Mm -hmm. also i think that with this issue especially you have you know you have roundhouse coming back so he has a big moment you have Jin being focused and the narration uh you also have crush at that one point going jumping off a building getting shot there's not much for Emiko to do at all. Emiko is kind of in the background. The only thing she does in this issue is yell at Jin and say, yeah. oh, you know what? Robin's head, Robin, his head isn't in the game when you're around. I don't understand. And Jin, really, if Jin isn't the, you know, surrogate for Starfire in this book, then I don't know what she for is sure. because she, I don't understand your ways of thinking <laughs> and stuff like that. The way that, hey, there, and uh, it's okay. And I love the character. And I even like when she's like, how I don't have parents. I was made from sand and a thousand goats being sacrificed. Sacrifice. That was funny. <laughs> but with this whole deal where Emiko. Worst origin ever. Yeah, oh, yeah, the worst. Where Emiko in this book so far is almost like Martian Manhunter over in the Titans deal where she's just there to complain about the team and complain about the team not being a team. 
Well, that one thing, though, she is complaining to the gym, but it does bring open, like, the exposition angle that's saying that this is a thing that could be happening, so watch out in future issues. So yeah. she is setting up, you know, seeds in our head oh, for things it is. to come open. And, and it's weird, and too, because... And is there jealousy there, too? Yeah, does, I, does I think so. have a thing for Damien, maybe? Well, some of the people that were talking to me about this was like, hey, what happened? Because it seemed like Damien had a thing, the hots for Emiko, and now yeah. it's just switched to Jin, and this might be no something. Childhood. And I like <laughs> that thrown out there, that it might be something that they're a spell. Uh, something involving the ring that, uh, you know, when Damien yeah. gave it back was that that he didn't want to give it back and she was kind of controlling him to give it back because of the yeah. fact that we all thought that he was just going to keep it. And it did seem like a character progression of him well, giving it back. Well, even at the one point, like, you know, I don't know exactly what Damien Wayne's suit can take, but when, when uh, Lady Vic throws a grenade and he dives jumps, like, put, he, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he dives on top of the grenade. He said, he said his armor could take it. I don't know if that's no, I don't know either. Like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and so either he is smitten or she's got some sort of control. And it's funny. I she's did got like, a spell on you. I did like when they were running and they're like, "We're gonna go get Lady Vic," and you know she's gonna be in for some trouble. And there's that editor's note: see Damien's death dungeon <laughs> that the team doesn't <laughs> no, know about. I'm I like, oh my. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> they finally track her down, and then what happens, Chris? Because it's a very quick moving issue here. It is, it is. It's very frenetic, and uh, they, they actually corner her in a room, or they, they think they've had a, got her cornered, and they kick the door in, and uh, they learn that they didn't get to her first. No. Uh, Lady Vic is pinned to the wall, stabbed several times over. Yeah, and, she's, uh, there are she's also in bad the markings. Shape. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's not looking oh, good. Oh, no. And, and they're the markings of the other all the over other. the place, those scratch yeah, Whatever marks. that is. Yes. <laughs> and uh, there's also the word boom written in yeah. blood all yeah, across the world. It's never a good thing. You yeah. can no, see no, you never boom written anywhere. You get the hell out. I like Roundhouse. Boom. What do you think that? <laughs> what do you uh, think that boom. is? Boom. The whole thing goes up. The, I mean, whole, the whole thing building. Goes up. I do like it, too. They're about to bust down the door. And that's uh, Roundhouse is like, you know what? Binging anime nonstop for the last week taught, if it taught me anything, it's that you don't want to bust in the doors like this. It, it made me laugh, but I like the way he's like, he's got the thinker pose going about anime and how yep. he binged it. But yeah, I really liked it. I, I and love the best the part is when Emiko then agrees with him and then hates the fact that she's agreeing with Roundhouse. Yeah, yeah, True. yeah. So I, I love this book. I know so that a lot of great. people, a lot of people are not enjoying this series. Just to not enjoy it, I think. Just to say, like, oh, Damien has a dungeon. Oh, Dan. It's not just about that. And I'm really it's enjoying not. it. And even the parts that we say, like Eric said, he, he wants the team to argue less and get going full and, and go with it. Even with that, I loved it. I love this if issue. If they got to argue, let them argue. I just want them to be a capable team together who know their roles in a situation. Sure. Yeah, and, and then relatively, it is less. It, yeah. it is far less than it was. And nobody, nobody threatened to quit the team. Nope. Which, that wasn't before Adam Glass came on. I don't think we had a single issue where somebody that, that wasn't didn't happen. threatening yeah. or quitting or being and, fired. And with that, you're anything. right. And with that, that's where you do have this arguing that Eric even mentioned. It kind of throws a little bit of a seed of a story going forward with Jin and uh, Damien and, and Emiko yeah. doing it. And even with that, though, when they're arguing, it's very quick. And it's it means something when they're going. Yeah, she says, listen, what are you doing? Because Damien sure. doesn't have his head in. It's not this like, you don't want me, even the, to the point where it starts with Roundhouse coming back and everybody loving he's back. They love sure. him now. And it's so weird me an idea. Too. Yeah, it's a weird idea <laughs> yep, that he true. comes back. If he would have <laughs> stayed in the book. bastard somehow won yeah, me over. <laughs> if he would have stayed in the book, we'd probably be bitching about him every every page that we saw sure. him before. Now he comes back and I love him. I, I actually love this team. Uh, what'd you yeah. give it, Chris? I I gave it a nine out of ten. I thought this was probably the strongest issue oh, of this volume. Um, I agree. 
Yeah. And uh, we talked about uh, the the potential of there being a spell on Damien here, and I like that that's kind of a throwback to the to the way Rob, I'm sorry, Raven yeah. and Wally, the the real Wally, uh, right. had their uh, little sort of tete-a-tete romance yeah, yeah. thing in the New Titans, where it, it was her empathically, you know, imposing yeah, that on him. Yeah, making that. Yep. So that, I like that. That's kind of a throwback, not exactly, but uh, and it might not lead to it's that a new take on a classic. Anyway. Yeah. Absolutely, and uh, I think that's a nice, uh, nice throwback to the roots of the uh, of the series, and just, just is just incredible. This is uh, I I feel like we've been thrown back to uh, 2003. This yeah. is the strongest it's been in a very, very long time. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm going nine five. That's how much I liked it. Awesome. Uh, it's my favorite book of the week, uh, and I really, really enjoy it. I have fun reading it. I like the characters. I like every character on the team. Uh, you know, it's and um, and that's the thing is, as they're going, like even Crush, I want to know more about her. You know, Me and, too. and Roundhouse sure. and and Jin, and that, it's just everything in this. I want to know yeah, more. We know there are arcs in each character. Yeah, yeah so I hope that this. I hope that this lasts for a long time so that we can go because it's been a long time since we've had even two issues in a <laughs> row of Titans that we even liked a little. So this is yeah. great. What about you, Eric? No, negative Nelly. Eric Shea is going to come in now and freaking bring the scores down. Yeah. I'm going to give an 8.5 out of 10. Oh. I'm not as high as you guys. It's still probably my book of the week going for this week alone. But I do enjoy all the characters. I want to see more out of them. My biggest complaint is the fact that, you know, we do have to – it is a new team, and you're going to have this every time. It's just we always have these new teams. I want to see them start working together because yeah. all the little stuff that we have, though, it's very interesting. I want to see more of Crush, Jin, Roundhouse, all the new guys, and even see how the old characters that we do know and love, how they interact with them. It's a lot of good stuff coming out of Adam Glass here, and I this new age of Titan Titans is something that – for the first time in a long time, I can't wait for the next issue. I'm like, Catwoman right now, Batgirl, all these new like you know, takes on the characters that are bringing a fresh idea to it. It's really getting me excited for DC Comics again. It's just the stale stuff that's been going on since Rebirth that is really dragging down this uh, like publisher right now. And I we just got to change some stuff up with some people who have some good ideas. Because right now, Adam Glass has really proven that he knows these characters and he's doing some good stuff with it. But 8.5 yeah. out of 10. Yeah, I like it. I, awesome. I, I love it. I, I really do. And... That's that, though. Uh, next time we talk to you, it's probably going to be about Raven. Oh, <laughs> boy. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> it will be there with, girl, don't, don't even do that anymore. I think that's they, next week. Yeah, I think it is. So we'll, we'll see how probably that is. is. But thank you, Chris. Thanks for coming <laughs> on you, board Chris. with us again tonight. And we will probably see you next week. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Yeah!
book out, and this is the Rant and Rave section of the podcast. If you want to get involved, you can either send me your Rant and Rave to our email at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, I believe it is, or write in or call in to the Rant and Rave line at 641-715-3900, extension 452328, followed by the pound sign. It is just that easy, and we are going to start out right here with some, I am stalling to get this set up, with a rant and rave from Batman Beyond Mark. Sup, Jim, Eric, the Get Fresh crew, and just the rest of Weird Science Sup. in general. This boop, boop. is Batman Beyond Mark. And uh, I, I know I don't normally do rant and raves. No. Uh, but I just got back from the Ninja Sex Party. Uh, ninja Sex Party, says he just got back from a Ninja Sex Party. A Tour de Force 2018 oh, concert. A concert. Uh, at the Myth of Minneapolis today, and it was freaking amazing, and I'm just super pumped and hyped, and uh, I know I felt like sharing, I guess. Um, yes. Yeah, no, it was it, it was great. Um, it, two bands opened for them. Uh, Each one bigger than of, the next. Called Planet Booty. And, Planet uh, Booty! Eric, uh, I highly recommend looking up their music videos. Oh. Uh, just don't do it with Jess's there. Oh. And uh, as soon as you watch one, you will completely understand why I say this. Planet um, Booty. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to love it, though. Uh, I hope that Planet Booty does both a uh, a cover of Rump Shaker and Baby's Got Back. Would be uh, good, they right? Were, uh, initially, he come, the guy comes out with just... <laughs> it, it, it was basically a disco ball. Yeah. But it was a booty. Check. It, oh, a it was booty. Like, a, like from a mannequin. Like a they, booty. They, it was like the pelvis of a mannequin just completely covered in, in like the little mirrors for a disco ball. Um, and I was I was like, okay, this this is a thing that's happening. Uh, but their, so- their songs yes. were hilarious. Um, if you don't know Ninja Sex Party, they're, they're a comedy band. So this was perfect. Uh, and, and then I don't know uh, Ninja Sex after Party. Them, after Planet Booty was uh, uh, not really much of a surprise with uh, Tupperware. Uh, Tupperware mix. Tupperware mix. Uh, band, uh, coming out and because they also do, do they come out the, the concert stuff and they they've worked on a lot of um, NSP uh, and Twip. That's uh, Ninja Sex Party. Collaborate on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, have done a bunch of songs together. So they they had their own uh set and then uh, Ninja Sex Party came out and it was fantastic. Danny, don't you know, was always a great song, and that was definitely one of the highlights from it for me. It was great, but the the best part was that they, uh, Danny and Ninja Brian, the two people in Ninja Sex Party, uh, they kind of showed us a new. They had redone one of their older songs, oh. "Dinosaur Laser Fight." Dinosaur Laser Fight. They redid fantastic. it. How do you mess with a classic like Dinosaur Laser Fight? Uh, that would be like messing with Stairway to Heaven. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, so, I don't know, I just, I felt like sharing, because I was so pumped. I so. don't go to concerts anymore, I'm too old, and I get too, uh, I, I don't like to be around people, and also, I get bored very easily, maybe not in Ninja Sex Party, but I start to, start wandering, and I mean wandering like I go out of the concert venue and I get lost, and end up and missing for months, is what happens when I go to concerts. So, uh, yeah, that, that was really it, I, I'd recommend. I used to go of, to a lot. You know, looking up all their stuff on YouTube, whether it's, uh, NSP Ninja Sex Party, um, Planet Booty Planet or Booty. Uh, Tupperware Remix Party, uh, Twip. 
so yeah, uh, that's really it. I guess I will uh, see everybody. Yeah, everybody next week. Yes, with uh, Bat- the Batman Beyond. Yeah, Batman review. Beyond. So, uh, Batman yeah, Beyond later. comes out. We'll see if I'm Actually, involved. Um, <laughs> I haven't read any of the last Luke two. Luke will have my head. Luke Hollywood oh. will have my head if I don't plug uh, yes. Hero Notes. Hero so, Notes. Uh, yeah, plug. Later. Plug it. Hey, don't act like Deku or anything like that there, buddy boy. But yes, that is uh, Batman Beyond Mark coming in from the Ninja Sex Party podcast. And the next one is... One we already heard at the beginning of the podcast, we had a little bit of a, uh, well, I don't want to lift the veil, but it may have been this same guy, but here we go. What up, Jim and Eric? Um, Jolly Drew here, your youth culture correspondent. Uh, he's our youth culture correspondent now. I wonder if he's going to be talking about Ninja Sex Party. I, I doubt it. Titans is straight fire right now. Adam Class just gets millennials, you know? Yeah. Uh, that adorable little butterball roundhouse is giving me roundhouse. so much life right now. I mean, who doesn't love a ball cat? Uh, TBH, Dame, and Jin are finna smash. And Jin is like low key thirsty AF. Oh, and uh, watch out for Red Arrow, because uh, Mama, she a baddie. Catch me outside, how about that? Huh? Catch me outside, how about that? Catch you. There you go. There you go. It's heavy metal Drew there with AE's now our youth correspondent. And I love every second that I hear from him. It always puts a smile on my face. And somebody else puts a smile on my face is the next and last rant and rave. It's from our man, Rob Lewis. Hey, Jim, Eric, Reggie, Chris, and the members of the Get Fresh crew. Whoop, whoop, boop, boop. It's your man, Rob Lewis. And I'm coming to you with my rant and or rave for Batman 57. Yeah. Here we go. Bang, bang, crash, slap. Bang, bang, crash, <laughs> slap. Bang, 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 bang. Yes, yes, indeed. Rob is, Poppy, is a man. Why are you on the floor? <laughs> there it is. Why am I laying on the floor, Alicia? Because I think my brain is broken. I'm the world's greatest DC comic fan. And after reading Batman 57, I don't know if I should laugh. Or cry. Or cry. And I messed up. I ended up uh, stepping on Rob's toes there. I'm going to play that ending again because there's a guest star that I want everybody to hear. Poppy, why are you laying on the floor? Why am I laying on the floor, Alicia? Because Alicia did an awesome job. My brain is broken. <laughs> I'm the world's greatest DC comic fan. And after reading Batman 57, I don't know if I should laugh. Or cry. Or cry. Alicia's there like, Papa, why are you making me do this? <laughs> but yes, that is Rob. And thank you, Rob. And I agree with you. And me and you have the same sentiments. I think me and Rob now are a writing duo. And we're going to write the next Batman issue. It'll be very easy. We'll, we'll just do that, Rob. Me and you will just yell and scream uh, different sound effects. And then they'll have to write that and draw it. And it'll be the best thing ever. But that is the Rant and Raves. Uh, thank you, uh, Batman Beyond Mark. Thank you, Jolly Drew. And thank you, Rob Lewis, for getting involved. And we're going to go off now to finish up the podcast. Now here's Eric. 
and he's talking all about DC. Now here's Eric, and he's talking all about DC. Eric Shea will throw it down. His reviews are strong and sound. His scores are much better than Jim's, you'll see. He will tell us all about DC. So tell us all about DC. Eric Shea. Hi, Eric Shea. Uh, I don't want I was this hoping, <laughs> I was hoping that you were going to be able to uh, guide me through this section, but uh, right before we started recording, you said that you are lost, just like me. Oh, God. Uh, so we'll be lost together. Hand it's such a weird thing, as you know, always. For the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about the new age of DC heroes and what we're going to do with them going forward. Are we just going to stop? We're going to go to a certain number. And like, you know, new challenges. We knew we're going to finish out the series with issue yeah. number six. It's just the rest of them. They feel like such big nothings. Yeah, that I don't, when they I don't come know around, what's it's going like, on with them. They, yeah, they I, are such you. a, like, it feels like it should be its own imprint that we don't deal with, but somehow we forced ourselves into it. Because I, I feel lost after damn time. And even damage. I feel like we haven't talked about damage in months. And when I read this, oh, yep, it's damage. Same thing's going on. Yeah, that's the problem is. And, and with that, uh, like you just said, we are kind of debating whether or not to continue with these books. And we've got, picked numbers. I mean, 12 is a number that we seem to think. It's a good like, number. Okay, that's two trades. Some of these now new challengers we knew would end at six. Yeah. That was planned to be a six-issue mini. And even so, we're doing it for V. Ken because we love V. Do Ken's love v. Ken. art and love V. Ken himself. And uh, so we would always, if this was going to 50, I'm telling you, we'd be talking about it till 50. That would just be the case because V. Ken is part of the Get Fresh I'm crew you, in my I, mind. Beep, I beep. love V. Ken, but I don't know how much more of the new challenges I could have yeah, taken. Yeah, you don't think you could have taken. Well, oh my here's the thing. He is moving over to Sideways, it looks like. Uh, so, but, was it Silencer or Sideways? Uh, silencer, okay, I mean. And are we going to still be going with that by what? the time? If not, maybe we'll jump back. But Silencer maybe. is one that we like. But with this, you have the tallest midget in the circus, like you like to say. Damage is the second book we're going to be talking about in the section, and this starts what they're claiming is a new arc. So should we have just bailed already? But when we're done, these. We will vote each time to see if we're going to continue with them, uh, maybe with a little caveats with that, because I think Sideways is one. If we stop talking about it now, if we stop, we don't even talk about it tonight. I still think we should talk about the annual when it comes up at the end of the month because with Grant Morrison and stuff like that. We'll see what's going on, though. I still have issues with how Dan DeVille is playing this game anyway. I don't know. They, really, the the guy he pulls the strings. He's one of the bigwigs. So as they, he's like, you know what? I'm going to write this bullshit story, but I'm going to put Superboy in it at the end, so it seems somewhat relevant. What happened to the Seven Soldiers? Who knows? Who knows? They, well, they, they can remember sideways. Well, we didn't remember because I, I ended up, and I say it in my thing, I ended up uh, messaging you. Did we miss seven issues? I thought we already stopped talking about sideways when this started because we end up with 
the uh, Jimmy Olsen porcupine deal and all that. And with that, that was a big deal. That seemed to be a big deal last issue. It's barely referenced here. You just see these people. I'm like, who's that sniffer? Well, well, we got that. We got the, the wolf freaking, man. We got, we got the wolf man. We got the we got, a t- yeah. terrible Lois Lane abomination. Yeah. We got all of them. He's a Draxilus. He's a Draxilus, but we'll get to the section. I'm going to start with you know, the new challengers Superman. number six. Yeah, New challengers number six, read by Aaron Gillespie and Scott Snyder. More Aaron Gillespie, as we've been told. Art team of V. Ken Marion, Sendu Flore, Denis Ribeiro, and D. Ron Bennett. New Challengers comes to a close in a great-looking but confusing manner. It's no worries, though, since by the end, both teams seem okay. I'm ready if anyone wants to play with them again. A late tour. And Why? to me, that's all this is. That's all this is, is y- you go in here, and it's going to be like one of those, okay, let's just tie this up in a way that really... Nothing really happened. Uh, you know I'm what I mean? You, you have this the, whole deal going. We had the challenges of the unknown in the New 52 during the DC Comics Presents. Where it was almost like a reality show, new challenges, like uh, challenges of the unknown. We don't deal with those at all anymore. Now it's the new challenges. I swear the next time we get the challenges back, it's going to be a completely new thing that's not going to reference any of I this. I think it'll just go back to classic deal. And that that's what we thought this was going to be, just an update of the challenges. But they introduced this new team. It became a six-issue mini very quickly. Uh, I don't know. Obviously... All these books were going to be ongoing. Something happened between the time this started. I'm guessing maybe it was Scott Snyder saying, listen, I can't really be that involved with this. I have this Justice League coming up later. I'm going to have all these other things. So they just decided, well, we'll, we'll use Scott's name for a little, hopefully, hopefully get some new challenges deal. But let's just make it a six issue mini because the problem I have with it is knowing that it's six issues, it still seemed like this ending was rushed to the end. And just try to get everything reset because basically the whole issue, and it, we're not going to talk that much about any of these in this last section because there's just not that much I'm to talk you, about. I'm telling you, you put a gun to my head and say, explain to me what's going on with the new challengers. I'll be like, all right, basically, I'll try. Here's I what can't I tell get. you I'm going to be this right, but what I'll try, baby. You have Moses who ended up zapping out and going with the challengers team with the prof there. And the evil where prof, we have yeah. spelled it out, the evil prof From wants the dark to get multiverse. He wants to be better though. He has said that he didn't realize that when he dies and any of these guys die, they end up making these bad versions of themselves, these mummies, they the mummies, and they end up attacking. So they're trying to figure out a way to do this without all of that happening. It seems like they're just making husks out of the teams. They're trying to do this. I, I'm very confused. I'm telling with you, now what's that we going have put on. all the bones together with this multiverse titan, we have our challengers. You know, the bodies are all tied up inside the skull of the titan. While this is a thing that's going to merge both the dark multiverse. And yeah. the regular multiverse together, getting rid of all the shades of gray, I guess, and making the perfect unity. And yeah, it's going to really, make pretty much really yeah. have no idea how we and, got and, here. Well, it's it's really just it seems to be like this this challengers team. That's what kind of is on you know doing everything. And if they can make this perfect version of them with the bones, like you said, then all this nonsense ends. You you can just go forward with this one. I don't team even and fully all. understand this Titan. Well, in the meantime, you have Moses's other bit, you know, the other team still in the dark multiverse trying right. to fight their way Crunch, out. Trina and, Crunch, and Bethany. Trina and Bethany. And while this is going on, uh, you have Bethany and Trina. I got confused because I will say their art looks the same. They, yeah. they look very similar. That's just their characters, unfortunately. Uh, I like Crush. Crush just basically through this whole Crunch. issue says. Crunch, I mean, when I'm going to get out. 
I'm going to crunch some bones uh, of Moses. Well, that's, the, that's the thing is he is such a one trick like pony at this point where yeah. that's all he ever talks about. Oh, Moses, he betrayed us. I'm going to fight my way through all of these different layers of the dark multiverse. And when I find him, he's going to get crunched himself. And that's yeah. the thing is we're, we, they're falling through layers of worlds, it seems like. And then at the end, well, we got to get back up. Hey, there's our ship. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Really? Well, Bethany kind of <laughs> sacrifices herself. She goes off to draw the fire of these evil worm guys, and then you have, you know, Crunch and, and uh, Trina going. Guys. These are the guys that killed Trina in the first yeah. issue, and it never mind. I don't know who these things are. What these like things I are? Like I said, it, it's very rushed to the end. Uh, they end up going as this is going on. You see the evil prof is kind of getting this team together with promises to Moses that he doesn't seem to doesn't even yourself. seem to want to. Well, they, he had to draw the people off of them. They were all going to die, but they go end up finding the box uh, that looks like a suitcase that opens. That's also the spaceship. Yeah, and they go off. They go off to go find, and, and pretty much by the end. They do come out with the other challengers and kind of say, like, what's going on? They're going to kill Moses. They're going to fight. Moses ends in, ends up turning into the good guy and ends well, up zapping the prof from behind. And then they all kind of zap along with the well, energy of the, Moses. All of a sudden, Moses and, has the power of a god and can stop all of this. And I don't know what is going on. He by seemed the end to where, have that power before. He just didn't know how to use it. And it well, seemed like you, the prop. That's like why we, they grabbed them. When we had the bone, I thought they were able to like you use this energy to bring people back from the dead and all this stuff. But now oh, it yeah. just seems like Moses is coursing with the energy himself. And I'm well, and here's they, the thing they, is I'm what I'm getting getting is because all the bones are connected now you have all the bones when you had one bone he was able to do something now he actually taps in when he gets mad and goes it does well, seem it before, as if it was all Bethany, the bones i believe go. who who was yeah. able to bring him back or something like that when she grabbed the whole of the bone but utilizing what it seems to be the dark frequency which we had with the moses now. issue when he was talking about and he died I, I i really can't tell you how any of this wraps up into one solid yeah. story well he ends up, he ends up getting the concepts. dark frequency and ends up using that to kind of get rid of this evilness in them, that that black ooze stuff that goes out, it ends up, you know, tapping into that multiversal power that just kind of cleanses the multiverse. It seems, it seems like he wins the day. Like I said, it's very, it's very rushed by the end, just to get to the point where we end with, hey, you know what? You guys are a pretty good new challengers. Yeah, you know what? You're pretty good classic challengers. You know, have some fun. You know, we're going to go off on our way. You go off on yours. And if anybody else wants to use this ever again, we'll be here waiting. It's, and that's basically I'm the way I'm telling you, like, the new challengers, like, if you, if they're allowed to leave the mountain now, like, I don't know anything about their tattoo, like, hourglasses now. If it's still going to run no. down when they leave the mountain or something like that, if that's still a thing. You think they'd want to go back to their lives for the most part, I would suspect. You know, being a new challenger might be fun. You get to explore stuff. But these people, for all intents and purposes, have just met. They went through a terrible ordeal. Now, I'd want to get the hell away from here. Yeah, I don't know if I would go back. They, they died, all that stuff, and most of their lives were awful. I mean, the stuff that they would go back to. Most can go to be back a to- healer in Gotham. Yeah, Moses can go back to what? People trying to kill him? I mean, that's how he ended up. I mean, these people did die a lot of the times. No, even (laughs) before when he had those gangsters and stuff seemed to be after him. And they they were had awful lives, it seemed. But who knows? Because we don't know. It just ends. And they're just going to go off. And maybe they will go and have their own lives. Who knows? Uh, That's it. It's over. I want to know if they can leave the mountain now. If they can go back, they have to reset their tattoos or not. It's such a weird concept. 
Now, I think they still have to reset because even the the older challengers say, ah, you know what, the mountain, it's all yours. Let's go. And they still have the tattoos. You still see the tattoos on them. So uh, I go with that. But yeah, it's over. We'll we'll never really think about this down the line. Uh, I really, I was confused a lot throughout this whole deal just because there was just things thrown out there. But I'm going to give it a 5.5 because I do like the art. And I really like that part where you have that huge skull uh, guy there when they come out and he's he looks like he's in the masters of the universe the giant I think that titan. Ken, yeah i think that v ken could uh, draw oh, the hell awesome. of a masters of the universe deal the rest of the stuff though kind of is just characters faces character there's not a lot going on so there's not a lot to really impress you with the art uh but i liked it i i like the whole art deal it just i have no idea i've been confused since issue two of this and i really issue have two, i was really invested in the story i'm like okay we're gonna get the individual character moments we're gonna see who these people are and it's all gonna come together to the crescendo and i thought it was gonna be great I don't know what happened along the way, but I lost track and they still well, even that you're up. saying that how many members are there on the team? There's four. There, yeah, four. So we had six issues. Four of them were used to catch you up in the characters. We only had two issues to give you story. There was none left. I, that's why I'm telling you. At some point, it had to have been that it was going to be a little longer. That you would have had where you could have introduced three characters in the first issue, one in the next, and then go with some story. There wasn't any time for story. It was all just, hey, here's this character, here's that character. When, you know, they're there in the the ocean, you know, g- going around the ocean, we got nothing then. And that was a whole issue. Yeah. So, yeah, I think something went wrong and they just didn't go as far as it was going to go. But they kept those, you know, little character moment things. But what would you give it? I give this issue a four out of ten. I like V. Ken's art, but I thought even that, like, you know, with me liking it, I thought this issue felt a little rushed from what I've seen him do previously. And just the story in general, it was just so tough to get through because I'm telling you, I'm trying to explain it the best I can. I could be completely wrong for what I read. I struggled throughout the entire thing, and it did not come to a complete conclusion in my mind. It was very, very like uh, – I can't even think of uh, – disheartening, I wanted to say. I'm like, why yeah. am I going to say disheartening out of nowhere? Yeah, I'm, no, not, just, I'm not a Challengers fan well, at all Neither am I, anyway, but I was hoping so I this would get really me on care. the board with the, the new Challengers. Yeah, well, it didn't. It no. didn't. We're going to move on to the next one, which is Damage Number 10, written by Robert Venditti, art by Aaron Lepresti, Matt Ryan, Hi-Fi, and Tom Napolitano. Damage continues by moving inches forward and adding some more special guests. This time it's a Just League with a kind of international feel to it, but that's just for the cliffhanger. The art's good, but this series just goes nowhere slow. It's, it's, and really, though, it's it's a quick read because nothing you, ever happens. It's the most ridiculous thing. I, have t- I, I go on here every now and again. And I say, man, this was a really quick read. But the thing is, I don't think I've ever had a quicker read than this comic, Damage no. Number Nine or Number Number Ten that Ten. we're doing now. Ever, I'm, I had to go back and think. You know, I thought there was pages missing. Like I yeah. had to look at the page count because I swore I looked at this thing for a minute and I was completely done. I like that. That's not possible. I could not have read this comic. Normal comic books, you know, people joke about how quick you can read a comic book. This was ridiculous for how little happened. And the thing is, too, a lot of it's catch up. Yeah. Well, here you go. You get Ethan show up. Ethan shows up at this facility, the damage facility. In the meantime, you find out that he went and took that uh, worm drive deal, the The thumb thumb drive drive, that he ended up getting from the The unknown unknown soldier. soldier. 
looking at it and seeing that he did a lot of stuff as damage. We, we know this. This is no shock. Yeah, Why not it. have it be something shocking? It's just people died. I am the weapon. Oh, no. We knew this. <laughs> he ends up going then. But we see. And again, how many times is damage going to be damaged? And that timer means nothing. It never means anything. All it is is to base basically show you. Man, Ethan's been kicking uh, ass for seven minutes. That's all you ever get. It never has come into play. And he goes and he's in this whole deal where he's fighting through to get to the damage program and shut it down. And everybody there, including the Dr. Vess, who's involved in it. Dr. Vess. He skedaddles. And I really thought the, the craziest thing was he goes into where they have all these failed damage. All the other volunteers that didn't work out. Why do they keep those? Why are they because keeping them? Because you always got to keep your monsters. They have them there. I have the call. I'm sorry. I'm feeling like shit. Yeah. Uh, they have them there. Why not have them be monstrosities that are still alive? So that when he ends up going, Ethan, let's destroy the damage program. And he does knock open these cylinders. They attack. Even if it's just blindly. Like, and then he has a bit of a... Uh, an epiphany, a damage himself, not even just Ethan, but damage of, oh, no, these monsters are attacking me, but these are our brothers, and these are people just like us that just didn't work out. Instead, he just wrecks house Well, and, it's just like an alien resurrection when Sigourney Weaver, she comes across the other clones in that movie kind of thing, and they're like, yeah. all the wrong versions of the alien Ripley hybrid. And like, she just starts screaming and setting it all on fire. I'm like, yeah, yeah why, why not scene. make these alive? Because this reminded me of how upset we got in uh, when the Winter Soldier program, when you oh, have them go there and <laughs> they Captain all just America get too, killed. Yeah. Yeah, and Captain America, yeah, they end up just killing him. And when that could have been a big oh, thing. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. That was, uh, that was Civil War. That was in Civil yeah. War. Yeah, in Civil War. Well, and uh, that could have been a big thing where you have these out I was waiting the entire about. movie for a, like an army to of me, Winter Soldiers. you end up showing this. And wouldn't it have been kind of neat to have him fight these and even have one or two get away? And now we have something different for the book to go and get his brothers, on quote unquote. And they are. They're, they're you know, military yeah. guys as well there. But instead, it's just, oh, no, look, damage. These things. We know this. Well, we a, know everything too, in this issue. When, when Dr. Vess is get, like, you know, they're doing the evacuation because they know that, you know, damage is in the building, wrecking house. We have to evacuate. And when he says to one of the soldiers, Dr. Vess, call in the last resort. I really mm-hmm. thought it was going to be some kind of like, you know, th- Other something damage. else. That, exactly. Something else they made that to be the equivalent of damage. It's not exactly. Exactly. It's like the abomination to the Hulk. But yeah, yeah. What it, it just turns out to be the Justice League in the end. It's really the yeah. B team. And like, it's, yeah. now you just go on. It kind of looked like Justice League International. You, it's, it's Guy cool Gardner team. shows up with that. Yeah, exactly. It it's a cool team. It's just that I really expected something from the damage book to give us something, you know, yeah. original of that's, this that's book. That's the thing. Not just the Make guest this star book, of the week again. S- start making this book important to itself. Make this book have its own little mythos going. You're now on issue 10. Set up a story within your own goddamn book instead of every time resorting of one member of the Justice League. It it seems like that's all they do. And now you have four. That's this weird version of a Justice League of Guy Gardner, uh, you know, Green Arrow and Flash. And Flash. Uh, Where where is this book ever going to make itself feel important? in itself because all it keeps doing is damage goes remembers that it's a weapon gets upset ethan has to calm him down and then they go nothing happens in this issue now i'm getting angry because the only thing that happens is the continuation of 
I think that Ethan's starting to get control over damage. No <laughs> shit, Sherlock. We've seen this all this time. This Please. might be new to you characters, Robert but we've Venditti. seen this for months. Yeah, uh, Venditti, realize that if it's new to those characters, doesn't mean it's new to us. This isn't freaking NBC fucking reruns. It isn't new to us. We've seen it. I don't know. What is this, TGIF? I God wish. damn it. Is Urkel going to get a goddamn jetpack and fly between issues? You know you love uh, that. Yeah, I wish he did. But again, you have this timer going that means nothing. Nothing in this book matters. Well, it, it may is in the next when he has to take on nonsense. the weird Justice League International. Well, yeah, because then you have it's that just team. And it, does, yeah. it does seem like the Justice League International type feel to it. Just because a cool guy team. Gardner being like there, really. And Vixen, I guess. And Vixen. Yeah. yeah, Vixen makes it seem. And even Green Arrow there makes it like, okay, I could see him getting involved too. And I yeah. just imagine, like, you know, we get into the next issue where these four Justice League members are trying to take out damage, and we have Green Arrow, the archer. I swear he'd just bring out that box that supposedly can kill the Justice League. Yeah, really. Will this work on this, please, God? Like, I, I hope this stop. works. I love it too. It's like, I, I really, and you know, Guy Gardner's my favorite Green yeah. Lantern because he's a, he's a hard sure. ass. And he's a, but here's the deal. You see damage. Huh, I, you can do this the easy way or the hard way, damage. And Guy Gardner, I hope he picks the hard way. No, you don't. There's no way you are going to get killed. He's going to snap you in half. I don't know. That, that, it's that's so ridiculous. At least something humorous about the dialogue because it's like even continue. I hope he picks the hard way. And then Flash is like, look, no one wants to hurt you, Ethan. Well, maybe Green Lantern does a little bit. At least that was something that I could take away from this because it was so quick. But you the took pro- it away. I, took I did away take the it away. Vest. I like the vest look. Uh, oh, it looks you know, good. You get that a little denim. He's hanging out in the Buffalo Bills parking lot. Now we're now we're talking. <laughs> we're talking big time. Uh, but yeah, they're like, hey, we didn't. But we didn't. Uh, you have Ethan and, and Elvis. Hey, we didn't come this far to end up in another cage damage, especially not the Just League. It, does every issue end like this? Yes. Uh, really? Yes, it does. It, it's nonsense. And I, I've had enough. I've really had enough. And that's where here's the voting time. Uh, I'll give you my score first. My score. The art is really, really good. I like it. And it's their big pages. Big splash pages, and that's why it's so quick, but it looks good. My score's all art. It's four, four out of ten, and I really, I'm so done with this non-story, and people, it just reminds me of how we treaded water and that how Jordan the Green Lantern Corps, and people, oh my God, it's such a great series. What, what are you talking about? We haven't done anything in six issues. That's what this is now. Ten issues you know in, people we don't have like done doing stuff. nothing, nothing. Yeah, I don't like doing anything. What do, what do you give it? I give it a 4.5 out of 10. Mostly that is all art and the fact that I could pretty much follow the story because it was so quick and there was not much going on. But I could follow it and that's a takeaway I can take from this book, thankfully. We should, we should, what we should do with these, I should get like the uh, a dice or a like a, a spinning sound and okay. we end up doing it by random. But uh, should we continue no. talking about damage? Should that we continue talking anybody. about this? I'm done too. That's it. Over. Over. We're going to so finish funny. this last It's one book. of the first ones to really get off besides for Curse of Brimstone. But the thing yeah. is, it was at first the one we were looking most, the most forward to. The idea yeah, was. of a DC we were actually Hulk, enjoying like, it there enough, could be a yeah. lot of fun being had in this. It just Robert Venditti did nothing with the story. And we've been doing it for yeah. 10 months now. And he hasn't picked up the pace at all. And I'm like, well, how can you do this? Yeah, I, I don't know. 
Here's the next one, Eric. I'm depressed now. Sideways number nine. You hear I have a very deep voice. Well, I, thankfully, I it's probably, the end of the podcast, right? I can, I can probably, yeah. Yeah, we don't have anything else to record even tonight. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going to end up being a, a DJ in Chicago now. Hey there. This is Max Why's it got to be Chicago? I'm Max Rebo for some reason because I looked at the uh, the artist for the Sideways as Max Rayner, and I didn't want to say that. I was <laughs> Max Rebo. Max Rebo with you here. How My you name's doing, Toy. It's time. it's time for yeah, we're a coffee cup uh, saline solution here coming at you live. Uh, we got uh, Matt. I'm this is Mattress Bura, and I'm here to talk to you. I got my co-host here, bookshelf, uh, uh, pure water. There, uh, we're doing good here. How are you doing? We're gonna have breakfast with the Beatles next, which is odd because it's 9 p.m. But that's how we do things around here. We're gonna get the Chicago our Chicago way. We're going to get traffic traffic report from Abbey Road uh, live at uh, 2nd Street. There you go, Eric. You like that? No. Is that a good one? It went is on that, a little bit too long. Is, is this a good uh, Chicago deal? Hey, hey there, everybody. We're here eating our deep dish pizza and having a, a, a hot dog. And, and damn well, you know we're not using ketchup on this. This is the Chicago way. This is the Chicago way with a uh, computer screen uh, sip and peel. Go uh, Cubs. That's me. You know me, Mister Sippenpeel. Oh, it looks good for the for the uh, Bears this week, right? We're we're back to the monsters of the midway. That's what I think. Oh my, Khalil Mack, uh, where were you all my life? Oh my, this next one's for you. It's Led Zeppelin's "Trampled Underfoot." There you go, Eric. <laughs> well, I'm never moving to Chicago now. This is the radio. Yeah, you, you don't like Chicago radio? This is all that you get in Chicago radio. That's all you get. Now we're gonna move on in a theater of the mind. Now. We are now in Detroit. Ow! It's the Wolfman and, and the Jackoff. There we go, Eric. The that's that's it. <laughs> that's in Detroit. Can, can I be Ow! the Wolfman? How you doing there? This I don't is think the Wolfman. I can. I'm here with the Jackoff. How you doing, Jackoff? He Jack chose his role. Actually, you're Jagoff. How you doing, Jagoff? Not you, too you good. You going tonight? I'm We're giving jag-off. out tickets to see Poison and Bullet Boys. Ow! The Bullet Boys. There you go. That's how you do it in Detroit. That's the Detroit way. Yeah. You like that? You like that there? I understand this lesson, <laughs> new challenges. Sideways number nine. Ow! You doing? Storytellers Max Rayner and Dan Dio, art by See, Max Rayner, Daniel Brown, and Travis Lanham. This book is a complete and total mess. We're back in Chicago, Eric. Come I back. know the it, Detroit was a little too crazy for you. Uh, I was lost for at least halfway through. Had to ask Eric over there, who's also known oh, as the Jackoff. I don't like if it. If we skipped an issue and the then read off. it, despite my utter lack of any sort of interest in what was going on. Still cutting oh, yeah. this bit. We end with Superboy showing showing up since Dan DiDio can force into his book. Anybody who wants to make it seem a little bit relevant. That's not I love Superboy, it's Superman of the action comics. Yeah, it's it's just, but it's the it's the younger version. He's a young man. Yeah, he he hasn't really spelled out what exactly it is, but a lot of people are saying that it is Connor Kent and going no. nuts. And, you know, so we'll see what's it's just dark multiverse nonsense. Well, I don't know what happened with this book. What happened? Ow, what happened? Is I want to know why Clark Kent is the worst person ever in this. It seems like him and Lois have yeah. just showed up to a funeral, and he's already tapping his he's watch. He's given the tap we gotta the get watch. out of here, Lois. You, we just yeah. got here. I'm already bored. Come you on, mean, baby. You mean Ernie and her sister there, the ones smacking bubbles? 
And he's smacking bubbles like a jerk. And and really, get, could they get dressed up any more casual for this funeral? Look, uh, they're it's having a the funeral for mom. Derek's it's not mom. their friend's funeral. Yeah, really. They're frenemies now. They end up at this funeral. And that didn't even make sense. There's no. bad blood, Eric. Then there'd be bad blood. I'm losing it. I'm losing interest, Eric. Are we done? Uh, do you want to keep talking about this? Are we over? Did I no. just go through a, uh, a time warp? They're there at the funeral. Nobody knows where Derek is, including me. Because when they show him, I forgot all <laughs> about him being taken by Porcupine Jimmy and, you know, horrendous Lois and uh, Dear oh Lois. Baca, and, what's and the Kent guy? Clark. That, uh, God, look at this. It's just nonsense. And you, you end up there. And I love I love the Lois, dear Lois. You know, you have that. And then, you know, you have Derek say that, too. What's happening with dear Lois? That's dear actually Lois. her name, I, dear Lois. I just it's but he wouldn't know that. Well, he would just she be introduced there. introduced herself in the last issue. He wouldn't go with that. I'm telling you, you end up introducing somebody at work comes in. My name's dear Lois, dear Lois. And I wouldn't go. I'd just call her Lois. So stupid, this whole thing. But and her you first have name's that, dear. But yet he doesn't <laughs> even end up giving you a little bit of, hey, this is what happened going into this. Do you oh, remember not only this? That, because- we start the issue where we end the issue pretty much where this is like, you know, yeah. sideways going up to a giant green cocoon. I'm like, well, I don't remember this because that's when I first started this issue, I thought we had missed something as well. So when you said it to me at first, like, I thought so. But no, we go back in time to – we have so many things that we're dealing with. I'm talking, and Tempest I just want to know where the seven soldiers got to. They're and, off and the they're, dark they're multiverse gone. going yeah, after the gone. Guardians still. So stupid. This like, Gloriana so still has him. I mean, she's torturing him. Still, yeah, stuff. You know, we have yeah, she's so much doing story things. going on here that we're not dealing with to deal with these side stories that seem to deal with nothing except for the dark multiverse aspect, which yeah. is the least interesting part of the story. Because yeah, I want to move on. Yes, that could be Derek's origin story of how he got his powers. Yeah, because we do see at that one point the mysterious person who must be his mother, real mother, that he was. It's it's the giver. I don't know who it could be. No. So we will see. Like I've told you, even if they're like, let's say the giver, this hooded figure that I like, you know, heals Derek at the end of this issue is somehow his real mother. Because we all know that Derek was adopted if you've been reading this book. How does that the worst adopted though? father ever? Oh my too. god! We never got, father, and he's Dave, just a jerk. I, I, I don't. There's, there's no reason for him to be in this book because no. he has no presence whatsoever. And when he finally does show up, he's kind of a jerk at a funeral, and I don't understand why he's even there. Even like the small, the choices that Dan DiDio is making with this character is so weird because we have to deal with Derek's mother's death. So there's a funeral going on. We have to show these people. But having Lois Lane show up out of nowhere saying that Derek's mother used to work at the Daily Planet and wanted to get a hold of her at the last second. I'm like, no. Then we have to deal with Miss Dominus and the idea that, you know, her company killed Derek's mother. Yeah, yeah. And she so comes much- in and she's, you know, she's Cat Grant times 50. Well, I, the the one police officer, may I speak to you? Uh, you know, the, the mother, you know, she was at your company before. Well, I was in the Bahamas. <laughs> and off this, you go. And I'm love- telling you, this should be a big deal for the character. His mother died. But we're stuck, yep. not even in the dark mountain. We're stuck in like a pocket dimension with in the Paris dark mountain with feeding Lord on Paris, them. who yeah, was able to sustain this like pocket dimension by feeding off the people's energy around him. And now the he's pissed. And it's the weird yep. thing because Derek is supposed to join the great feasting that's going to keep this world alive, to keep everybody else yep. alive. He says no. And with that, everybody else who seems to have been here for a while, yeah, well, he said, I don't like the feast. The wolf man. You all yeah. just turned on me. How dare you? Got you got the wolf man. You got the giver. You got them all. And, and then Paris is, like, 
parasite. I'm going to I'm going to kill all you and I'm going to get rid of the sideways guy here. And oh, wait a second. I shouldn't be like that. You know, I'm nice. I, I don't care. I, I really am the don't benevolent care. Lord Paris. Yeah, I forgot I, I for a second. My bad. Yeah. And then they you have Derek there and that's, you know, when he gets brought back to life kind of and given his powers back because then when he wakes up, he does have his powers back and he's going to leave. There's this cocoon deal. And even that, deal. getting the powers back out of nowhere, like why? We took the powers away to make it a problem and never really made sense why his powers went away. And now because the giver, whoever it may be, has touched the side of his face, now he has his powers back. I'm like, it's just a convenience yeah. factor. This is lazy writing. Uh, the whole thing's lazy, and the whole thing means nothing, and it's it's a bunch of garbage. Nobody cares about this book. It, it's just bull crappy. There's this cocoon deal there where he, I love it too. He's like, this trail leads right to this cocoon. Oh no, I'm there. Here I am. I'm gonna open it up. Murmur. Oh, it talks. Holy crap! Really? And then he opens it up, and like you said, it is uh, the the. Uh, Action comics. He doesn't Superman. have jeans. It, like, he does doesn't have he? jeans. They're yeah. li- well, he it, they're weird with those uh, those knee patches, and even the way they look, they're drawn to make them look more like sweatpants to me. But they are the jeans and shirt Superman yeah. from Action Comics of Grant Morrison, which will be continued in the annual coming up. It was garbage. You it's know, complete the annual. garbage. I love it too because Dan DiDio, who who talked to Hussein for a little. And Hussein's like, hey, uh, you know, I, I do the reviews for Sideways uh, Weird Science. And Dan DiDio's like, hey, I'm glad that Jim and Eric aren't doing them anymore because they don't give any good reviews. So we never did. It was always Hussein. He fucking hates this book. So take <laughs> that, Danny boy. Th- this book is garbage. Nobody cares about it. Nobody. It doesn't and I sell at so all. Bad. Yeah. It, it, end- it started out good. And then once he decided, once it went full Dan DiDio, They'll never go full Dan deal. It went full Dan deal, and it sucked. He, he ended up losing track of what actually everybody we talked to thought was interesting. They, and I'm telling there wasn't you, instead a point of getting where, to the story at hand, they were like, you know, people like that damage. You know what? Just throw in more guest stars every issue. That'll do it. Yeah, and and with this this sideways deal, you have it where we're like, okay, we have a Spider-Man of the DCU. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. Everybody kind of laughed at I it. Like you, you have his mom died. The minute his mom died, this whole book went off the rails because then it seemed like Dan Didio was like, yeah, you know what? This isn't hitting. What will hit is the seven soldiers for one issue to lead to Lord Paris so that he could die, come back, and then we'll have a it's, – it's just garbage. It's, I would tell everybody, just stay clear. Wide berth for this one because it's just nonsense. There's no reason. And when you pick up issue after issue and every time you start, you're like – the hell was I? Did I miss seventeen issues here? Uh, are we at sideways number fifty-two? Because I don't know what happens between issues, except uh, people start throwing things at a dartboard for, with story ideas, and then they just go with it because this is nonsense. And this is where we get mad at Steve Orlando. This is worse because this just is nothing. Steve Orlando, at least there's something that you know you see that he has a spark of some imagination. This book has no imagination at all it's just let's go from here oh let's just throw superman at the end to get people excited oh let's just have the seven soldiers there just to have them let's do this there's no imagination to it at all it is just a hodgepodge of garbage (sighs) two out of ten eric i hate it what about you 
Me, I really like the art in this issue. It's just I like the, the art story. too. That's I'm telling you, the art is seven out of ten for me. Right. That's and the rest is negative for the story. It's nonsense. <laughs> That's how bad it is. I really like the the uh, art in this issue, but the story. I'm telling you, I care about Derek James. I want to know more about Sideways. And I his don't powers. anymore. Our, I don't anymore either. But the whole this foray into the dark multiverse, where whatever you need to happen conveniently happens right there and then. It is yeah. lazy writing. It's just not interesting. Yeah, I w- I'd like to see more maybe of the action comic Superman from the New 52. That's interesting. It's just I know it's going to be bullshit because everything else has been bullshit. So I'm giving up on this book, and I'm going to give this issue a 3.5 out of 10 because yeah. nothing really matters. Now, we'll probably talk about the annual at the end of the month. Probably. Are we done with it after that? I'd like to be. I, really I am. Would. Boom. We're the done. New age We're of never Heroes talking is about such these. a failure. I don't it want anything to do with it failure. anymore. I love it too. When Dan Didio was talking about this Wonder imprint, the Wonder Comics imprint of right. uh, uh, Brian Michael Bendis, where you're going to have Young Justice, which we'll be talking about those books. And he gets up and I he's like, "Hey, we decided to have this imprint because all these new imprints are doing so well." Really. You, know, you look at the sales. Well, maybe he doesn't you, you look, look at the at sales. Maybe going he on. just likes to think, man, people like comics. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's he just really, the worst boss does, ever. He doesn't he, he check really in on any of the business right. aspect of no. it. He's, he's, everybody's just, uh, you know, giving him uh, rainbows and lollipops, uh, blowing smoke up his ass because these are terrible. And really, a last section of these books is just, it's not fun. It could be uh, worse. This, we this could podcast. be talking about The Unexpected or The Curse of Brimstone yeah. because yeah, Curse somehow of those already books done. are worse than these. Jeremy's going to do The Unexpected now. In the meantime, that's been announced as canceled at eight. So, yeah. you know, Jeremy can lose his mind until then. But really, what else do we have? We have Silencer still that mm-hmm. uh, we like. So we're going to continue with that for the time. The Terrifics, which is Reggie's, which gets a reprieve because of that. Because, God, we, you know, we book. end up going, because so do I. It I could like be good, either. but there's, there's well, we'll nothing to it either. Like, eh? everybody... Has just thrown in the towel, and they're like, you yeah. know, they're they're mailing oh, it they're in. They're looking out. It's they're, yeah, so they're, they're mailing they're it in and looking at the exit. And that's it. They're they're staring at the exit. Is what they're doing. Uh, though, when we talk about it, how many people talk about that when we talk with Reggie? How many of us are there on there talking? Three. There, there's three. Two of us don't like it. It's a majority in my book, so sure we'll talk. We'll talk about that later. But we're going to move on to. I, I don't know any of these books. Your book of the, the week. You are no absolutely <laughs> not. Reveal that right now, but we're going to move on to our book of the week. All right, Eric, and what's your book of the week? My book of the week is Teen Titans number 23. Mm-mm-mm. Never so thought I'd love Roundhouse as much as I do now. Oh, Roundhouse, you little scamp. I, I love that book. So, yeah, that is my book of the week as well. But I'll also had another book over nine with Just really? League. So I was very positive this week. Uh, Just League being on the Patreon spotlight. So you wouldn't have heard that if you aren't on the Patreon. And speaking of that, one last time, if you want to get involved in the Patreon. And in and November, the beginning of November, we're going to have that episode 200 on that. That is at patreon.com slash weird science where you get a bunch of shows each week, including the news show, seller, dweller, all that stuff. And the the big one being the weekly, very weekly oh. Patreon spotlight picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh group. Beep, boop, boop. Boop. Now, this is what we're going to be talking about next week. Two of these books will be on the Patreon picked by them. But here's the lineup. Action Comics number 1004. 
Batgirl number 28, All which right. we have suddenly become big fans of. Can't Batman wait. Beyond 25, milestone. How is that anniversary? Batman Kings of Fear number three. That will probably be a two second. <laughs> not, not much happens <laughs> in that. Books of Magic number one. Reggie and Chris will be talking about. Detective Comics number 991. I'm um, looking forward man. to see if we get a little more Two-Face. Man. <laughs> Just League Odyssey number two. Seems like that should be at at least at issue nine by now. But uh, Old Lady Harley number one, which <laughs> I decided I was going to review, and I told Eric, and he can say that this is true. I said that if it's good, we'll put it on the podcast. If it's not good, it's not going to be on the podcast. There's yeah, a, he never there said you have that. it. So, if, yeah, I did. I told you that, and that's how I'm going to stand. <laughs> if I like it and I want to talk about it, we will. Uh, these are ones where we can kind of pick and choose. It is Frank Thierry, who I love, so I'm hoping that he can kind of pull this out and go. But it does seem like it's uh, along the lines why DC wants to be the parody company that parodies marvel because I don't this know. does really Just i know the age of dc the, heroes the, on the old idea of old lady harley you know you kind of chuckle oh the old old man logan sort <laughs> of thing but this seems like it's going a little bit beyond of just the name. It is parroting the whole thing. We have Raven, Daughter of Darkness, number nine. We'll see Only about number that. Nine. Uh, we have The Flash, number 57. Silencer, number 10. The Terrifics, number nine. Titans, number 28. And... Wonder Woman number 57, continuing the witching hour story. So we'll see. Sounds that like was a the pretty issue. solid podcast going Yeah, that forward. was the issue that I forgot about when I kept saying it was four yeah. issues. So we'll have that and we'll go from there. Uh, but yeah, that's a pretty good week of books. If I don't say so myself, not nothing really you pops do. into my nothing really pops into my head as being like, oh man, that's the big book of the week. Like any of those, but they're all pretty solid. Old so, Lady Harley, Old Lady Harley, number one. Jim loves number ones. Eric, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I, I, I only page through it. I didn't. And number twos especially. Oh my, on my chest possibly. What? That what is not appropriate. That's not appropriate. <laughs> I write a big two on my chest. It's, I call that the Cleveland steamer there. <laughs> Uh, what do we say at the end of the podcast? Besides know, the number now. two on the chat. Uh, what do we say? Everyone have a great week. week. Keep it weird. weird. And see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh!